welcome to Blurbs R Us with your hosts Ace and Big T. How are you guys and welcome to episode 91 of Blurbs R Us. Ooh. So like I teased on the last episode, if you haven't seen it or seen the description that we posted on our Facebook page, over the next 10 episodes to us getting to episode 100, we are going to be having, <clears throat> well, we're going to be trying to have a guest on every single episode. So the only returning guest is going to be Mr. Seth. Yes, friend of the show. Welcome, Seth Myers. Oh, wait, oh. Yeah, what's up, what's up? Yeah. You have it's, your own it's theme. It's been a while since we played this. <laughs> That's right. That's a right that sounds right. This one's the, the savage. The savage Seth Myers returns <laughs> to bring savagery back to to the Bloods. How's it going? Oh, it's going good, man. It's going good. Um, glad to be back. Get into this. You know what I'm saying? Bring the savagery back to your podcast. <laughs> All right. Yes. So one of the main reasons I wanted to get Seth on is because Seth has finally dropped uh, his Kingdom Hearts episode that he's been teasing for the last couple of weeks. Yes, um, we've been waiting for this Kingdom Hearts story story mode longer than, <laughs> almost as long as Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> so yeah, I gave, man, I gave it to a listen on, on my lunch break. Um, oh yeah, you smashed it, bro. It was, uh, it was done yeah, really well. Like, so much nostalgia just came yeah. running back. Yeah. As, 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 as soon as the, um, the soundtrack started playing, that, mm. that song, I can't remember the name of it. Mm. As soon as that came back, I was just like, oh, I want to play Kingdom Hearts. Bangers. Like, the, the, the piano music you had in the background from like, I think it's like the menu screen or whatever was just nostalgic yeah. anyway. But once you kicked in that, um, that song, hold on, I need to find it. Cause that song was a banger. I was even, like, I was in my car listening to it, driving on the way home from work and I was just singing along. I haven't heard that song in years. Yeah. Like, I haven't played that game in so long. <laughs> and I was singing along like I knew which words were coming. It was so jokes. Mm. But, oh, um, yeah, most definitely, man. But yeah, so um, what's... Um, do you want to like just talk a little bit about um, what it is you're doing with the story mode thing? And uh... Yeah, yeah. So uh, story mode, I'm wanting to kick it off with his own podcast. There's a, there's a guy... Uh, he's actually been on my podcast a few times. His name's Jonathan. He's a he's a writer. He's actually written a few novels and self-published them and stuff. Or no, I think he actually got with a publisher. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not sure, but um, I met him at Comic Con. He's joined a, a couple podcasts with me, and I've been talking to him about helping me with writing out some of these scripts because the process of it is can be pretty tedious. So the idea of the story mode is to tell the stories of video games, right? But do it in a way where it's like a radio show. It's uh, you know, like old and, you know, back in the day where they do the sound effects and voice actors and stuff like that. Mm. And you would hear the little radio type show things. Well, I'm trying to do that, but with old video games. Not typically the new stuff. I, I try to go more for the old stuff. You know, some stuff that might be maybe harder to find nowadays. Or even if you like, you can find Kingdom Hearts, the remakes and all that stuff too. But just the older games and... And tell some of the stories of those that, you know, I enjoyed and things that I liked and, and all that. And so I, I do the background music. I get, you know, the music from the video game. I mean, you can find all that stuff on YouTube and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of editing work. It's just, you know, ripping the audio, cutting it up, you know, managing the volume levels and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's very tedious work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully uh, Jonathan can help with doing some of the writing. And that way I can focus more on just the editing and then the recording yeah. and doing that. 
Um, I can so we're looking at doing something like that. And that sounds and, uh, good. I, I can imagine it's probably very time consuming, like a lot more than a regular episode of your podcast would be. Obviously, like you did said, you see the, the picture I posted of the uh, how the edits looked? No, I don't think I saw that. Uh, Nana, did you see that one? I put it up on Instagram. Um, yeah, I did. No, I see yeah, yeah. like put- channels. Huh? Was there all like loads of different channels that you had like to blend in together? Yes. Yeah, yes. So it was a picture of my uh, my audio program I use, and you can see like there was three different channels with like all types of like smaller and larger like cut up like audio clips, mm. and they're all in together, and they're all like leveled out to you know do that. So it takes some time, mm. um, but I, I mean I, I really enjoy doing it. It's fun. Yeah. It's just a little tedious. Um, so I'm doing Kingdom Hearts one and two, and then um, I'm wanting to do some of the other games. I was thinking I had an idea for how to do Cuphead. Oh, I was thinking really? of doing Cuphead. I haven't played Cuphead in ages. I bought the game because like everyone's talking so much good things about it. Played like the first world, yeah, and then just like gave up. Like I just stopped playing it. We did. We we got into it on multiplayer as well, yeah. and we got onto the second island. But yeah, like you said, we kind of gave up. I haven't played it in a while, but yeah. hearing your version of, of that story would be jokes because that's a joke story as it is. It's pretty crazy. And I yeah, like the spin yeah. that you put on things, like when you talk about the boss fight and the way you drop certain um um like music drops. I can I don't I don't want to say too much. Like people just need to go and listen to it. If you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts, of Kingdom Hearts and, and just gaming in general and like even if you just want to revamp the remind yourself of what the story was before Kingdom Hearts Three comes out, I definitely recommend listening to that and and just the other <coughs> stuff in general because yeah. it's all it's good man. It's it's, it's even good. the first two story modes of um what do you call it uh, Max Payne Max Payne yeah also, yeah like I said, Kingdom Hearts like the moment you started like I started listening to it yeah it just took me all the way back to the first time I was playing it. And like when you were describing some of the action scenes, some of the fight scenes, <laughs> like I could just remember it in my head. Yeah. And um, so obviously, I, like I wanted to delve into Kingdom Hearts a little bit more. So like, obviously, you're the one that's going through it. So, what was your favorite moment of the first Kingdom Hearts? Uh, the favorite moment of mine, I guess, is just um, when you. I think. It, it's either the Olympus Coliseum, yeah, which is yeah. coming up on next episode, yeah. uh, when you get to see Cloud mm. and Cloud's like making a deal with Hades mm. on like how to take out Sora and mm. all that kind of shit, mm. and then like the scene where you see Hercules pick up Cloud who got like kind of knocked out by Cerberus, yeah, and just runs off with Cloud rescuing you know the most bad one of the most <laughs> badass characters in in kind of gaming, yeah, you know. And it's rescued. He's rescued by Hercules. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, you know, something like that was that just kind of like a cool, extra amazing for me because I'm like half Greek as well. So <laughs> seeing <laughs> and Cloud is my favorite Final Fantasy character. Like uh, uh, the only one that could probably top him is Sephiroth. And like you said, I'll let you continue talking about. Sephiroth is probably my favorite experience from gaming. Mm. Uh, maybe not the best part of Kingdom Hearts because it's just like a side thing you do yeah. and there's really no story part to it at all yeah. you just kind of go there and you fight them it's not even but i know i talked story. about it in one of my last couple podcasts 
we started talking about uh, in fact the Halloween podcast we talked about horrific characters from gaming yeah and I talked about my experience on fighting Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts mm. because you fight him and he has so many health bars that they're invisible yeah so like when you're hitting him you don't see any health go down because invisible health bars are going down mm. first until you finally start chipping away at his actual health. Mm. And then he has three different types of fighting styles that he ends up fighting you with. Yeah. And the last one, he just floats in the air and tells you, welcome to the promised land. And then <laughs> meteorites start hitting the ground and you're just running around like, holy shit. And then he just starts like teleporting, like popping out places and mm. attacking. And it's very intense. Mm. And the problem is when you die, because you will die, you have to start all the way from the beginning mm -hmm. because it's a long fight fighting <clears throat> Sephiroth. Mm. Yeah, I've got to agree. That, that's probably one of the hardest Again, like I like how you put it in the episode you were talking about. It, it's not necessarily the hardest boss battle I've ever played, but it's one that sticks out a lot, and that is definitely Sephiroth from uh, from King Kingdom Hearts One and Two because he was hard in Kingdom Hearts Two as well. Actually, in Kingdom Hearts Two though, I felt he was easier because I actually beat Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts Two first, and oh, I, I died a couple times and all that, but you know I got through it. Yeah, not too bad. Kingdom Hearts One. He is fucking tough. Like that, that's there, there's another level of hardness that I think they realized, and we're like, oh, let's back off a little with the second game, mm, yeah. and so and make him as hard. So uh, I think the only harder thing dealing with like not even with, exactly with Sephiroth, but Final Fantasy VII mm. is fighting Ruby and Emerald Weapon in the Final Fantasy VII game. Mm. That shit is ridiculous. Yeah, but you know, it's different. What, what, what was your worst? Um, experience with Kingdom the first Kingdom Hearts coming to the realization that Goofy fucks and wondering what his O-face is because he has a son <laughs> named Max <laughs> it's true oh you just ruined Disney for me and Dude, I've never thought cow. about that he, Let's get that he must have beat uh, he's got a son Max isn't it yeah, so I'll he see. must have beat yeah. he must have bust what does his face look like yeah. what does he yeah. <laughs> That's right. Does he go? <laughs> or does and, he go like, and, and in those shows, he dates a cow. So he's fucking cows, man. He's cross species fucking. Like, what's going on, Goofy? Uh, Goofy gets down, bruv. Like, Goofy don't give a fuck. He fucks cows. Probably, fuck. He probably fucks ducks. You know, he gets down with Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy can't be putting up with Donald all day. That fucking voice. Oh, uh, yeah. No. Like, you're looking good in that night armor, Goofy. Like, Donald's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Donald's over there in like a cape, like some wizard cape. Yeah. <laughs> looking like his pajamas. Yeah, so, T, what was your favorite moment of Kingdom Hearts? Oh, my favorite moment of Kingdom Hearts in general or just the first one? Just the first one. Just the first one. Uh, again, yeah, probably the moment I finally defeated Sephiroth was definitely a good moment. Um, but I think. Ah, uh, it's there's a lot of good moments. Um, That's a good moment, but it's not rewarding because you don't get anything. Nothing happened. Yeah, it's just like, well done, you did it. <laughs> they just kind of flip to the next scene. And it's like, oh, I beat them, and yeah. it's like nothing. It was more of like a personal victory. Like you had to work yeah, hard for yeah. this. You had to go off world and train harder and come back. And I don't mm. think I don't think I even beat Sephiroth until after I completed the the, the game properly. And that's what just made me laugh is that Sephiroth was even harder than the final game, uh, the final boss, sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what was hilarious. My favorite moment, 
I can't remember. Was was this in the first one um, with Mickey Mouse hooded in the in the black cloak with the hood? That sounds like the yeah. The first he's one. at the end, I believe. He comes out of the because um, he's in the Kingdom Hearts, or like when you open the door or something. Mm. And then uh, him and Riku end up Together. in there at the end, yes. and they like close the door. Yes. And I think he's hooded with the blade. He's got the keyblade and all that shit. That that is my favorite moment from the first one because. Just having Mickey Mouse just be like a, a killer with a with a sword, yeah. being hooded, like but still have the big Mickey Mouse ears. I just thought it was weak. I, I just thought only Square Enix can do this shit <laughs> and, and pull it off. What was your worst moment of Kingdom Hearts? Oh, my worst moment of Kingdom Hearts. Um, if there was one, I I I can't narrow it down, but I think um, a nitpick I have about the first one, yeah. which I think was addressed for the second one, and they made it much better. Was the controls of the underwater, the little mermaid level. Um, because you become a mermaid and I think Donald becomes like a turtle. No, Goofy becomes a turtle and Donald becomes an octopus yeah. or something. Yes. And, yeah, that's um, right. I just remember the controls being so jarring of going, cause it's like a more three dimensional. You can swim up, down yeah. in all directions. It was quite jarring. Uh, I, I, I can't remember specifics or how it was. I just remember that being annoying. But the second if one, if I remember right, the second one just is like a musical, right? Like it's almost like you just do a bunch of songs and play like little mini games. What for the Little Mermaid Devil? Yeah, on the second one. On the second uh, one, I'm pre- maybe maybe it's not this. I'm not sure because I definitely remember there being Little Mermaid levels in a, another Kingdom Hearts game because I remember specifically thinking the controls had been sorted out. It was just done. I think you use the the trigger the L1 and L L2 buttons and stuff to go up mm. and down it was it was just done maybe it wasn't Kingdom Hearts 2 then maybe it was one of the PSP ones or the spin-off ones but mm. I remember it, it might have been that I think you did swim around in the second one but I think the most of what you did was not exactly battle but do these weird musical yeah. uh like mini game things mm. I, don't know, I have a memory of that and and being like why is this level filled with this shit and then <laughs> you know I don't know. Yeah. I haven't really gotten into the second game yet uh, to start uh, writing that out. Like, I'm going to start doing that probably this week, mm-hmm. getting ready for, uh, you know, when I'm done with the first uh, Kingdom Hearts game. My favorite moment from the second one. I, I was thinking to the uh, Can I just say? I just like the moment when um, Cloud and um, Squall or, or, or Leon team up in, in the. <laughs> In the war, that's where I blew my mind. Uh, so my favorite bit is not necessarily linked to the first game, mm. but it was. Um, so how comes you can say things that aren't linked to the first game? See, look at this it, guy. It was, it was making it was up Riku. the rules as he goes. No, it's just like Riku. Anytime <laughs> Riku in general was on screen, yeah, <laughs> I was just happy because like he was my favorite character. Yeah, you loved and, Riku. Um, I, I, I think that was that thirty-year-old of... grown man that runs around with kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is kind of that. Um, initially, the Keyblade was searching for Riku. Yeah, um, because Riku was so badass, he just left he'd, the island before it turned. He'd up. already gone into the darkness, I think. Yeah, see, and That's uh, so the Keyblade had to go to Sora. So yeah, Riku's mm. my favorite, mm. and that was that. Um, my worst with Kingdom Hearts, I didn't like the um, the gummy ship battles where you had to like fly. From world to world, with yeah, because I didn't care for upgrading my shit, yeah. So I just kind of flew and dodged everything, and <laughs> eventually got to my destination. Yeah, um, 
that's what, yeah. That was, what, that's what was bad about. about that too was that they made you do that up oh. until like midway through the game, Man. and then they give you this warp ability that lets you just kind of travel to different worlds. Yeah. But for the first couple levels, the worlds. Every time you travel to a different world, you have to do the gummy ship minigame oh, bullshit. It was so jarring. It was long. And I, I've seen YouTube videos of people that have like actually upgraded their gummy ships and they're like kitted out and shooting all sorts of madness. And See, I just I, never I, got I that just, far. Yeah, like I you, just I just, once I got the warp option, I was like, mm, gummy what? <laughs> no, I'm not um, doing that. So... I've obviously mentioned my favorite character from the series, which is Riku. Mm. Uh, Seth, what character um, of any of the games um, is your favorite? Um, I think I'll stick with Donald. Um, I like that Donald has that little attitude <laughs> about shit, and he just—I find him funny. You know, there's a there's actually a funny scene coming up in the next episode um, where they go to uh, Tarzan's town. Mm. And Donald's like, no, we don't need to stop there. And Sora's like, yeah, we should. You know, we're trying to find Mickey and Kyrie and Riku and all that shit. And he's mm. like, that's a backwater world. We don't need that <laughs> bullshit. Like, like, oh shit. Like, Tarzan's just a trash monster to you, right, Donald? Like, he's just this weird, almost elitist sometimes, like, just kind of asshole. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I like Donald because he just, he's just, he's just a weird type character like he's not the nicest like goofy's just overtly nice yeah. and like goofy's like hey, we go there all the time and i was like fuck that shit man it's like savages down there we ain't going there <laughs> well he well he is white yeah yeah uh, t who's who was your favorite character <coughs> my favorite character yeah <coughs> sorry um well yeah apart, apart from riku was a really good character from the start um, if you're talking from Soul Reaper yeah uh, I like Cloud obviously because he was just my favourite from Final Fantasy 7 yeah um, Hercules I was I was happy that he was linked with Cloud that was just really nice for me but I think my favourite altogether I think was Axel I think his name was from the second one the guy with the flame with, with the red hair and the flame things and he had like those circle weapons yeah um, I just like that he started off as a villain and kind of became good by the end and he had like a a nice an actual nice story arc like a character arc which he I like that shit that, yeah. Um, but yeah and I thought he was just cool anyway his hair looked cool like he kind of looked like um, Zack but with red hair uh, and he, he had the, the friendship with I think it was Roxas which yep. was like Sora's nobody nobody it, it got fucking complicated that's why I was looking forward to your breakdown as well Seth was just to make sense of some of the <laughs> shit because it does get mad I'm confusing I'm going to um, I'm dead. <laughs> the fact the second episode they come it goes over some parts where they actually get into some specifics about what the heartless are mm. the keyholes what they are to the planets the real kicker is going to be the last episode though because mm. the last episodes when they go to Hallow Bastion. See, mm. the first Kingdom Hearts, actually, the plot is fairly simple until the very end. Mm. The very end of the game is when they start throwing at you just a bunch of shit. You see Ansem, <laughs> and then he yeah. – it is just a lot of things just all of a sudden explained that are confusing. Mm. So I'm going to attempt to tackle that, but – the problem is, though, there's some things that are explained in other games. Like, for instance, I didn't realize this, but I think it's Birth by Sleep. Hmm. You play as three different, like, just other 
human-like yeah, characters. I've played, and at some point, cool. I've played huh? this one. It's a good one. And then at some point, they go back and meet up with Sora, Riku, and uh, Kairi. Mm. And like, there's a scene where Riku touches the Keyblade, and it's like, oh, the Keyblade chose you. Yeah. And that somehow explains why he can wield a Keyblade later on. Like, he's been chosen by this Keyblade already. Mm. Um, so there's something else that happened with Sora to get him ready for that. Yeah. And then there's something that happens with Kyrie that explains why she has that, uh, cause she has the, the heart or like some kind of special thing with her at the end of the game or the first one, it, it's revealed. Mm. So, um, there is a lot of like back and forth and shit. There's a lot of weird shit with Ansem because apparently he's existed kind of throughout time. Yeah. You know, and then like one of the things I brought up in the first uh, episode is like apparently they had the idea of traveling to other worlds, which is kind of an odd concept to have just overall. Yeah. Like, you know, you typically want to travel to a different state, you know, <laughs> or a different city. But to like talk to your friends and say, we're going to go to other worlds mm. first is kind of bizarre, but it does put in that they have the concept that there's other worlds out there mm. and that they think they can reach them with a raft is <laughs> yeah. either interesting or just stupid. Yeah. It's, it's one or the other, yeah. you know, because if they can reach other worlds by floating through the ocean, well, that deposits the idea that these worlds are connected in a very weird way, mm. you know, through through ocean travel and shit like that. But then the the thing that I'd bring up about it, though, is that there's a scene in the game when you're in the gummy ship and a whale eats you, a whale <laughs> yeah. floating through space or space is actually a large ocean and the whale is swimming in it. And you could get to other worlds with a raft. Oh. So. That's an interesting concept. I never thought about it. The gummy ship that does kind of look like a submarine or something as well. If you look yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, it kind of does. That's an interesting concept. I never thought of that. Like they're not actually different worlds. They're on one world, but just different islands or different planets. Yeah, don't you go through like a warpole at some point? Maybe that's you like do go through a, a warpole, wave or but a warpole or something. Again, or, again, again there's a whale floating through it. <laughs> yeah, so, I what's mean, the whale doing? Isn't it the whale from Pinocchio as well? Yeah, it is. Yes. What's that doing in space? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's interesting unless it's all in the ocean yeah mm. to go back to the the island the the, the raft thing as well like yeah. they, they maybe they're just like simple-minded like island folk like maybe that what was their what was their island called um i can't remember whatever it was called maybe that's just another one that like donald flies over on a gummy ship like yeah fuck that island they think they can yeah. get places <laughs> on rafts like <laughs> stay away from them so that's why sora's never seen them but also, um, listening to your episode um, finally made me understand what that opening scene was all about. Like, when I first watched it with, like, Sora going in the ocean and Riku there and then he drops in the ocean and drowns and sees himself falling from the sky and as a meteorite or something. When you first watch, when I first watched it as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is this? Is that? This is just some Square Enix madness. But... Yep. Listening to you say it out, like it, it, it's clearly like a metaphor, like foreshadowing the events that are about to come. Like it's a compact, quick little version of the whole story that's about to unfold. Like, um, mm. like Riku being in the water, the water's the darkness in a way. And him mm. inviting Sora in, when Sora goes in, he gets crashed by the wave and it like, sends him flying underneath or whatever but Riku like you mm -hmm. said is unaffected by it 
Then mm. the island was called Destiny Island. Destiny Island, that's it. Yeah, mm, yeah that's it. Donald Duck's like, fuck Destiny Island. <laughs> mm, that's right. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I just thought it was interesting how listening to you talk finally made that opening scene click to me. And um, yeah, that uh, was an interesting concept about the war. I think I found the, the song. Alright, so my last. My, <sighs> <fucking> <laughs> my last question <laughs> is: What predictions do you have for Kingdom Hearts Three? Me? Yeah. To be honest with you, I I don't remember much from two. I've been researching some different things. Yeah. Uh, for three, mm-hmm. I have no clue. I really don't. I'm I'm very curious where they're gonna take it because I'm actually not up to speed with a lot of the other. Um, smaller games that came out yeah, the handhelds same. and all that kind of stuff. So I'm actually looking forward to diving in deeper before that comes out. Uh, with three though, um, I don't know, man. Like the stuff I've seen so far, it, it does look like everybody has a keyblade. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I guess this, having a keyblade is not very special anymore. <laughs> I always relate it. To like, there's just some merchant, like that Resident Evil merchant sitting in the corner, like, what are you buying? <laughs> what are yeah. you selling? And he just opens his coat and there's like 500 Keyblades for you to choose from because he's just wheeling and dealing. Yeah. And like, that's the world now. <laughs> I got these Keyblades, man. I got these Keyblades. <laughs> these Keyblades. I'll meet you around the back of McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, right? So, uh, but. That's jokes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, I know they're going to have to get into more of the. Organization 13 stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole like Ansem Sora and, and um, yeah, Ansem and um, shit with Roxas and, mm-hmm. and all that too. So um, I don't know what to expect. It's been 10 years in the making. So yeah. um, something like that. It's, it's I don't know. It's kind of like um, Avengers Infinity War as well, because like you said, there's been so many like spin off like DS games and PSP games and even mobile games, like Mickey Mouse had a mobile game and they've all been remastered and updated and stuff. So they they are all out there to play. And I I played a lot of them in their original forms, like on DS and I played um, uh, Birth by Sleep. I played Dream Drop Distance and all these other mad ones. Um, And it looks like Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to bring all of their stories together. Mm. Because I think one of the DS one was about Roxas and Axel's story. Uh, the PSP one was about um, Aqua, Ventus and um, Terra. And one of the things at the end of um, um, Birth by Sleep, uh, again, it's a bit of a spoiler for anyone that's interested, yeah, but, but um, it turns out that one of the main three characters that you play, Terra, uh, the main guy, he turns out to be he turns into the main villain from Kingdom Hearts. I think it's... Um, Zemnus. Uh, it's either... Yeah, Zemnus or... Ansem. Ansem. Or, or some combination of... I think them. they're the same person. Some, yeah, actually. they're the same person. Thought, some combination of them or something like that. Something weird happens. So, I think... Or one of them is the nobody Ansem, of the other one. Yeah, and, Ansem was the nobody. Yeah. And Zemnus yeah. was the heartless. But in this, in this, in this situation, Terra literally turns into him. Like, his hair goes white and his skin goes like red or dark or whatever color he was and he literally turns into him and then when you look at the pictures back in Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2 and you and you look at him you're like right that actually did look like terror like it was kind of obvious mm. if you looked at it so I think there might be some kind of redemption arc with the villain seeing as he was a once playable character that you kind of rooted for and he's a friend of Aqua who at the end of it as well ended up with Mickey 
on that same little um, beach that on, on, in a dark realm or whatever. Yeah. That little beach where you see Sora and Roxas get stuck sometime. But um, it just got... See, that's the thing. I've played a lot of them as well and even I'm just confused because it got so complicated. So I don't know, man. It, yeah. It, it, they can literally do anything. I like that they're bringing Pixar stuff into it. Like Toy Story and Monsters, Inc. Um, stuff like that. Could be mm. interesting. I'd like yeah, to see I'd be looking do, forward to that too. The different worlds and stuff. and mm, yeah, I'd like to see them do more live action stuff as well because in Kingdom Hearts 2, they brought Pirates of the Caribbean into it. Yeah, And it was just so weird seeing Pete <laughs> in his car, like, just looking like a cartoon there with like in the live action world. Oh. So, whoa, what was that? Sorry about that. Cool. That's my <laughs> Little feature you, from... You go ahead. Yeah, yeah, y'all go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna just mute for just a second. Sorry about that. No problem, bro. There's somebody might be they get parked up when somebody's around. So yeah. sorry. Cool, bro. Just going violent. I'm gonna take this opportunity to play the song. <laughs> Please. Can you hear this? Yeah, I It's not nothing playing yet. It's, it's gonna drop. Intro, I know. Get to the song. Here we go. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Why was it like some techno like banger as well? This is There's like, a lot of different versions. I actually had to dig through. And what the one I used yeah. was actually somebody uh gameplay through. Oh yeah. They, yeah, did, a, this... they did a gameplay through and I took that one to it. I wanted to make sure it was the original one. Yeah. Because actually the original one's Japanese. And I actually talk about it at the end about that song. That apparently it was a big hit in Japan before it even got attached to Kingdom Hearts. She re-recorded an English version for the Kingdom Hearts release. Yeah. Oh, really? And it was a big hit in Japan. And her husband did like a music video with her uh, called Simple and Clean, right? And it was her like doing the dishes. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, where she should be. <laughs> I tried to find the music video, but I couldn't. I, but I mean, I might give it another go later. But I did find the Japanese version, and I'm gonna try and play that in and out on the um, the next episode. Mm. I like the way you used it as the as the like um, the drop for the transition for the next scene. I thought I was jokes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the bit I started singing along to. That bit when she sings the chorus. You can hear me sing. <laughs> this is a tune, man. Yep. You got it stuck in my head. I was singing it all day. Anyway, I'm going <laughs> to stop playing that before we get sued. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You got to add that song in. If you're going to do a Kingdom Hearts thing, that song has to be part of it. Mm. Like, that's just the <laughs> staple there. I like, I like the version. You, uh, uh, January. When? Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, yeah, the end know, of January. January. Yeah, January 20 something. I don't know. Because <laughs> I, uh, I want to, like, maybe play some of the games before that comes out. Mm. Like, Refresh my mind. Well, if you pre-order it, you get um, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and Kingdom Hearts 2.5. Yeah. I don't know if it does come with all the stuff that we saw. Oh, they've got a new um, uh, the system, a PlayStation 4 Pro bundle that has like a Kingdom Hearts PlayStation 4 Pro with like all the like symbols and stuff like that from the Kingdom Hearts thing. Oh, Actually, that's kind of cool. That's it. I, I would have I got one of those if I <laughs> didn't already have a PS4 and I wasn't broke. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah do you have any, ace anything else about kingdom hearts or uh, no, i think i think that was it just wanted to like 
Talk about it since obviously you know I talk about Kingdom Hearts all day. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah. I love that like, shit. <laughs> we're finally getting the game. Mm. Soon we have a corner. Hopefully, um, I will get Kingdom Hearts three. The only thing is, I don't. I, I remember you playing Kingdom Hearts two, mm. but I don't remember myself. Like I, could, I definitely completed the first one. Yeah, but I don't remember completing the second one. So, um, it would be nice to play through all the games, the Birth by Sleeps, the yeah. um, Chain of Memories, you know, and try and get the whole story. Especially now as an adult, I should have a better understanding of things. Yeah. Work. I should be able to... Uh, I understand it more, yeah. comprehend it more. And also, like I said, they've remastered a lot of them. So the one we played on um, Game Boy Advance, yeah. uh, Chain of Memories, they've remastered that for... I think they remastered it for PS2, but I think it, it comes as part of the bundle with yeah. one of the... One of the 1.5s or 2.5s or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that was the one where once you complete it, you play it out again as Riku. Yes. That so was, that was on the Game Boy? That was on the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. And, uh, they remastered that in like a, as the proper, proper gameplay. So that'd be one I think you'd like. Definitely you'd one. I love that one. Cause I just want to play more as Riku and yeah. use the Soul Reaper. <laughs> I think it's just sick, like how his sword was like, Zoro had a, um, a keyblade and he had a soul reaper. Yeah. <laughs> he looked yeah. so sick as well. Mm. I loved, I loved the, um, the villains as well. I loved that, like, Maleficent was the main villain and it was like a, like a Legion of Doom, but of Disney villains. It's yeah. just jokes. Like, yeah. Ursula was there. Yeah. They said a round table. Yeah. Them. And they're all in shadow. <laughs> <laughs> but you can obviously tell who they are, like Hades Firehead and shit. That like, was hilarious. It is funny though, like in the first game, it does seem like there was some probably production issues where like they kind of like, I feel like Wonderland was shoehorned in. Mm. Like the villain at the end is just uh, some heartless design, you know, yeah. creature with like moon shoes and like <laughs> yeah. face or something. Like it's a weird, weird heartless thing. But then you go to like Aladdin and the level is much better designed. And mm. you get to fight Jafar and you fight him as the mad genie and shit. And yeah. like, it's a much more interesting, fun boss fight. Yeah. Where like at Wonderland, it just felt like, meh, you yeah. know? And then like, uh, Olympus Coliseum's only like three rooms, but yeah. like, you do get to fight a lot of boss fights. So it, it's still cool nonetheless. Mm. But there, there is some like shortcuts taken in some of this stuff. Because, like, some of the levels, you get to fight the bosses and stuff from the actual stories. Where, like, in the other one, some of the other ones, like, Wonderland, it's just like, meh. Because, yeah. yeah, some of them you actually, like, play out the story of the movie, essentially. Just with different, like, with differences, obviously, with Sora and Donald and Goofy yeah. being there. But other ones, yeah, are just random, just other things that happen. So, yeah, like I think I think Tarzan was pretty much the story of the movie as well. Like I think you you end yep. up fighting you fight Clayton Clayton, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, man. Like I said, I'll, I'll talk about Kingdom Hearts all day so, until Ace stops us. <laughs> I've just looked at the pre-order. Uh, it's like ninety pounds. Mm. Um, it comes with, it comes with Kingdom Hearts three, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it comes with Kingdom Hearts three Impossible Odds theme, exclusive to the PS4 mm. and the PS4 custom Keyblade. Uh, your journey will start now with instant access to Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 yeah. and 2.5 Remix and Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Polar. Yeah, I think that's with um, Aqua from Birth by Sleep, okay. her and Mickey. And that's why I'm saying they, it leads directly into where Kingdom Hearts 3 starts. Um, also, I hope, I, I've seen images and I hope um, the 
Olympic Olympus is an actual level in this one. It looks like it might be. It's definitely in it, but I hope it's not just a tournament, the tournament place again, yeah. where you just go through stages and waves of enemies. Like I hope it's an actual level with a story. And uh, I think they kind of did more of it in the second one, but I think even that just ended up with tournaments where you just go through waves of. It comes out 29th of January. Yeah. So I've got 10 days holiday, so I might pre-order it and. Uh, Start cracking on Kingdom Hearts. Get through it, yeah. So. Uh, well, also, i say last thing on Kingdom Hearts is that we're looking to do a food, uh, cook some food in January. Oh, uh, Kingdom Hearts themed. Mm, so that'll be our next our next dish. You have to make a uh, keyblade. I'm <laughs> a keyblade. <laughs> looking. Keyblade. No, actually, the, the idea is to do, let me see what y'all think, mm. uh, black beans and rice. And we're gonna cook, I think maybe pig heart, and um, use that as the meat to go on it. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, I like so, that. So, and and what what we do is, for, I'm I'm thinking the shot's gonna be the black beans on one side and put on a plate and shape it in a half heart, and the white rice on the other side, oh. kind of shape that into a half heart, <laughs> and lay the sliced heart meat. On top, either yeah. pig heart or chicken heart, because yeah. I, I had seen they had some chicken gizzards and chicken heart at Walmart by my house, and I was like, hmm, you might use one or the other. Mm. So, um, I'm thinking of doing something like that as a Kingdom Hearts dish, because we like to do weird things at times. Sometimes <laughs> they're great, sometimes it's fucking bizarre, <laughs> and this one's gonna be the bizarre one. So. Yeah, that's how, that's so. a that's a good concept though. I like so that for idea. Those that have don't listen to your show, um, Seth also has. A, a food search segment on Instagram mm. where they create yeah. foods based on games. So mm. I, I will never forget the very first one I watched. Mm. Uh, the very first one I watched was the Bane Burger. Mm. And yeah. that would look juicy as fuck. Like, mm. was, yeah. I was watching it late at night and it just made me hungry. I had to go downstairs and make some food. <laughs> and good. I remember, I remember it was, it was that, um, series as well that made me realize the new God of War wasn't Greek anymore. It moved on to Norse mythology. Norse. Cause yeah. when you were talking about the food you're making and you was like, oh, it's, it's inspired by Norse mythology. I was all on my whole house like, this guy doesn't know the difference between Norse and Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Let me tell him something. And then I looked <laughs> it up and I was like, it's now based on Thor and Vikings. I was like, whew. Good thing I looked that up. I'd have made myself look like an idiot. Yeah. So yeah, we do that. I'm, we're looking at doing that, and then I'm. Uh, the next thing I think I'm doing is uh, make the devil cry pizza. So that'll <laughs> be the uh, the next thing after. That's jokes. That's it. Yeah. Look out for that. All right. So we're gonna move on to some news. Oh. So um, that's all. So guys, obviously Steph's still gonna be still with us for a little while, but. If you are interested in any of the things that we just brought up, check him out on Who's Next Gaming Podcast and Losing Lives. Um, Losing Lives is the one where they review old games. No, old movies based, based on, on games. games. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Who's Next Gaming is more to do with computer games and obviously for... We do make some cheats on that. Like we covered the uh, the Star Wars uh, holiday special. Oh, yeah. I just because listened Star- to that one recently. Some of that stuff <laughs> is uh, so celebrated by uh, gaming culture and everything mm. like that. And then Star Wars has a bunch of video games out for it, too. Yeah. We made some cheats. But like no, that one all, was a cheat. They're all linked to games. Yeah. Like even your Scott Pilgrim. I think you did Scott Pilgrim. Yes. That's like yep, based on ga- a lot of gaming stuff and... 
So even if it's not based directly on the game. Uh, yeah. It, it oh, yeah, we close. did uh, Kabuki Man. Uh, we covered that one. That was a weird fucking mm. movie. Uh, it's probably mm. definitely racist as fuck right now. <laughs> but it came out like early 90s, and it's a trauma movie. And trauma movies, are you familiar with trauma movies? Uh, James Gunn-style movies. That kind of, but yeah. like a little more um, skewed, you know, uh, as far as like uh, rancier type of jokes and like okay. low budget. And um, the Toxic Avenger was a big one that they did. Mm. Uh, and they did this thing called Kabuki Man. And the reason why we covered it on there is because Namco Bandai funded the movie okay. to be done. And so we were like, let's see what the fuck this is about and why they funded it. And apparently they wanted them to make like a kid-friendly movie. Mm. And this movie is not that. <laughs> There's rape in the park. There's a weird like transfer of kabuki powers where he turns into a kabuki dancer type character and like fights crime. Wow. He like rolls some guy up into a sushi roll and then cuts him into pieces. It, it's some weird shit. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> I like the theme as well that goes through your show of how some movies were clearly made for adults and then someone at the last minute decided, no, let's just make this for kids. Mm. Like with, yes. with your first one, um, when you're talking about Mario movie and how they're yeah. like prostitutes in it and crazy shit going on. and um, Yeah, they were supposed to be like drugs and hookers yeah. and shit like that. And <laughs> yeah. at least according to some of the articles I found and like it was, you know, and then like, one of the the head guys was coming in there and it's like this is not mario and it's like no we've got to make this that's why it looks like a fucking blade runner movie <laughs> yeah. and, like for kids it's <laughs> that blade runner light <laughs> and if you notice like the the women in the in the uh castle uh that mario movie mm. they're like in really tight short like skirts and dresses mm. and shit. Mm. And they kind of almost look like they were there to be a prostitute. <laughs> yeah. But instead, they're just the princesses that they grabbed <laughs> that they thought were Princess Peach. <laughs> or Princess Daisy, actually. That's who they actually have yeah. is Daisy. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, do you, saying that, do you have a Switch set? Wait, do I have a Switch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was actually our first episode on Who's Next. Uh, who's Next. We actually started the podcast when the Switch dropped. And our first episode is about, like, me and I think another guy on the podcast hunting for the Switch. And we got one <laughs> on so, opening day. The reason first I say that out. since you brought Princess Daisy and Mario, like, do you, did you happen to pick up a copy of uh, Super Smash Brothers? Oh, man, I'm playing that all day. <laughs> so, did you, did you mind? Because neither of us have a Switch. And yeah. Was, Okay, do you want to give us a, a quick review of it? Oh, yeah, man. It's dope as fuck. Uh, I mean, if you were familiar with the Smash uh, Brothers series, like, yeah. I, I didn't play the Wii U version no, because fuck the Wii U. But um, <laughs> I did play the Wii and the GameCube where it was at for me. When it came off of GameCube, me and my partners stay up all day, like, night, <laughs> just fighting each other. Just final destination, no items. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. So, uh, did a lot of that shit. So um, getting back into this one, it feels very similar to it. Um, 
it's interesting. There was an article that came out about it, though, that apparently, you know, some guys really took it to the grinder testing out this fucking game. And they were testing out the latency issues from when you press a button when yeah. the character react. And apparently there's slower reaction times from button press to screen movement with the switch than there was for the GameCube version. Mm. But you do get a slightly faster response time. Not very significant, but it is slightly faster if you plug in your GameCube controllers to the Switch and use those okay. as mm. opposed to using a Joy-Con or mm. using a wireless controller. Mm. So anybody who's hardcore fighting like eSports and shit like that, yeah. uh, maybe that's some good information for you. There's, mm. uh, I think Kotaku put out the article, I want to say. Well, at least they shared it from what somebody else did researching it. Because um, it's... it's Huh? I was just going to say a lot of some of the people I know that are hardcore into um, Smash Brothers, they use um, GameCube controls anyway, just yeah. because like you, they, they yeah. really got into it, I think, in, in Melee or Melee, however you pronounce it. Yes. And so even when we was playing it on um, uh, not the Wii U, but the Wii one, uh, Brawl, they would use mm. GameCube controllers and plug those in. So... I don't know the GameCube controllers feel better. Mm. Uh, the button layout is better. And also the C-Stick was an ability to do quick smash attacks yeah. much faster than hitting forward A or back A or down A. And yeah. then, you know, people who are familiar with the game, you'll know that those smash attacks are your powerful basic, basic strikes that are what send people flying. Mm. So when you can just tap the C-Stick left to right on those GameCube controllers and they do quick smash attacks, yeah. it does help give you a slight edge in, in, in the fight. Mm. So uh, especially playing like like top tier level like like me and some of my partners we we get in we get <laughs> in like you know and i do that with a lot of fighting games like mortal Kombat. that's another one like i'm the guy that does like the 15 hit combo you're juggled in a corner like i do that kind of shit like that's how i like to play so he was your main character on smash Ooh, I'm I'm playing around with them right now. Like Dr. Mario's the OG. That's who <laughs> I really played with for a while. But uh, I am really feeling Little Mac. I'm thinking I, oh, he yeah. might be one of my mains. Uh, definitely like to play Snake. Um, I like what they did with Bowser. Bowser is faster in here, but he still has a lot of weight to him, and uh, it's hard to knock him off stage. Mm. And he has a great move. I was playing against one of my partners uh, online. And the online play actually isn't too bad. Uh, I did run into a little glitchy uh, play with uh, somebody I play with online sporadically. But when I was playing with a friend of mine, it felt pretty good. Uh, I think it really depends on your internet connection. But Bowser has a move where he can grab you and then he can just jump off the stage with you and (laughs) kill you and himself. Well, the trick with Bowser, though, is that you die first when he jumps off the stage. So if you and Bowser are fighting, you each have one life bar. Mm. Bowser just has to grab you and jump off the stage. You'll die first, and then <laughs> it'll give him the win because fake. he won't die till after you're dead. Mm. So that's an interesting little trick I found out while playing around with Bowser. That's true. He's, uh, Bowser's pretty cool. So mm. I've been playing around with him. Um, oh, Duck Hunt. I've been playing with that, the, the dog with the duck oh, yeah. on top. Uh, I've actually really been liking him too. Yeah. What what kind of moveset are they giving us? Obviously, he's a dog again. Uh, the move sets are like the the smash attacks, the forward A, back A, up A. Yeah. It does like a a triple. It looks like this triple like gunshot thing that kind of shoots out. 
Um, he does a thing where he tosses out a, a can, and the, the can's like an explosive can. But the interesting thing with it, though, is when you toss it out, if you keep pressing B, uh, you'll see gunshots go off like it shoots the can, and you can bounce the can across the stage until it hits somebody, <laughs> and then it blows up. That's true. So that's a pretty – it's a pretty nice little move. Um, his The Duck Hunt's down B – some weird like eight bit character guy comes out and like shoots his gun and uh, that you know it'd be like a little projectile mm. and uh, his forward B shoots a disc like how you you know when you used to play duck hunt you shoot the disc yeah. you know uh, he throws a disc out and then you can press the B button at the right time and explode the disc and it does like a little extra damage if it hits somebody at that moment so um, that's some of his uh, his attacks. And then the, the duck on top of him actually gives him a nice up B. So if he's hit off the stage, he can kind of catch a good bit of air trying to get back on stage. Mm. So I've actually been kind of liking the duck hunt guy. I'm, I haven't unlocked all of them yet. There's yeah. 74 characters. I That's think great. I've unlocked maybe 20 to 30 of them. I've been doing it the long way, though. I've been playing the, the spirit levels. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple ways you can play. The quickest way, from my understanding is to just do uh like classic mode or to do like versus fights and like when you get out of them your new challenger appears like you you'll always get that yeah. so there's a way to kind of i forget the exact way to do it but there's a way to cheat the system to kind of start a fight and end it start a fight and end it and, and uh with challenge. like a versus fight and yeah. you can just kind of boom 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 go through new challengers and unlock characters quickly I've been enjoying the little spirit uh, story mode, basically. You uh, you start off with Kirby, and you get this huge map. Yeah. And um, as you go, you fight, you know, these different um, just different types of matches. And they'll have different things to it. Like, oh, you fight this match, you fight, you know, four Marios, and they're, like, really small or something. Or you fight, you know, a big Bowser and, like, you know, whatever the case is. And they'll have different um, statuses to it. Like, oh, in this fight, there's going to be a shit ton of weapons. Or in this fight, like the one I got, I'm stuck on right now, there's like the only items available are these bullet things. These like the little bullets from the Mario game where uh, you can jump on the bullet and ride it forward and it blows up. Yeah. Well, they jump a ridiculous amount of them. And you got to fight three people. And they're all trying to get these bullet things. So bullets are just flying left and right all over the goddamn screen. And you're just trying to fight to get those bullets and, and hit them. And uh, it can be pretty challenging at times. And I put that difficulty on hard. I just like to play all my <laughs> games on hard mode. Yeah. So uh, it can be fairly challenging at times. And you've got to, and it works a, a card-based system where you've got to set certain cards that have like certain statuses that will give you the edge in combat. And then there's these other cards that are attached to the main card that will also give you different statuses and stuff like that that will help you do the fight. And depending on the kind of fight, you've kind of constantly got to change it up because you might fight one where there's a large gust of wind throughout the whole match. Well, if you don't set an ability on the card system to um, not give you an immunity to gust of wind, you'll get blown across the stage the whole time. It would be a very difficult fight. Yeah. So you've kind of got to match it up to those things and then fight all these different fights. And uh, the map, you go to different places. Like uh, I went down into Donkey Kong's country and it almost like laid out like the old Donkey Kong country game oh, where you're like cool. on the, in, in the first level where you're just like walking down to each stage. But mm -hmm. each stage is a fight. Yeah. 
Mm. And it'll give you like, you know, oh, here's the stats of the fight. And you pick your cards and, and you go into battle. Um, there was a Star Fox one where you jump into a plane and you travel through these different planets. And um, each one of these levels, you fight a bunch of enemies and then you can and then you'll go and you'll fight uh, the character to unlock him. Yeah. And then that's a way you can unlock it, but it's a longer process yeah. because it's a large map. There are so, lots of fights. How, how much of the game do you think you've completed so far? I would say I'm probably at the 50%. 50%. I would say maybe a little more than that. I've been grinding through it pretty hard. So so with the world map, is it is it like one big world map where you can move from one section to the other and it becomes a different game? Or is it like Kingdom Hearts where... You travel to... It's one big map. It's one big map, but in the map, there are like portals. Yeah. So what will happen is like there's this one instance, right, where I I went into – I was traveling the big map, and I got into this little boat and and swam over to this portal. I went into the portal, and it transported me into the Street Fighter world where (laughs) I got into a plane, and just like the Street Fighter games – yeah. Where you fly to different countries every time to start a fight. <laughs> You're flying to different countries oh, and then you start a fight. That's and serious. each of the characters has a Street Fighter card that gives them whatever type of unique ability. Mm. Like a Vega card, a Sagat card, and an M. Bison card. That's the name of few. Cool. And of course, but you're fighting the regular characters, which actually Ryu and Ken are in the game. So you do fight them yeah. as well as you might fight, I don't know, somebody else that has like a Street Fighter card. So they do these weird things where you go somewhere and it's a themed area based off of a character. And it was pretty cool. Like I really kind of enjoyed it. A lot of people give this thing a lot of shit. Yeah. And I, I understand it because – the whole system of the cards and the leveling up and all that kind of stuff and like getting your levels up and stuff, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's 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 very complicated for no reason. Mm. If especially they, they, especially for, me, for a fighting game, do you know what I mean? Yeah, for that. But like, not only that, like, I like the thing I like about the spirit levels is that you're giving me unique challenges to yeah. fight in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The thing I don't like about the spirit game though, is that I have to play this stupid card battle to, <laughs> to not, I have to put these cards and attach these things every time to make sure I can survive this unique setup. Yeah. Just give me the unique setups yeah. and just give me the edges automatically. I'd have enough fun just playing a level where there's a gust of wind blowing and I got to fight yeah. through that and fight these different characters or this like everybody gets bombs and then drops all over the stage and everybody's <laughs> just blowing up all over the place and I've got to survive. Mm. That's fun. Yeah. And those are the ideas that are in here. But then they add this card based system. These spirits is what the idea is. These cards are like spirits and you're unlocking spirits mm. and that's the whole spirit game thing that they're doing. And that becomes more complicated than it needs to be. And honestly, you don't even need to use half of it. Like I've gotten to the point where I've got like four spirit cards <laughs> and I'm just kind of cycling through those every time depending on who I'm fighting. <laughs> and that's it. And I'm getting like hundreds of spirits and these different cards and shit that I'm not going through all that nonsense. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I and that's just things. Have you, have you unlocked Cloud? Nah, I'm trying to find him right now in the spirit world. I haven't found him yet. Um, I'm wanting to unlock Cloud. I want to play with him and see what he's about. Yeah. So, what's, what's yeah, the right now, so Duck Hunt. Like? Is it like, a huh? rank, like, so you know most fighting games, 
you normally have like ranking or is it similar with Smash? Like when you go online to play other people or can you only play your friends? No. Right now, like Nintendo's behind the eight ball with stuff like that. I mean, they're just lucky enough to actually let you play online with somebody else. I mean, that's really like Nintendo is slow as far as the advanced technology goes with things like that with yeah. online play and like the perk systems and stuff. There is no um, ranking or anything like that. You just get in battles and fight, which you know is fun enough in and of itself at times. But you know, to say they put all this work and effort into the spirit shit they should have kind of did that to the online stuff i'm surprised they didn't do that they did it to this which i mean which is cool i kind of like doing my own type of playthrough in the spirit world to me is pretty fun but they should have did a level of that for online and they didn't and it's kind of bizarre to me because online it really consists of you can build a room or find a room that's that's the two basic things build a room Find a room. And then uh, when you get in the room, it's like a little boxing ring. And you put your icon in and everybody else who you're going to play with puts theirs in. And then it starts the fight. And uh, I mean you can – now you can customize these fights with items and like um, the levels and things like that. But there is nothing beyond that, at least as it stands. I'm assuming there's an update that's going to come down the road that will add that. But right now, no. Well, thank you very much for that review because, like I said, neither of us are going to be getting a Switch for a while, nah. let alone getting Smash. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Although Christmas is Never coming problem. up. Anyone out there wants to <laughs> yeah. get us a Switch? <laughs> yeah. Can even get us one, yeah. we'll share it, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll play it before episodes. Yeah, uh, during episodes, <laughs> after episodes. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to get a fight going on with the nerds. Oh, so yeah. I've messaged Keith about it, and yeah. I think he's waiting for one of his other guys to get a switch in the game too, or something. Mm. But I've got his friend code, so I've, I told him we need to do a crossover with Who's Next and the Nerds podcast. So I'm looking to do like a maybe a Twitch stream or something like that if I can oh, make that right. happen with them. We should we should see but, what uh, our our gaming guy Ice on that because Ice loves he's yeah. on Smash Brothers and he loves um, like Tekken and if he's on and he's online. Yeah. Just, Tell him to shoot me a print code. I'd play yeah, with him. Definitely. He could get online with my guys. Uh, I get on there with some guys. They they kill us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so, but uh, yeah, he could play. We'll That's see how he stuff. stacks I'd up. I said, mm. right, so, yeah, now we're going we're gonna to finally get to the news. But I just really want to talk about Smash because obviously I haven't played it. Uh, I was never big on Smash purely because playing with these guys, you could just kill you in 10 <laughs> seconds. It didn't make the game fun. I was more of a sports gamer yeah. and into my like, Yu-Gi-Oh and like adventure games where I was like majority one player. So I was never really into games where you played with your friends per se. Mm. Like I said, even then, when when you play a game by yourself, you think you're good, and until you actually go out and play it, on the <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not very good at a game at all. Mm. Um, so yeah, cheers for that review. Uh, and let's go over to the news. Welcome to Blurs R Us News. News, news, news. Uh, there's not so much news to cover today. Uh, mm. Just little tidbits here and there. Like we did record uh, not too long ago. Um, I want to get your thoughts on something particularly interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
it's been a long time since I watched Power Rangers. Yeah. And uh, obviously we had that movie that came out. I think that was the very first episode. Uh, Big T. That was on, to, yeah. Join us on. Um, so at the end... One of our most listened to episodes, <laughs> I might add. Okay. I don't know what I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Why the viewership went up <laughs> after then? It's a mystery. So fans are speculating, or not speculating. Fans are wanting. Mm. Um, so let me get a name. Where's her name gone? <laughs> 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 uh, what's that name? I think it's, Je- it's Jennifer Jenna Frank. Yeah, basically, it's the He's daughter that. of Jason David Pranks, the um, the original original Tommy actor. Okay, yeah. So people want her to be the next Red Leader, Red Leader. So the next Red Ranger, the next Red Ranger, the next uh, Power Ranger series, and um, series. So yeah. Okay. So other than the fact that she's quite young, I think she's fourteen. Yeah. Um, but in the video clip I saw, she's got the acting action down. There's a like a, a one minute first second clip with her. Like fighting two bad guys in a gym kind of thing. Yeah. And she, she's, she's ready. Yeah. In terms of the martial arts. Action, How old is she? 14. Oh, she's 14. Yeah. Oh, that's young. That's the only thing. She's young. Yeah. But in terms of the, the acting chops, in terms of, in a sense, fake fighting. Yeah. She's got that down. She's ready. She's ready. Yeah. Because uh, I was going to say, uh, I was, again, her being 14 makes her kind of young. But I would say, what if she played Tommy? In the sequel to the Power Rangers movie, if she was Tommy, just with an I, T O M M I, like a female Tommy. Um, and until you said she was fourteen, I was like, if she wants to get with Kimberly still. Because the other, the other, the other she's fourteen. That's how old were the other kids in the first movie? They weren't fourteen. <laughs> weren't they in like high school? Yeah, but they weren't fourteen. They might have been portraying fourteen-year-olds, yeah. but yeah, but at least they she's were, actually fourteen though. Yeah, but it would look weird if there's only one person. She doesn't look, she doesn't look like 14, 14. You know, in America, like a lot of their girls look older. So yeah. She does look fairly. Well, if, if, if she could pull it <laughs> off, I think that would be a nice touch if, if they put his daughter to, to play the same character in the reboot and yeah. just gender swap it. And that would make the, the feminists happy. You know, they yeah. fucking are never happy, are they? But, um, yeah, that's interesting. That's I don't a know. Ray Frank. She's rumored to lead Power Rangers as the next Red Ranger. The next Red Ranger. Okay, yeah. Yeah, on the TV show, it makes more sense because yeah. they are... Meant to be young. Meant to be young. Uh, hmm. Now, speaking on that, I listened to your last episode where you talked about that article I sent you. And one of the things I did want to note about that that I don't think y'all mentioned, talking about feminism and then and the rights and stuff, is that... That Wall Street article was telling the rules of, of how to behave with women. Yeah. But that's not – they're not telling you to do that. What they're telling you is these are what's actually happening with companies that are keeping women back, not really wanting to hire them as much in different positions because of this Me Too movement. Oh, I see. So that's wild. actually – affecting like this whole me too movement has affected women getting jobs in some of these major businesses according to this bloomberg article right and they were listing some of the rules that have been put in place at some of these larger companies because of this Mm. so i did want to clarify that so there's actual things that actually happen but that makes sense though why put yourself like not like not to discriminate like i would never discriminate against women etc yeah but then you wouldn't want your company to be in a situation where 
you could get false accusations. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, men yeah. need men need to behave themselves yeah. and not do stupid things. But at the same time, yeah, unfortunately, we do have people that will see it as an opportunity to make money. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. we, get, we get false accusations of, of sexual harassment. But at the same time, some men shouldn't just be dicks because then if they weren't yeah. dicks in the first place, yeah. it women right. wouldn't be able to like have something to... Uh, pretend about do you know what I mean yeah it's true but I mean I, I, I see I, I, I never looked at it from, from, from that side of it yeah obviously the, the, the women must be it must be hard for them because if, if a man doesn't want to arrange a one to one meeting or doesn't want to do you know what I mean there's a lot of things that would yeah, lead to them missing out on opportunities well, there was um, in gaming did y'all hear about what Ninja said huh yeah we talked about that in the episode yeah I thought so that, 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 that made sense separate. though like do you know what I mean he didn't want to Cause didn't didn't Ninja have a partner already? Yeah, I think he had a girlfriend already. Yeah. So he didn't. No, he's married. I think. Actually. Oh, he's married. He's got a wife. See, there yeah. you go. Even worse. Yeah. yeah. He was because married. yeah, I think that was he said his wife. It was kind of something he just didn't want any of the drama coming back on him and his family. I yeah. think he's married actually, mm. and um, like he didn't he doesn't want to do like streams with female like gamers and stuff like that just to kind of keep things. Wife questions. Yeah. And- Rumors. Yeah, because people. Yeah, exactly. To try and, and, and stop the rumors sense. and the questions. It's annoying that we live in a world where things like that happen. Do you know what I mean? Like he probably wants to game with female gamers, especially like in the industry he's in. Probably some of the better gamers are women. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And again, just to avoid any rumors that he might be having an affair or or you know like he's giving her special treatment because she's a woman or something like that. It's it's shit. Mm. But that's like yeah. that's the double edged sword of of fem, like feminism and SJW kind of things. Like yeah, like you said, men should just not be dicks in the first place. Yeah. But if women want to accuse men of sexual harassment because they fell asleep and their head went on their shoulder, yeah, that's ridiculous. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, that's, and yes. yeah, it's not every feminist is not every woman that's doing this. There's extremes and there's people that ruin it for everyone oh, within every social community. Yeah. But like, th- th- this even brings me up on a, on a thing I wanted to bring up today. Um, there was a, a director, her name's Lucretia Martel, and she apparently turned down the Black Widow movie um, that everyone's clamoring for for some reason. I don't know. I don't think we need a Black Why Widow she movie. She turned it down because she said Marvel was sexist to her. And what she said was, um, let me just read this quickly. So Lucretia Martel turned down Black, Black Widow because Marvel said, don't worry about the action scenes. And she took that to be sexist. As in, as in, don't worry, woman, the men will handle the action. You just deal with the. I I, I can see why she. I can see why as well, yeah. But again, it's all to do with context. Now, in the context of Marvel, they have been hiring a lot of like um, indie directors, TV directors like Taika Waititi, the Russo brothers, who, yes. (laughs) did action scenes in some of their shows like Community I think they directed the paintball episodes Yeah, so you can see where the action but Marvel generally have a department that deals with action because a lot of it's CGI so they they deal with action do you know what I mean to keep the tone and the visuals similar across all these movies that they're trying to keep um, like a similar visual aesthetic even though you've got mad extremes like Thor Ragnarok compared to like I don't know Spider-Man or whatever where it's more grounded but the action scenes are dealt with by a specific department. Yeah. So it wasn't like a sexist, like, don't worry, woman, we'll deal with it. It's like, 
we've got a department that deals with actions. Yes, you know what I mean? Not, if not necessarily have to, yeah, like you can give um, your like, input, like, but yeah, exactly. It's be more de- them do it because they know what the audience wants or what we've done yeah. with Black Widow. They've got a consistency they yeah, need to maintain. You've got Black Widow doing a certain fighting style, and then the next movie she's doing uh, Jin's fighting style. It's, it's gonna be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just going to be yeah. off, off yeah. the whack. Like, mm. So, I, I, yeah. So, again, I do get it. Um, did, have Marvel released a statement? Um, well, I've got a couple... Well, again, I, I don't know if Marvel have released a statement, but I've got her side of the story. Okay. And she said um, that a lot of production companies at the moment are trying to involve more female filmmakers. Yeah. Which, again, that's, a, that's true, and it's a positive thing. Yeah. Um, I do still believe the best... I was going to say best man for the job, but the best person for the job. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if specifically saying this film is about a female character, mm-hmm. it needs to be a female director. I get it because they will have a female a, a point of view being yeah. a female themselves. But someone like Joss Whedon, even though, yes, he had allegations. Yeah. yeah. He does, he writes women well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Or like someone like Ridley Scott with like the alien franchise and shit. Like a lot of, he, he does good female characters. Um, James Cameron, like with Terminator, Sarah yeah. Connor, like uh, men can do good female characters. So I don't think looking for a woman solves a problem just because she's a woman. No, but like like we said in this like Me Too era, they're trying to show yeah, I, I diversity. Do, I do think it's positive to have diversity and stuff like that, and it does make sense. You want a female director's perspective mm. for a female character. Um, so she said what they told me in the meeting was we need a female director because we need someone who is mostly concerned with the development of Scarlett Johansson's character. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense. Which makes sense. And again, I don't know if she's taken that se- sexist as well, like, yeah. uh, you deal with the, the emotional stuff with the woman and we'll deal with the action. It's not. They mm-hmm. took on people like Taika Waititi <laughs> because of his vision, not because he's an action yeah. director. They took on someone Did they like... tell other ones the same thing? The other directors? Um, uh, 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 hold on. Uh, let, me, let me just... Uh, in, in, in this article, I'm sure they said something about it. Hold on, sorry. I'm, companies are interested in female filmmakers, but they think... <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't think, I don't think they address, address that directly, but um, I do I do believe that's the case. I, I do think in this article, they don't address it. Now I've taken screenshots of, but yeah. the mm. Marvel do have a department f- for action. Right. Like I'm pretty sure even for Black Panther with... Um, um, Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler. Do you know what I mean? They, he wasn't hired for his action. He was yeah. hired for just, just the story. He could, do you know what I mean? Marvel hired yeah. directors because of their storytelling ability, mm. not because mm. of their like action. Like with DC, they seem to like, like Zack Snyder because of his visuals, whereas his storytelling and character you know development yep. was kind of lacking. Whereas Marvel are focused more on the character development. And that's what they said. They want someone who would... De- who would be more concerned with developing the character. They said, action, we've got action. We know action. Don't worry. We've, they've probably got a button they can press like a plug-in yeah. that says, all right, action scene here, click. Yeah. And then, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I don't know. The, she, the, she, uh, she wanted. Always scenes in Netflix. They have yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a specific department that deals with that. Um, she was just upset because she was, would have been interested in doing the action scenes and that was something she wanted to do. So just say that. Just say, all right. Can I be involved in that? Like, I know you've got a department, but can I be involved? Like, she could have, I'm sure she could have negotiated something. I'm, I'm speculating now, but I think she kind of 
from from reading the article, I kind of took it as she kind of cut off her nose to spite her face in a way. Do you know what I mean? Wait, they'll mm. give it to somebody else in it. Yeah, someone exactly. Else someone else, money. someone else will make that money. Mm. They, that's Disney money, boy. She turned that down. <laughs> Again, if it was done in a nefarious way and like it was them being sexist then yeah then again I, I, I see like you know it's a good thing she's pointing out however if it is a misunderstanding yeah. then you know because like I don't see Disney doing this after they fired James Gunn from yeah. tweets from like a decade ago but especially if they're specifically seeking out female directors yeah. you know what I mean they're not going to yeah. then turn around and say alright get in the kitchen and <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> make us a sandwich We'll call you when the shot's done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, not going to be like that. But then she's, she's kind of sounds, sounds sour now because I don't know, either she didn't want the job in the first place or she's hurt because she didn't get the job because she said, um, companies are interested in female, uh, filmmakers, but, are, but they still think action scenes are for male directors. The first thing I asked them was maybe if they could change the special effects because there's so many laser lights. I find them horrible. Also, the soundtrack of Marvel films is quite horrendous. Maybe we disagree on this, but it's really hard to watch a Marvel film. It's painful to the ears to watch a Marvel movie. So it sounds more to me like you just came in and wanted to change a lot of shit. And Marvel were like, no, we have a formula. We're sticking to it. If you want to get rid of the laser lights, we'll deal with the action and you can deal with the character stuff. So the more I read about this, the more I think... Because that's what happened to Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, yeah, Ed, Edgar Wright said, and he put it the best. He said Ed, he wanted to make a Marvel movie, but Marvel didn't want to make an Edgar Wright movie, and that makes sense because he's got a specific visual style, and that maybe Marvel were like no, that, that clashes, clashes with, with what yeah. we want. We want a consistency. So mm. I don't know. I think yeah. this has been blown out of proportion. To be honest, I swear, like, if a, a lot of maybe not a lot, but I swear some of like the Chinese action movies of recent times have had female stuff called names. Probably, most likely. There's been a, there's, there's been an increase in female directors, female, um, stars in general. Like, you look at a lot of the Disney movies or, uh, um, even like something like Bumblebee, a lot of things have made female leads now, young female leads, talking about like mm. science and physics and, do you know what I mean? Getting them, I, I like that. I like that. Dis- like, it's not the, the princesses are for girls and, yeah. The action stars are for boys. It's 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 a lot. It's, it's changed. Yeah, times are changing. I'm just showing T a brief clip of. Um, oh, so this is the Green Ranger's daughter. Yeah, doing some uh, like Krogs a uh, fight choreographed fight scene. Yeah, and like I said, she's she's she looks the part. She's kicking ass. Um, I don't know what acting's like. Suppose she's a child actor anyway. I. I have never seen anything that she's in. I didn't even know he had a daughter. Yeah. Else, I don't even follow him like that. Mm. Um, but it would just be nice because, like, Tommy's been she just in, did like, that jump, double kick, exactly leg split. Thing. Um, Tommy's cool. been in like five different series of the Power Rangers. It would be a nice continuation for the character. She could do flips and stuff. So would she actually be Tommy's daughter, like Tommy and Kimberly? Because she looks like she a bit like Kimberly as well. That's what I'm saying. It depends, so she could it be their daughter. That would be cool. Continue. Would she be the green ring? Would she be the red ranger though? Shouldn't she be? What's a mix of pink and green? Some weird, nasty, yeah, that means nasty. <laughs> <laughs> well, like pink and white, I just think, even more lighter pink. I think what she could it be? Tommy's been the red ranger, he's been the white ranger. Yeah, he's been, I think the black ranger. Yeah, um, 
Has he been? I think he's been to be like Tommy's daughter from the 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 show. That or is it the actor's daughter taking on the Power Rangers? It's his actual daughter. Actual daughter, but because Tommy's been in so many different series of Power Rangers, the next one that they do, they could build in that storyline that she's actually a former Power Ranger daughter. daughter, Yeah, and some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that would be cool, and that that would be a cool way to do it. Mm. The only thing is, she she can't be the red ranger though. She has to be the pink or the yellow because those are the girl colors. (laughs) Okay, can we just get that straight? (laughs) The only issue with that is obviously, uh, if you didn't know, because obviously I didn't find this out until many years into adulthood. Yeah, um, every season of Power Rangers is based off a season of Super Sentai from back in the day. Yeah, so the next. A series of Super Sentai that they want to use mm. the action the, the already filmed sequences the Red Ranger is already a male character ah. so it would be a little bit tricky for them to do but the Yellow Ranger was originally a male character as well, and they made her female they made her female she just didn't have titties or a skirt yeah she should have a skirt they should all wear skirts they should all wear skirts um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, that's it. They should be gender neutral. They should all have oh, breastplates and skirts yeah. and uh, cod piece as well. Yeah. It'd be, be flat down there like an action figure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of speaking of which, yeah, sorry to flip it as well. Have you heard that people want Santa to be a female or g- yeah. gender neutral we, now? We briefly touched on that in the last episode. Did I we? I didn't, I'm pretty sure not the Santa did. one. Did we not talk about a, 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 um, a, ca- a specific county that had a vote? Whether um, they should let this woman apply to Santa Claus. For the county that votes that, I hope in their stockings they get all a piece of Santa's dick that they cut off <laughs> to be gender neutral. Yeah. Like, Everybody gets a piece in the stocking stuffers. Yeah, just to prove. Yeah, I got Santa's testicles. Yeah. There, there's certain things I've or, or just or just like just a, a bunch of like Santa come. In each one, just yep, to show okay. you that. Yes. Just in case you want to make my son, here you go. <laughs> yeah. All down for equal opportunities in certain aspects of, of things, yeah. but like, and again, I'm normally one of the people that I don't like when they gender bend or they race up certain things. Yeah, and unless it's like, unless it's Bowser, we all know about you and your <laughs> unless it's fun, like cosplay and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So, me personally, Santa Claus, Saint Nick, um, yeah. it's based off a real folk, old folklore. Christmas, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the follow Christmas aspect of. Santa yeah. Claus kind of gives it away. I'm not saying that women can't be mothers because obviously they can't be fathers though. <laughs> but those that are single parents kind of have to do both. Yeah. So they'll have to go through a big life uh, change and a lot of um, surgery before a woman could be a father. That's what I'm saying. Yes, and yeah, no. that's a good question to have because can a man actually ever be a mother if even if he has a sex change? I mean, he'll never give birth. No. Yeah, true. Do, do you get to claim that? Yeah, because yeah. I don't think you do. No. I see my wife go through labor, deal with those pains, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's like uh, I, I find it hard to take. Like you're going to claim to be a mother? Like yeah. you didn't go through childbirth? You didn't go through nine months of pregnancy? You can't. Yeah. It's just not biologically possible. Yeah, it's so, true. It's like you can be uh, you can be a a mum, I guess. Okay, maybe a mom, but you can't be a, a, a yeah like a, yeah. a mother. Do you know what I mean? You um, can't be a. You can be a mother figure. You just be yeah. like a stepmom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, me, I don't think, yeah, a woman can play Father Christmas. No. However, if they wanted to do it, yeah. let her be Mrs. Claus. The problem is, yeah, 
Talk about equal opportunity. For every Santa Claus, there's a Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Like, that's if, equal if, as if, fuck. If, if, if you don't want... If you can't have a father, just say, look, yeah. father Christmas is busy. Yeah. Mrs. Claus is here. Mrs. Claus is here, yeah. Mrs. Claus Simple. Is Done. Done. Yeah. So. What's all this? Yeah. They're just complicating everything, man. And also, yeah, if, if, if the position of Santa Claus could be for a woman, yeah, I guarantee you that the issue of body shaming would then come up. She would fuck it up. Why do I have to be a fat woman? Why can't I just be... Wait, what are you saying? I'm fat now. It's like, whoa. <laughs> you applied for the role. <laughs> you know? <laughs> if a woman was saying that she'd probably fuck it up she yeah. can't no we can't let that happen and a, fi- and a female Santa we won't have no more sexy elf ladies we'll have yeah. like stud elf dudes which I'm not <laughs> down for like, it would just yeah. fuck up everything man like, things are fine yeah. the way they are it'd be terrible nah they gotta keep it a man <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah I just thought that was a funny bit of news to bring up while we was talking about that there's a reason why we rule the world yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> And y'all just try to fuck everything up. Look at every legendary story there is, yeah. Like the um the, the Battle of Troy was because of uh, what's her name? Helen of Troy fucking shit up. Look at Pandora's box. Uh, look at Adam and Eve. It's just women, That's man. Right. We'd be fine. We'd be chilling in paradise still, eating like literally slicing off bits of live animal, just yamming it, and they'd be chatting to us and Yeah. <laughs> See, you say that until it comes time to fuck something. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. You're going to be fucking butt, man. It takes a man butt. I don't know. Listen, I might be Greek here, but. That's that's what makes it all worthwhile. Once it comes to that point, it's like, all right, you can have all this peace and tranquility, but you got to put it in that guy's asshole. Or you can have this woman, she's going to fuck everything up. (laughs) Yeah. But she will suck your dick and you can put it in her <laughs> vagina. You're going to be like, mm, if, all right. If you, fuck humanity. Fuck peace. Yeah. I need some vagina in my life. If you, Yeah, <laughs> no, for real. If you honestly told me that at some point in history, that was a choice that came up, I would definitely believe, yeah, that, that was definitely made and I agree with him. <laughs> well, uh, you've not had hate on ever, but if you don't get it, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, I just put it out there, guys, we're making jokes, we respect women. Seth's married to a woman, so really, <laughs> yeah. he has respect for women. Mm. I have a girlfriend that loves me. I have me, two daughters, I so mm. yeah. Uh, you have two me, daughters. Uh, you, you, when do, uh, are any of them old enough to have a boyfriend? Uh, yeah, my uh, my oldest is 16. So have you like met the boyfriend and like put him in a room? And, like, <laughs> no, she... Like, uh, she actually hasn't really like we we kind of did a, a thing. I, I kind of sat her down and said like this. I said, "Look, uh, I'm not gonna bullshit you. Yeah, I know you're probably trying to bullshit me. That's fine." <laughs> I said, "Basically, I'm not gonna exactly tell you no dating." Yeah. And I told her this when she was like maybe 12 or 13, right? But I said, "Until you're 16 or older, I'm not helping you date." Mm. So. I know if I tell you no dating, you're still going to date some guy at school. Do it behind my back. I'm not going to know about it. I get it. But I'm not going to like bring you to movie dates or anything like that with any dudes. You're not going by their house or doing none of that stuff. No. No. As far as my role in this, you're not getting any assistance. So you might as well not date, in my opinion. However, I know the peer pressure. I know you're still just going to do it. Like I don't try to treat my kids when I raise them. I never try to treat them like here's the rules and you better obey and like pretend like they should when yeah. I know that I didn't do that bullshit either. Like I stuck around and did shit. Like you just got to be honest and real. Like, and that's what, 
I did raising my kids. Yeah. So, and I feel like I got that respect back because, like, my daughters told me, like, hey, somebody tried to offer me wheat brownies. Hey, somebody's tried to do this and do that. And she's been very open talking to me, talking to my wife, my wife more so than me, yeah. uh, but very open and, and communicative about things. Like, oh, my friend got pregnant by this. And, oh, like, and we live in a poor area, eh, maybe a little ghetto, you know, <laughs> kind of around the way. Like, but, um, yeah, some of her friends and stuff, you, you'll see, like, it's it's rough, man. Like, you know, single-parent homes and stuff like that. Yeah. Nobody's around watching the kids and stuff. It's difficult, man. And these kids wild out. <laughs> I've watched uh, – uh, she's had friends uh, who've had, uh, the, the, you know, their tits and ass blasted across the Instagram, across the whole school. Wow. <laughs> you know? Something that can never happen when I was growing up. Mm. This stuff didn't exist. Yeah. But these dumb girls – they send their little boyfriend a picture of them naked, and now everybody in the school saw them naked. Yeah. And it's tragic, you know, because that's that's really sucks because you're that dumb. So, and it's okay because you're a kid. You're supposed to be kind of that dumb, you know? Yeah. But you got to wise up and be smarter now at a younger age. Like, these kids have got to be a little more savvy. And my daughter was one that saw this happen to friends and saw, like, we told her this. Because I've always practiced honesty with my kids as yeah. much as I can. And, you know, because I told him, look, I smoke weed. Yeah, this is my experience with it. Yeah, I, I, this, like, this is my experience with it. Like, I've told him that, you know, like, because I'm not going to bullshit you. I don't want to bullshit you. And I hope in return you don't bullshit me. And, like, yeah, there's limits. You may get in trouble, punished, et cetera, things like that, depending yeah. on what it is. But if you're talking to me, it's never going to be as severe as if I find out some nonsense. So it's, it's touching upon um – the news being shared and stuff like that. So in this country, um, that's not like a criminal offense. What's what's the laws like in America? Well, uh, as far as what criminal offense behind um, sharing a, a, a partner or an ex's um, uh, new pictures. Well, I don't think that's necessarily a criminal offense, but where it does become a criminal offense is because it's child porn. So when okay. you're sending off a 14-year-old girl's naked body to the whole school, you're distributing child porn. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I saw an article on that, so, actually, which was, which was yeah. fun, funny enough. Um, and yeah, the kid so got put I on don't, a, I don't ex- a child exactly register. I don't know if anybody ever got... Well, I'm sorry. Say that again. So I read an article on, on that actual thing. I just remembered. And um, in a sense, uh, the, the, the boy got put on a child registry act because obviously um, the parents complained but mm-hmm. it was one of the ones that it was like it was the girl's fault but nothing happened to the girl yeah and then, and then the boy got put yeah, on a child I, I, um, yeah and in that situation if a boy sending around pictures he's the one like I think to my opinion both of them should get smashed yeah like, yeah, should yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the bad. boy I think the boy should get hit harder because, like, no, but in, in, but, no, but in, the, in, in that situation, the boy didn't um, send the pictures out. So she, she oh, they, no, they no, were sending no, pictures yeah. to each other, and then the girl's parents found out, and then they wild out on the boy, and then got the police involved. Uh, and when the police got involved, yeah. um, she basically made it out like you know she, she was coerced into sending them, and she didn't get in any trouble. Uh, but he yeah, got all the shit for it. Yeah. No, um, no, no, that's yeah, bad. That's no, interesting. That, but you know, that's 
that if if they're going to treat it like that, then they are explicitly saying uh, women are not equal to men. Because if a man has the ability to coerce a, a little old woman who can't help it, but a woman can't coerce a man, that's not equality. Yeah. So oh, yeah. then you've got to stop doing your feminist act if you're going to do that. Yeah. But uh, in in an equal playing field, you know it is. But in the situation I'm talking about, it's dudes. They're getting girls sending them stuff, and then they're blasting it on like Instagram, Twitter, yeah, or Snapchat. what uh, Snapchat yeah. stuff like that. Mm. And Snapchat's the big one, actually, more so for the kids because everything's deleted shortly yeah, after. But the damage is kind of already done. Oh yeah. And then you, I think it's harder to find, find out who did it. And you just do a screenshot it and you just do a screenshot it and then obviously now with the iPhones, yeah, you got that voice recorder thing, no voice recorder, um, video recorder thing, so you can record things straight away. Um, on a Snapchat and then that saves forever. Mm. I could even be sent away um, left, right, center. Um, so that, as far as I know, that wraps up for the news. Yep. Um, we had to say bye to Seth because we had some technical difficulties, but thankfully we didn't lose the recording. Yes. Uh, we only lost maybe five, ten minutes of it, if that. Yeah. Like, no, no not much at all. Mm. So, um, yeah, we're done with general news and we're yep. going to move it on to COVID news. Cue the music. Wish to crush over every. Well, I should have turned that now, but it's a bit too late for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, what you got for us in regarding comic news? Uh, so not much. I've only got two bits today, so we can get because we've got a lot of films to cover. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've only got two things. One of them I just wanted to bring up. Have you seen the trailer for the season finale of Titans? Mm. Have you seen it? <laughs> I got distracted for a hot second. Ha- have you seen the trailer for the f- uh, season finale of Titans? No, but I know what you're going to refer to. Yeah. So, I've seen the trailer. Like, I'm waiting for the Titans to drop on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, Oh yeah, apparently it's meant to be coming to Netflix because we still haven't got the DC no, streaming service. I, 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 Not I, that I would have got it anyway. I want to watch Titans legally. So I've actually yeah. avoided watching it online. Virgin um, haven't given me a choice. <laughs> <laughs> so I went for that car on Netflix. Um, and like we were talking, discussed with Matt, um, you know, now that I realise that like I don't have Sky uh, and should they pull down Showbox as well, hmm. I'm probably going to have to get Now TV just so I can finish off Game of Thrones. So, hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, go on, sorry, Titans. Yeah, um, so Titans had a trailer for his finale episode, and Batman's in it, or yeah. what's who's someone who seems to be Batman? Yeah, because I don't think this is the real Batman we're seeing. I haven't watched any of Titans, but okay. just based on the trailer, because um, at the beginning, because uh, obviously the Robin in Titans is the first one. Mm-hmm. Which is um, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. My guy. Um, in this trailer at the beginning, Jason Todd comes to him. That's Red Hood. Is that the second Who Robin? is the second Robin, yes. Because, yeah, he gets he becomes a Red Hood. Yeah. Uh, and the third Robin becomes Red Robin and joins the new Which Teen Titans. What's the name of the Red Robin? Um, t- uh, Tim Drake. Tim. Yeah. So Jason Todd comes to him, who's in a wheelchair for some reason. Uh, maybe if you watch the show, I might understand why, but I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think it might, again, without having seen anything, I'm thinking it's a misdirection. Yeah. Because I'm thinking it's not Bruce Wayne in this Batman suit we're seeing. I think it is Jason Todd in some kind of Red Hood 
kind of storyline that they're trying to bring. Because Jason Todd comes to Dick Grayson and says, look, uh, the Joker has killed Commissioner Gordon. What? Yeah. And <coughs> Bruce Wayne's lost it. He's not having it anymore. He's going to kill the Joker and he's just going to kill, start killing all his villains. And then we see little flashes of like, you see a hand with like blood dripping down it with the coin in it. So you know he must have killed Two-Face. <laughs> you see a body in the morgue with like question mark tattoos all over him. So that's, so that's Riddler. And then you see... Um, <coughs> Joker like smashed on top of a car with like his face all murked and the, he's, he looks like he's dead. So it looks like Batman's going around killing his villains. Um, and Jason Todd's like, we need to stop Batman from doing this. You can't stop. Otherwise, Batman. he's go- exactly the the Robin. No one can stop Batman. It, it would take like four Robins to stop Batman. No one can stop Batman. Even Superman himself has said Batman is the most dangerous person on the planet. <laughs> He goes, if he wants to, he could kill the whole Justice League. He could he would kill everyone if he wanted to. He's the worst. And that's Superman saying that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, I don't think it's him uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think they're going to make the mistake again mm-hmm. of making Batman a psychopathic killer. Do you know what I mean? After the Ben Affleck um, out backlash... I don't think they'll be dumb enough to do it again. Well, Even though they are... Storylines and different... Um, yeah, different storylines, but... Like, different universes. Yeah, I hear that, but... I suppose they're doing this one really well, so... Yeah, I, I get all of that. I get all of that, but I still feel like there'll be a backlash. Unless, like I said, unless there's, there's reason for it mm-hmm. that we don't see. Some people are speculating it's like a hallucination, like there's a character that can create illusions and stuff. So saying it might be him taking him into so a dream or, state... Raven. Maybe, I, I don't know. They said someone's name specifically, but I can't remember who it was. Um, so it could be that. Some people have speculated it could be Jason Todd in the suit. Um, because also, there seems to be one, like Batman's a killer. Like in this trailer, he's using his batarangs and he's like slicing throats and <laughs> stabbing people and like proper killing people. Um, and in what seems to be the final showdown between Robin and Batman, uh, it may just be clever trailer editing, but Robin says, this is what you've always wanted for me to give into the darkness and become a murderer like you. So that doesn't sound like he's talking to Batman like me, uh, to me, because Bat- that's not what Batman wanted. Batman, no. even in a storyline that they're portraying within this trailer, Batman's gone bad and now has decided to kill. That doesn't add up to that line. Like, you've, this is what you've always wanted, but then earlier you said he's just turned this way. Yeah. So it doesn't add up. I'm thinking this is when it's revealed Jason Todd is Batman and he's talking to Jason Todd saying this is what you've always wanted is for me to become like you, a killer, yeah. because Jason Todd becomes a killer, whereas Batman and the Robins, and they're not meant to be killers. Um, so it's got me interested. Like uh, again, everything I've heard has got me interested. I'd be like to watch it, but I'm just waiting for it to come. <clears throat> you know my love for Dick Grayson, yeah. So yeah. I just can't wait to actually watch it. Yeah, if someone could just edit that and cut it off before he says Grayson, <laughs> that'd be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last bit of comment but news before we can go to our main event. Um, when the gaming that gaming sh- uh, game. Sh- awards or whatever came out there was a lot of trailers and stuff that come out 
There was a Avengers trailer for Avengers uh, Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, we didn't actually watch it. We didn't watch it. I, I saw it, but we didn't watch it on the show. But I was like, is this the Avengers game that they've all been talking about? Like, mm-hmm. I was impressed because I haven't played the first two okay. Ultimate Alliance. Doesn't look like my kind of game. Yeah. Um, but that's not the trailer that they've been hyping. The trailer they've been hyping is a Square Enix uh, Avengers game that they've been developing oh, okay. from the same creators of um, the Tomb Raider games that yeah, have yeah. come out um, and apparently there was outcry fans were expecting there to be some kind of news on this game so they have come out recently and said um, that even though there wasn't any news uh, on that day um, the studio is still hard at work and the game is very ambitious, uh, so that is still in development. Um, they've speculated that uh, we might not get any more news realistically until the next E3 mm. in 2019, which means the actual launch of the game might not be till late 2019, maybe even 2020 or 2021, yeah. depending on how far in development they are, how much more they need to do. Um, Square Enix have said that uh, it's, it's, it's been it's been referred to as the Avengers Project. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that's what the game title is going to be or if it's just a project they're working on about yeah. the Avengers. Um, they said they, they teased the Avengers Project as being designed for gamers worldwide and packed with all the characters, environments and iconic mo- iconic moments that have thrilled longtime fans for the, of the franchise. Yeah. Uh, they will introduce a universe gamers can play for years to come. Apparently, it's going to be an original story. Uh, so it seems like it's like another Arkham series, like another Spider- Spider-Man PS4 game. Like it's a fresh take on it, but they're taking all the iconic stuff that you'd want in it. And being made by Square Enix and specifically by um, uh, Crystal Dynamics, okay. who are the developers of the Tomb Raider, the most recent Tomb Raider series. Yep, yep, yep. And it's got the... Um, it's in collaboration with... Um, the Deus Ex games uh, developer. The six. Yeah. Um, so. Like Deus Ex. Deus Ex. That's how you pronounce it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. That was the six. Like Deus Ex Machina. Deuce. It's not like Deuce. Like. It's, like juice. it's not a game of tennis. E E U S. I don't know. I pronounce it Deus. Deus Ex. D E U S E X. Deus Ex. Or Juice X. Whatever. Um. So yeah, so that uh, that I'm looking forward to that. That's exciting news because I thought that that Ultimate Alliance was what we were waiting for. So I'm glad it's not. Uh, yeah, so that's it. I'm looking forward to that. Scare us. That's gaming news and comic book news. news um, yeah. Okay, a little bit of anime news. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how I want to pull it pull this up. So a while back here, yeah, I saw a, a manga clipping. Of a certain anime, and uh, well, ma- or a certain show in it, yeah. Um, and basically, um, these three mob criminals, um, they like fuck up in it, yeah. And so their mob bosses like, ah, oh, um, <coughs> you know, I like you guys keep fucking up. Um, the punishment of like cutting off your fingers or whatever is not going to be enough, mm. yeah. I'm sending you to Thailand. You're gonna become pop idols. <laughs> okay. So he turns them into girls and then he, he, he makes them into like pop idols. Oh shit. Yeah. They have to like do meet and greets, they have to do shit like that. Mm. 
This anime is now on Netflix. No, for real. Backstreet Girls, Goku, Goku Dolls. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah. Because, um, again, when I saw it, like the clipping, it, it looked, it looked jokes, didn't it? Obviously, it looked messed up as well, like some animes are. Yeah. Um, that sounds nuts. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking for, like, it's on Netflix, it's easy for me to watch and just clip play and mm. let it run through. Mm. Um, also, I noticed, because this is the first time I watched anything on Netflix in a long time, yeah. They've added different options to the, um, to like the play screen. Yeah. You know, when you're watching something, you say, ah, oh, continue watching, yes or no. Yeah. Now it's got the option of like, continue watching and play only a couple more episodes or continue watching, don't show this message again. Yeah. So I was thought that was pretty cool because sometimes, like, I'm, I'm just watching the show. I don't need after four episodes to say like, ah, oh, he's watching it. Yes, I'm yeah. clearly watching it. Yeah. I'm uh, binging. You guys yeah, know exactly. about binging. binging. You invented it. Um, and just talking about anime just remind me, remind me of a, a, a quick little thing. Um, so obviously we talked on the last episode about Dragon Ball Z and Matt was like, he's never seen Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. And then, um, also, uh, I think Steven, let me just make sure I've got the right name. Um, yeah, Steve, not Steven. Yeah. Steve from Heroes of Noise, just like, oh, like, he had a couple of questions in it. So yeah, he's never seen Dragon Ball Z as well, but, um, he's older as well. I think he's in his forties. Yeah. So I was just wondering, like, maybe Dragon Ball Z was for like our generation. Like, yeah. Maybe, but I thought, cause obviously back in the day, it had Dragon Ball. So I'd have thought it would have, like. Yeah, but did that hit this country when it was out then? Do you know what I mean? Like. Maybe it didn't. We, I'm pretty sure Dragon, I don't think Dragon Ball got a Western release. Got a Western release. I think Dragon Ball Z was our first introduction to that franchise. Oh, that's mad. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, I would say, like, Dragon Ball Z is the gateway mm-hmm. drug to anime. Like, <laughs> yeah. what age group? That is what got a lot of us into anime, yeah. but I've even realizing it was anime. Yeah, I just um, thought it was another cartoon. Yeah, so did I yeah. until much later on in life. Yeah. Um, so that was, that, that was, uh, we had a really good back and forth, um, hmm. and hopefully we're going to get them guys on a, on a future episode real soon. Yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. Yeah. Um, we did a Dragon Ball Z episode, if I'm not mistaken. Did we? Yeah, we did. So if you're listening, Steve, check out episode 63, uh, and we do an episode all about Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Uh, it may contain spoilers because obviously we talk about the... the new Was this like the collaboration thing we did with Seth? Yeah, we did the episode next? on their channel and yeah. we did an episode on our channel but because we couldn't link up to do the episode together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, episode 63, we actually do a whole episode on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and check out, was it on Who's Next or was it Losing Lives? I think it was on Who's Next. Yeah. So the part one, in a sense, is on Who's Next. Yeah, check them out as well because they go deep as well. They yeah, they cover like um the later GT. stuff as well, yeah, whereas we focus more on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um Yeah, so just quick, quick little sidetrack here. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of animes. Yeah. Um, so if, if there's someone, maybe not new into anime, but they've been watching anime for a while, what are animes that must be seen? What are like the classics? Mm. So I was thinking, not necessarily the classics, but ones that I think for like our generation, yeah. the big three was obviously Naruto, yeah. One Piece and Bleach. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is like the, the gate, like I said, that's the gateway drug. Yeah. I've um, seen 50% of these so far. Um, I would say Death Note. <laughs> yeah, Death definitely Death Note. Death Note is iconic. Yeah. Um, if we're talking classical in terms of films, yeah. I'll say Ninja Scroll, 
Yeah. Akira. Yes. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell and um, Spirit Away. Yeah. Even though that's of a different vein. Any Studio anime. Ghibli stuff. Yeah. Any Studio Ghibli is... Well, I've, I've not seen a lot. I've only seen a couple. Yeah, but, but it's Studio, all... Studio even, Ghibli is a must-see. Like, you have to see something of his. Yeah, you've got a wide range of, like, different uh, genres and styles in there, but it's all... Like, it, it draws you in, do you know what I mean? It, uh, it, yeah. I would also say uh, Gundam Wings. Okay. Even though there's many different spin-offs and different chapters and stuff, I think Gundam Wings is a like, classic anime thing that one should have seen kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I would add Afro Samurai yeah. and Samurai Champloo. Oh, definitely Samurai Champion. That's my. That's that's probably my, my favorite one. But but I'm just thinking of like the the classes that everyone yeah. See. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy if you're Bebop. gonna do Samurai Champion, um, watch Cowboy Bebop as well. Um, there's a lot of good stuff. Right? If you if you want to go, obviously, like for the older audience, this probably won't be one that you go see. But if you're like a younger audience, I say Pokemon, mm. Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, yeah, Card Captures, yeah, uh, Shaman King, yeah, Washa. And if you're of uh, the new generation or you want to see the new stuff, yeah. I would say My Hero Academia, yeah. Black Clover, Seven Deadly Sins, um, One Piece is one if you're ready to go 180-something episodes. <laughs> um, my personal favorite anime of all time is Code Geass. Yeah. Um, that combines elements of mecha anime and like the thought-provoking anime such as like Death Note it combines yeah. like the two the, them kind of things there yeah um, I think I'm going to give that a second chance Code Geass I never finished so it so good man mm. so good <laughs> like it is so like there'll be a scene that I guarantee you're just going to start hearing the Death Note music in your head because mm. he's, he's like calculating and scheming <laughs> and like oh yeah Code Geass is so good man um and the other newish one that I'm watching is Goblin Slayer. Yeah. Um, again, it's a bit of an odd one. Uh, it's different, yeah. but it's good, and I I like it. So again, if you're into, you're looking something new. Um, another one that I'll bring up is one that um, Jake's brought up on PCR. Uh, Food Wars. Yeah. Now again, Japanese people can make everything epic. Yeah. This is a show basically on food, <laughs> like cooking, like. Not a food show, but like they have cooking battles, mm. and I'm telling you now, like Ready Steady Cook. Or something yes, like. but they make it epic. <laughs> uh, there's another fun, fun one to watch. Um, it's for all ages. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's it for like go to animes, really. Mm. Unless there's anything I, um, there are other iconic ones that I don't think I've ever seen. I think. Not to, is it Tenacious D or something Racer D? It can't be Tenacious D. That's Jack Black's band. No, but there's there's something similar. Yeah. It's about like um, it's like a racing anime. Okay, it's meant to be like a classic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. If there's any like oh, Fist of the North Star. Ah yes, that's a is good it, one. That's, is that with Ken Shiro? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a classic as well. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually watched. He that. is a be he is a beast, bro. Like you, you, you haven't watched it. I don't think you I've need ever to watch it. it. There's one little girl, yeah, that he cares about. Yeah, and um, she's out in like the middle of some broken down city. Yeah, and some guys are troubling her. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, I think I've and seen then, that clip. Yeah, I've and then he just starts clip. walking from the horizon and he's like punching buildings and the buildings are falling on him and he's like, doesn't miss a, a step. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's not phased. The thing's falling on his head and his head's like yeah. murking it as it falls on him. So funny, man. So if, if you if you want to look like, if you're someone that's like Ninja Scrolls, I'll check out um, Berserk. Yeah. Um, I've never seen that, but that's meant to be like, yeah, gritty. yeah. I've, that I've, follows the story of guts. Someone showed me the first episode of that, and it's crazy because I think like the main character dies in the first episode, like in some gruesome way. Like I think yeah. he gets run over by a train or something, <gasps> and you see like his whole body gets splattered. And oh wow! And then I, I think he like I don't know if he goes to the afterlife or whatever, and that's where the story takes place. I don't oh. know. I think that's what I think. If what? I'm talking about the right anime, I think. Yeah, guts is meant to really is is meant to be really mad and violent. Yeah, uh, another like modern day classic, I guess. Even though it's it's got mixed opinions in the anime community, it's sort of online. Yeah, um, I liked it. I really did. Um, it's one of those ones where uh, you get like trapped inside a game. Yeah, like a MM, MMMRPG. Yeah, yeah, um, it's one of them. Uh, if you want to go back to a, like a classic one of that version in a sense, um, there's Hack Science or Hack Root. Um, as far as I know, that was like the original of the very first trapped in a game anime. Um, that's pretty solid. And, uh, my favorite an- anime featuring female leads is Claymore. Mm. Claymore is sick. Mm. I read the manga for that as well. Cause obviously the anime, um, stopped short before the final finish. Okay. I think the anime ends a little bit different to the manga, but I'm telling you, Claymore is sick. Mm. It's serious. Better than like Ruby or um Ruby's good. Um I like Ruby. Ruby's done by Rooster yeah. Teeth. What about Sailor Moon? Claymore is much better than Sailor Moon. <laughs> Even though Sailor again, what about, Sailor um, Moon is a classic, but Yeah. What about um is it is it uh Black Black Lagoon? Yeah. Black Levy. She's a good female lead. She's a very good female lead, but Claymore's got like a lot of female leads. Oh, okay. Um it's just, it's just really well done. Hmm. Um, Speaking of female it's got, leads, it's got a good story as well. Speaking of female leads, I just saw this, which reminded me. Ah, uh, yes, the, the yes. Carmen um, San Diego. I did not know they were doing this. No, didn't we talk about this? We talked if we, about. If we did, I must have forgotten. I think we spoke about some live action thing though, because don't you remember we were talking about the actress and we saw her in the clothes and maybe. Yeah, but this looks like it's some this animated thing. Animated. And uh, I liked one of the comments someone posted under the picture. It was like. Um, um, so Carmen San Diego is basically impossible now. I was like, yeah. <laughs> she actually does look like Kim Possible. Oh, and speak, yeah, she did. I thought it was Kim Possible when that, you first yeah. posted it. But speaking of that, did you see the trailer for Kim Possible? You know, we saw the, the, the trailer, the trailer for the live action Kim Possible. No, I haven't seen it, but I saw the, the thumbnail. Um, after this. Yeah, we could we could get to that, but we saw the yeah the pictures the pictures, but yeah, there's a trailer the, now. The greatest, yeah. But then again, this is going straight to the Disney Channel, so true. But yeah, this is Carmen San Diego's Netflix, January eighteenth. Yep, uh, looks mad. I, I just just also sorry to cut off your no, anime thing, but I've just seen a couple of stuff as well. Yep. Um, Jordan Peele. Um, there's this little poster of like someone with gloves holding scissors. Yeah. It's called Us. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is his next horror movie is coming out. It yeah. says, A New Nightmare from the Mind of Academy Award winner Jordan Peele, writer director of Get Out. Okay. So, um, apparently, this has uh, coming out March next year. Yeah. 
uh, has stars like Winston Dukes in it, Lupita Nyong'o's in it, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Moss is in it. Big boy cast. Yeah, so this sounds like it could be interesting. Okay. Um, us. Us, yeah. Um, I think I'm... It also, oh yeah, also that... Um, Spider-Man PS4 DLC mm-hmm. that I thought was would have was going to drop by now, but this is the last one in the three. There was the three extra DLCs they were yeah. talking about. Um, and one of the new suits mm-hmm. is Spider B, um, Peter B. Parker from Spider-Verse. Oh, is it? So, yeah. Uh, and another, there's a cyborg one and another one. But yeah, that one, the one furthest to the left. Yeah, that's the one. That's the Spider Verse one. Yeah. yeah, that's that's nice. I that's pretty the, cool. I wonder what the power ups gonna be for that suit. Yeah, some people are a bit um, upset because yeah, negative because they was expecting a Sam Raimi Spider Man suit. Tobey Maguire's Toby one. Tobey Maguire's one. But um, but then people are never happy because when it was rumored the Raimi Spider Man suit would be in part of the DLC. They was like, oh, but that just looks like the original one. And now, so we've got like five versions of the same suit now. And then no, when this has come out, everyone's like, oh, no, we wanted the Sam Raimi one. And, but it's like, but the thing you're now saying about this one, the people are saying the Spider-Verse suit just looks like the animated version or the normal version or this, um, the MCU version. It's like, yeah, well... It's the Spider-Man suit. Like, what did you expect? Do you know what I mean? They all look the same to an extent. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then this is coming out with the final um, story chapter, which is Sil- Silver Lining, which is going to have um, Silver Sable. Uh, her story finally come to a close. Um, but yeah, but with that, I'm done with news. Yeah. So if you want, we can move on to the main event. Yeah. Anything else? Let's do it. Matt, let's go. All right. So many movies to talk about. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Are you ready for this? Boy, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> a lot of movies we're gonna we're gonna get through. Some we're gonna talk about a lot more detail than others. Yeah. Um, we're gonna start with um, the Amazing Spider-Man into Spider-Verse. We're gonna go a bit more into that. Yeah. Um, because I realized I actually wrote some notes for that movie. Okay. I didn't realize I did that. Mm. Um, yep. Yeah, um, Love the movie, still a whole chicken. Yeah. I haven't seen it again since the two times we watched it. No. But I do want to see it again. Yeah. So I will be doing that at some point in time. Um, I liked how in one of the classroom sessions. Yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, he's watching a TV show or whatever about, um, space dimension or whatever. And it's, um, uh, Dr. Olivia Octavia, but they don't show there's like a, a name, you know, when there's a news report and they've got the person's name. So that's there, but they've got the teacher blocking it. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty clever. Oh, so okay. Yeah. That didn't give away the real view later on that we get a female doc up. Yeah. Um, and again, spoilers. Yeah. I, did, I chose not to reveal that in the last episode because I wanted people to see it and uh, go for the surprise themselves. Mm. Um, 
again, I'm someone that's normally anti-race swapping, gender swapping, but um, this one was done quite well. Yeah, I, I really liked how it was done. It was, it was, it was funny. <coughs> it served the plot as well. It yeah. wasn't just gender swapping for no reason. It it added a twist to the yeah. to the. And film. not even just that, it just shows that it, it added two things are different in each dimension. Yeah. So yes, in in our our Spider Man universe, uh, Doctor Octavia is a man. Yeah. In this one, even though it's still a scientist, yeah, a female scientist yeah. called Olivia. Yeah. I thought that was that was pretty cool, and I I, I liked how how that turned out. Yeah. Um. She had sort of sort of different um, octopus arms as well. Hers weren't mechanic. They seemed like they were plasticky yeah. or had that type of material. Like they could expand and like inflate to like choke him out and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, had like a weird kind of tech to it. I, I, I liked the, the slowly kind of building romance between um, Spider-Gwen and... Um, Spider-Gwen? Is Spider-Gwen? Yeah. Spider Gwen and Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't want to be boom straight away in a in a relationship kind of thing. But I would like later on when they as they age, yeah. maybe develop into something. I don't. I see. I don't. I didn't really get that. I, at first, I did obviously because yeah. like, come on, man. He's he's a black dude. She's a blonde white girl. <laughs> of course, he's gonna try and do the shoulder move. Yeah. But um, I think as it went on, obviously, her talking about how she's older than him and like. Her, her, not that that's a problem, but she giggled at his jokes. Um, yeah, but they're just they could just be friends. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't. There doesn't always need no, to be no, romantic no, no, interest. It doesn't always need to be. Yeah, which is which is cool in it. Like I think that's that's great. Um, if we can have, we can like. And with neutral. and with them being I from like the fact that you know that I liked it. I, they were flirty. I, I yeah. would I would compare it to the relationship between Captain America and Black Widow. I'd never really want them to like get together, but in Winter Soldier they did kind of have a flirty kind of relationship between them. Like they, do you know what? Do you not get what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying. Plus, being from different um, dimensions or different realities, like it would be impossible for them to actually be together. Well, we don't know because there's obviously hopefully in future in future movies there's gonna be uh, some time traveling or not time traveling some inter dimensional hopping going on yeah I hear that but because then at the end when like she's in her universe like you hear him no at the end when he holds down his hand I don't remember that but at the end Mm. I think I think we were talking about it's the other way around he's lying on his bed and he's got his music yeah and then he looks up and you hear her saying oh hey Miles have you got a second or something like that oh yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it does look like it's going to lead to them seeing each other again, but yeah. it, it, it would be hot, like long distance relationship are fucking hard, like for, when you're in the same city, let alone different fucking dimensions. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Again, it depends on what kind of technology they have. Yeah. Um, what kind of technology they have to do that kind of stuff in it. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like they, unless they could perfect it, it mm. seemed like they didn't, want to really use that technology because like the yeah, repercussions yeah, it had and stuff they and didn't but obviously it seems that Miguel yeah. uh, what's it Spider-Man 2049 yes it seems yeah. that he's found a way to do it safely yeah. so hopefully later on we get that and an interesting thing that I read here yeah, um, in regards to this uh, let me find the actor's name mm. the guy that played Miles Morales yeah, 
he wants to play Miles Morales in the um, live action version. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about that is that he said that it would be cool for him to be in, an, in like, what they're creating in the Venom universe. Uh, and okay. he said that it's doable because their universes are linked. Yeah. And that's why at the end of the Venom movie, yeah. they said in another dimension, this is going on. Yeah. So he said he would like, like, the only thing about him, even though, um, according to like media reaction from people's comments on Facebook, he is a good actor. The only thing is for me, he seems a bit too old. So unless there's a time jump in a sense, hmm. then yeah, that could be interesting. Um, I don't, I wouldn't know if he's, Oh, you mean because he'd be playing the same character from Spider-Verse? Yeah. Uh, okay. So the vibe I got is that Mars Rise was like 12, 13, where this actor's like 22. No, I think Mars is older than 12, 13. He looked like he's in like... He looked like he was in high school. So that's like the back... More around... This guy's like 22. Yeah. And like, he looks like a man in it, like... <laughs> I don't oh, know... Oh, shit. I don't yeah, know okay. He, he does look like a man. I don't know if you could pass for um, a young, like, do you know what I mean? Like no. a high school kind of thing. But like you said, it could be a time skip. It could just be yeah. like a different, another alternate I dimension. I was curious that, you know, he, was, he, he talked more about playing Miles Morales in the Venom universe yeah. and not the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, which does make sense because, like I said, the the end, tri- the end credit scene from Venom did lead us into Spider-Man, into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I did think about that when I was watching Spider-Verse. When that scene was playing out, mm. I remember, I was like, oh yeah, meanwhile, in another universe. But then that kind of made me remember, oh, this Venom movie. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Venom did, hey, he's done well financially. Yeah, I know, but so did Transformers movies. Yeah, so but okay, Transformers. Doesn't mean it's a good movie. People are idiots out here. They'll watch uh, any rubbish. Whatever, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll get more to Transformers later on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I would like a live action Miles Morales in some shape or form today. I'd rather see him in the MCU, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see him in the MCU. And I heard that um, with this whole thing about Apple, I think Apple are in talks to buy Sony. Okay. And apparently if that happens... Marvel get the rights to Spider-Man back because Sony, if Sony sell on all their things, that doesn't include Spider-Man. Spider-Man, in a part of the contract is if you sell on your, if you sell, yeah. we automatically get Spider-Man back. That's okay. for you. That's not for, that's not for you to offer to anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if that happens, if, if, um, if, uh, Apple, Apple buy Sony, mm-hmm. then we will get, Marvel will get fully the rights back to Spider-Man so they could just continue with Tom Holland and do what they're doing. Maybe we could get a live-action Spider-Verse with Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, which we've always wanted, which would be be cool. Bring back Emma Stone as Spider-Gwen. That could be sick. That would be sick. Do you know what I mean? Bring back Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane. Do you know what I mean? Do it all. Bring it all back. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Um, The soundtrack for this movie was sick. Oh, it was so Um, good. It was done by, well, the composer for this is Daniel Pemberton. Yeah. Um, what else has he done? He's done, he did the Steve Jobs, the Man from Uncle, King Arthur. Okay. Uh, he also produced the Venom soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah, produced the Venom soundtrack. Uh, so he, he, he's, he's done a few couple of things. Um, I really enjoyed the music for this. Um, it was just so cool, man. Yeah, it was good. And it, again, like, I think we said this on the last one, but, 
The way the movie ended with that song reminded me a lot of the way Black Panther ended. Like to to go, and it's because of how well written the film is as well. You go through like it starts off everyone's happy in, in a way, then it gets to some really dark, like some some deep moments, like when Peter Parker again spoilers when Peter Parker dies and. Like there's a lot of shit that's going on with Miles' uh, family and his uncle, yeah. and like it gets dark at times. You know what I mean? Mm. And then for it to end in a positive way again, and then to end on a high with that song, like you kind of feel it. Like when you've gone through bad times, you feel the good times even more. So I thought that that song was really well used at the end. It's a nice song as well, it's, um, "Sunflower" or whatever it's called. Uh, reminded me of, of uh, Black Panther, and again in a film coming up that we'll talk about soon. They had another song on the end credits that reminded me of this type of song as well. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of becoming a movie trope to end movies in this way with like an upbeat type of song. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Especially like a modern, like hip hop kind of pop kind of song. So yeah, yeah so I did, I did like that. Modern music vibe as well. Like. Even in like, even, even the soundtrack, like the score of the movie, like in the scene where he first gets his powers, um, and like, He's a little bit taller, like he's getting stuck to, like, uh, I thought that was cool when he got stuck to Gwen's hair. And that kind of explained why she had that hairstyle when it was shaved on the yeah. side was pretty cool. Uh, and him sticking to the walls, I thought was really good, like running around the outside of the building. All of that was really cool. But when he, when he goes back to the school, do you remember the bit when he goes back to the school and he's all paranoid and there's yeah. like that whistling music going on? <laughs> like, I thought that was really funny. And he's looking at everyone. He's like, why is everyone looking at me? Why is that guy so tall? Why did that woman look like that? Do you know what I mean? It, and it kind of showed his spider sense as well. Like how he's picking up on every little detail of what's going on, but he just doesn't understand it yet. And that's when the comic book like uh, panels, like thought bubbles came up and he was like, why are my thoughts so loud and stuff? I thought that was all... I, I just love how pretty cool. he looked. Yeah. Like with the speech bubbles and like... Um, meanwhile, like, you know, the little captions, I, I, just, I just thought I was really Yeah, cool. all of that was I did, good. I did, again, I, did, I haven't read the comic book, like, properly since I was young, innit? Yeah. But I still know what comic was meant to look like. Yeah. So I just really enjoyed the aspect of it. It was nice when it would, like, incorporate the panels, like, when he f- first gets his Spider-Man suit and he's confident and he jumps off the building, you kind of see the, like, as he's falling down and, like, moving his arms back and picking up speed. You see the panels like showing that, which I yeah. thought was really cool. Was it reminded me visually a little bit of um, Scott Pilgrim as well. Yeah. Like at times, like in, in his first yeah. thing, when he tried to jump over the building and he kind of tripped on his shoelace and fell. Mm. And then, like, as he's screaming like, ah, you see like the words are ah, pop up behind him as he's falling. And that was nice, um, like a mirror image of later on mm. when he's developed his skills he swings and then he jumps up and then you hear him going like, woo, and you see the wall come up behind him as well. Yeah, that's so it. it. Cause, cause you, you mentioned earlier when he's falling, he says, no. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It was a nice like reflection of that to show how how he's progressed. Um, and also the, the character introductions to get all their backstories kind of reminded me, kind well, it was the good way of doing what Suicide Squad tried to do in their movies with their character introductions. But for me, it didn't work as well in that, that live action type of setting where it works really well in this. Um, uh, so, um, and I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in the previous episode, but I just won't bring it out here. 
I actually forgot the uncle was the prowler. Yeah. So it was revealed. Yeah. The funny thing is, I know this information already. Yeah. But as the movie was going on, I was like, oh, I, I, was, I was watching, I was like, I bet the uncle's the bad guy. Yeah. I bet the uncle's the bad guy. Yeah. I, bet the uncle's the bad guy. Yeah. I, was, I was like, yeah, I knew the uncle's bad guy. I was like, wait, hold on. I knew, I knew that, that anyway. anyway. Yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh damn, I'm an idiot. Yeah, see, I, I knew that and I saw that coming. So when the when the reveal happened, they kind of dropped it as like a big reveal. Yeah. And I like how they did it because hit like it showed his relationship with his uncle and how they went like doing graffiti and stuff and they were really close. They were really close. He was probably closer with his uncle than he was with his dad. Um and so I was like, ah, oh, they're setting this up nicely. Then you had the Prowler and he was so menacing, mm. like the sound effects and the music that kept coming in when he would pop up yeah. and the look to him. And he was so like aggressive and like violent. Like when he was, when um, Miles Morales witnessed um, Kingpin kill Spider-Man, which was fucking <laughs> deep, bruv. Like he just fucking brought the, the fist down. I'm and a, I'm a fist. Oh my days. I was like, he killed. That's how Peter went out in this. Was, I was like, oh my God. Anyway, but he just made that was the finisher, bruv. Like, I'm sorry. Um, but like after that, when, when Miles tries to run off and like makes a little noise and he, and Kingpin sends the prowler after him, mm. I, I was like, I felt the tension there. Like he yeah. was coming for you, bruv. And there was a lot of near misses. So then when later on, um, uh, cause even earlier when he's chilling out with his uncle, like he gets a phone call and like he walks off and he's like, I gotta go. And I'm like, ah, that's the problem, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that like we, not only do we get like dimension swapping, we also got a little bit of time travel. So Uh, a, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. So do you think they might, do some more time travel or just be strictly dimensional hopping? See, I don't necessarily think it's time travel. I, th- I just, I think just the different dimensions are set in a different time period. Okay. Like some dimensions might be further along in the future. Some are further along the path. It's not necessarily time travel. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. It is, but it isn't. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She got sent back a week earlier. Yeah, which is weird. I didn't get that. I don't understand why. Why did she? Because she she appeared in that dimension before the event occurred that brought her to that dimension. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So she could have literally, if she wanted to, gone and witnessed the event that brought her here. Yeah, which is weird. Which wouldn't that have created like a time loop? Yeah. What if she stopped that from happening? Because then she would have never been there in the first place to stop it happening. So yeah, it, it could have caused some. See, <laughs> this is what Doctor Strange was talking about. Yeah, yeah. you don't fuck with time, okay? Yeah, because this is exactly why. I, I, I thought that was really nice, but I was just like, hold on. So if she's come back a week earlier, yeah, the event of the the event of what sends her there hasn't happened. Yeah, and obviously she didn't know where she was, and she followed her Spider Man instincts to go to a school. She didn't think about ah, oh, there will be a spider person in that universe. Yeah, because she didn't know that. Yeah. Until she met Miles. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we, where we go from there. I think, um, I think they kind of missed uh, an opportunity. I don't, I can't remember if we spoke about this last time as well, but maybe we can go into more detail with it now. Mm-hmm. But I think they missed an opportunity here with all the connections that they had to each other. Mm-hmm. Like you said, with, with Gwen being sent a week in the, fe- uh, in the past, yeah. Spider-Man was still alive. Yeah. And if she did investigate that, she could have found out that that Spider-Man was Peter Parker. Yeah. Now she had a relation, a, f- a friendship with her Peter Parker, yeah. 
who were turned out to be the lizard and the villain yeah, and, she, so and she he died. Have, so, she have, so she could have been she, like... She had a week to do it. Yeah, she had a week to do it. And then even if she didn't do it with that pi- Spider-Man, mm. with our main Spider-Man that we get in the movie, yeah. that's Peter Parker as well. And he looks more like your Peter Parker. He's not blonde or anything. And yeah, he's a bit out of shape but and a bit older maybe, but he looks like your Peter. He's like your Peter older. You would think like the same way he reacted to seeing Aunt May or Mary Jane again, she'd react that way to seeing Peter again, but that kind of never came up. Nah. Also... And then again, she she had kind of closed off her emotions a bit, so maybe... Yeah, true. True, but then... Also, she kind of maybe started to figure out what was going on because she had clocked Miles. Yeah. So maybe she was thinking if there's... And oh, she witnessed the event as well. So maybe she knew that that people she already gone through already. Yeah. Even though that Peter Parker was blonde. Yeah. So maybe came out to no surprise to her. Um, yeah, but but then even like with again like with with Peter Parker, yeah, Mary Jane is the one he settled down with and got married to. But Gwen Stacy was his original love, and they kind of just bypassed that completely. Like yeah, like it wasn't part of that Spider Man yeah, storyline. Because maybe in that in that universe, him and Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy wasn't his first girlfriend. Yeah, but then again, I think that's a missed opportunity yeah, with the with if 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 because they made it so out like I, every every canon was I, part of his I, backstory. I, wait, which one? Of of the first people, the one that dies. Both of well, both of them. It looked like it looked like it was split between them because the first one got the Sam Raimi stuff yeah. with like the car being thrown into the cafe and the upside down kiss with Mary Jane and the yeah. train. That looked like it went to blonde Spider-Man. Yeah. Whereas our, the main Spider-Man, yeah, Peter B. Parker, from our Coca-Cola universe, yeah. looked like he got, like, I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe it just wasn't part of his backstory, but yeah. it seemed like a missed opportunity. Maybe it was just a bit creepy because of the age gap. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, like, I I've not seen the Amazing Spider-Man movie, so I don't know if yeah. they give anything to Peter B. Park. Not really. They kind of... Um, what I do, they didn't really mention that film at all. Miles' Peter Parker yeah. is... Um, I like the fact that his MJ was uh, MJ Harper. Yeah. And not um, Mary Jane Watson. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, know. I thought so. that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, his Aunt May was basically his M. Uh, we, yeah, yeah. Up in the previous episode, yeah. The fact that you know she was involved, and that made, and again, that goes back to the newspaper article about his death. In this universe, I think everyone knew that he was Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, who? Uh, Peter Parker. I don't think so. No. The way um she wrote the eulogy. Who? Uh, Mary J. Harper. Yeah, because once he died. Then his identity got exposed. Nah, I don't know. I, I felt like the way the way some certain things were said, yeah, it made me think like people knew that he was. Well, no, because no, because then what would be the point of wearing the mask? The, his identity—that's the whole point of Spider-Man—is his secret identity. Yeah. And when Kingpin went to pull off his mask, yeah. that Peter Parker said, "Oh, well, that's not good." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As if like now my identity is exposed. Obviously, being found dead. You can't protect your identity then, can you? Yeah, like, there's yeah, a dead yeah. body. Take off the mask. Oh, look, this guy must have been Spider-Man. Okay. So th- when the news when when the news was going around and everyone was looking at their phones, it was like, Spider-Man dead. Do you know what I mean? Spider-Man, P- a.k.a. Peter Parker. I got the idea. I got the impression that that's when the news came out. So okay. 
when she, if she if she was eulogized in her eulogy did bring up Peter Parker being Spider-Man mm. it was like what harm could it do now do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, he's, the, dead. The, the, he's dead and the news is out <laughs> so that's kind of like what I got from it okay cool 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 um, the leap of faith I like that line it was a little bit different to with great power comes great responsibility yeah I found it funny that Miles nearly quoted that to him yeah um, which was which was cool um, he did uh, he, oh no yeah he did at the end didn't he when he, when he was like holding Peter over the... Yeah, he said leap of faith. He yeah. said that to him, but I'm yeah. saying like, they use that more so instead of with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Like I said, Miles, when he first meets Peter B. Parker, and he's trying to get him to uh, teach him, tries to quote that line to him. Oh, that specific line, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, don't you dare say yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah so, that was good. That was jokes. Um... Spider Noir with Nicolas Cage, I think we brought that up. Yeah, he was pretty good. Um, he was funny. I love like the him. fact that like the wind. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was like there's no wind in there. Yeah, why is this cape blowing? It's, it's, it's always windy. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like how each uh individual character had their own art style. We've said that like the the pig was more like a Looney Tunes. Yeah. Spider Man Noir was black and white. Yeah. And um um, uh, Penny Parker was like an anime character mm-hmm. but then even when Spider-Gwen went back to her own dimension mm-hmm. it kind of had like this like lens flare kind of weird art style to it which yeah. it w- which was looks like what the art style of her actual comic books was like mm. so I thought that was a nice touch um, they did a lot of things in here that if you're a fan of the source material you'd appreciate it if yeah. you're not then you'd learn about it. Do you know what I mean? It, it did. It was pretty efficient at um, teaching you about all their backstories, which I thought was I, really I, 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 I want to know more about Pina, 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 Penny Parker. Penny Parker, yeah. And I think, depending on how they're going to carry this on, I think they might have missed the opportunity in, in launching a TV series of this. And maybe maybe not necessarily having a Miles... Actually, yeah. Launching a TV series of this. Yeah. And in certain episodes focusing on the other spider people that we had in the movie and giving them a little bit more development. Yeah. Some of the complaints, well, not necessarily complaints, but some of the things that I've, I have been hearing people saying that they wanted more of the other characters involved in this movie. And with so many characters, it's kind of hard to do to get everyone the equal fair of screen time in like a movie of that length. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think they missed the opportunity in that. But then again, we don't know how they're planning on moving this forward. Mm. Um, as we've mentioned, Peter B. Parker was our universe, like Earth, like real life, because obviously yeah. their Coca Cola advert was actually Coca Cola, yeah, it represents the world we live in. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and the last thing that I have is that the Spider, the Stanley cameo, cured me. Like yeah. I knew it was coming. I knew, like I knew there was gonna be a Stanley cameo. Yeah, but when it happened. It was just like, oh crap, I didn't see that coming. Even though I knew there was going to be one in the movie. Yeah. Because like, everything in that movie was like, you were just involved in the movie. Everyone's getting, you know, like, happy, not, let's say happy go lucky. <coughs> you know, you just enjoy the movie. Put Stanley, I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, that was during the, the, just after Spider-Man died. Yeah. Oh. So it was even worse. Oh, that hurt. Because it's like, we've just seen all these memes of Spider-Man mourning Stan Lee's there 
And now we're watching Stan Lee mourn Spider-Man's death. So, yeah, it was fucking touching, man. It was, it was tough, man. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough. Um, it was. It was but yeah, I think that's it for uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Unless um, uh, you more notes. Yeah, let me just go through a few things. Um, I liked, um, I, loved, I love what they did with Kingpin in here. Uh, it was very different. Um, he was more like an Italian mob gangster boss. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then what he was in like Daredevil, for example. Yeah. Um, so Kingpin's had a good, Spider-Man in general has had a good year this year, bro. Uh, we've had Spider-Verse, we've had the PS4 game, we've had Kingpin popping up in Daredevil and in this. Do you know what I mean? We've had, um, uh, the Venom movie. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Spider-Man's had a good year. Sony's done all right. Sony's done all right, you Sony's know? Like, I'm right. surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised. Kind of proud of you, Sony. Yeah, um, I'm kind of proud of you. Yeah, saying. but um, you're putting out some good stuff. They are, man, and and the writing. I just want to take a moment to appreciate the writing in this. It was a lot of. It was so well written that there was a lot of like even little moments, mm. like when uh, when the test, when he gets his test results, yeah, and it says um, zero out of a hundred, yeah, and she's like the only way to know. She goes, "What if someone didn't know any of the answers?" And just answered, guessed everyone. What what percentage would they get? And he say, well, about fifty yeah. percent. If it's if it's one or yeah. true or false answers, one or the other. And she goes, but you managed to get zero out of a hundred. And the only way to to know which how every answer is wrong is to know which ones are right. Yeah. And then she turned the zero, it's she a put 100. a one, and then another zero yeah. and turned it to a hundred. I was like, that's very clever. She, and she was just like, I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, you're trying to fail on purpose. I'm not going to let you do that because obviously, clearly. You know. Yeah. Have you got an iPhone charger? I'm on 4%. Uh, it's plugged into something charging. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's where to use this. For the oh, okay. Until this dies up. Fair deuce. Uh, thank you. Um, um, but yeah, again, to go with the writing, like, I liked how the spider bite happened. Because yeah. you see the, uh, when he's doing graffiti with his uncle, you see the spider come down. And like, I was expecting it to just come down and bite him. Straight away. But it came down and there was like a time lapse. And, and it was nice because you could tell how long had passed because of the progression in the graffiti he was doing. Mm-hmm. So they just started off and you see the spider like moving around, doing all things, going up his clothes and doing it for ages. And then once he'd finished the, the, the graffiti piece and his uncle gets the call and has to leave or whatever. Yeah. The spider finally bites him yeah. and it like goes into his blood and it all looks epic. You see him yeah. like yeah. mutating yeah. and then it comes back out and he just like, he just slaps <laughs> it off one time and like it was nothing. Shrugs it off. Shrugs it off like it was nothing. Like, people are like faint and like. Yeah, or it at least hurts him or something like he reacts. Yeah. But he just, it was like it was nothing to him. So I thought that was funny. Um, what else? Let me, I'm just going to try and skip about because a lot we've already said. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought, it, I thought that his parents were a bit stupid not to question him at all when they know he should be at the school. Mm-hmm. He turns up back at home. He like broke in through his window. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. he's clearly upset and traumatized about something. He's asking you questions about, do you really hate Spider-Man? He seems upset about it. And then you, he goes to bed, you go to the living room and then Spider-Man's <laughs> on the news dead. And I'd be like, um... <laughs> Did my son kill Spider-Man? <laughs> Did he do it for me? I don't know. <laughs> What's happening here? Or at least question him on something. Like, maybe he won't be like, oh, my son's involved with Spider-Man. But yeah. 
be like, well, son, like, what was that about last yeah. night? Did you witness Spider-Man's like, death at the, least? The, the or mom was like, he's scared of the storm or the earthquake that happened. Yeah, I'd be like, bro, he's not five. Do you know what I mean? Like, he can handle an earthquake, for fuck's sake. Uh, so I thought that that just made me laugh. I thought that was maybe a bit something they could have gone back to. Mm. Um, I like the whole thing with um, Peter at the grave and meeting the new Peter Parker, yeah, uh, Peter B. Parker, and how he gets knocked out and they're attached by by the web. Mm-hmm. And there's that chase scene. I thought that was hilarious. That was really good. Um, Spider-Man's web is basically destructive. It's ridiculous, yeah. I, but I did think... He could have just taken his top off. Dude. Miles. The web was attached to his top. Yeah. If he really wanted to get loose, just take your top off. You probably didn't think about that in that moment. Yeah, true. Uh, I like what they did with Kingpin and Vanessa. Again, after just watching Daredevil, yeah. like their relationship was just in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man had a spider cave. Was like a bat cave. Yeah. It had all his suits and shit, which was cool. And it, it just looked like the, um, the PS4 like costume menu screen. Yeah. Where a lot of them, like, even had the, the black and green stealth suit, had the iron spider suit. Yeah, had the, had the cape. It even had the Spider-Man PS4 suit with the white spider and stuff, which I thought was a nice touch. A lot of cross promotion there. And now the Spider-Verse suit's going to turn up in the DLC. So Sony are doing their thing, you know, like across their games, consoles and their movies. Do you know what we need We need a Spider-Man 2 game. Yeah. But you can switch dimensions or you can switch... Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be actually be cool. I would be interested ah, in that. Bring Spider-Gwen into it. Yes. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, so, like, instead of having MJ stealth missions... Yeah. You will have certain... Yes! Missions. You'd have to... Actually have, fun things to do. Like, you'd have to, like, what was that? Was it X-Men game or Lord of the Rings game? What? You know them games where, like, to continue the game you only have to use certain characters for oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah I yeah, think so, that came up in Lord of the yeah. Rings yeah so ah hey Sony hey listen if you're listening yeah make that game Sony's doing oh, some oh, nice cross promotion yeah yeah they're doing some nice cross promotion uh what other thing uh oh this, the scene where um Spider-Man figures out he can go invisible when they're when they're in like Kingpin yeah. or they're in Doc Ock's that um, was a power I didn't know you had. That's a, yeah, that's a power Miles Morales has. He can go invisible, and he's got the that. stingers and the electric charge I things. An electric one. He, he, yeah, he's got a lot of different powers. Like all, all the all spiders have different, have different powers. powers. Yeah, Again, which I like is cool. That. It could incorporate that to, to a sick game. Yeah, and I like the way I like like the the, the set pieces they set up were amazing. Like you've got Spider Man fighting Doc Ock, mm-hmm. and then. Um, Miles Morales is one in, r- trying to hack into the thing and he can't do it because he can't he hasn't memorized the codes like Peter Parker he was like I got it and he tried to tell him the code he couldn't get it yeah. so he just took the the, the monitor and the computer and yeah. I thought it was hilarious that while Peter was fighting Doc Ock he took a moment to come to my Miles and he was running beside him he's like okay the good news is we don't need the monitor <laughs> that's it I was like that is so funny <laughs> But yeah, that that whole it was such a good movie, man. Like it, it is probably one of my favorite theatrically released animated superhero movies. Like it it was better than Incredibles, as much as it hurts me to say. Even the first one, I think this was better than the first Incredibles. Really? Yes, well, this was I, so I, good. I have to give it a couple more watches. Oh, I, it it was so good. I loved it. I thought it was. I, I think it was better. Um, I think I'm pretty much done. Um. 
Let me just get one more look through. Uh, oh, I loved that. Um, obviously, we said about how Miles finds out uh, about the Prowler being his yeah. uncle when he's in his, because he goes back to his uh, apartment and then the Prowler turns up and he's like, what the fuck? Why is the Prowler here? Yeah. Then he takes off his mask and then that music kicks in yeah. and Miles runs away. And then the, the, the Prowler senses that he's dead. Yeah. He's and ah. the, the sick thing was that when they were doing the, the fight scene in Aunt May's house, yeah. Spider-Man, spider sense, uh, Miles' spider sense went off and he saw the Prowler come in and his initial reaction, he went invisible because like, he doesn't, he doesn't even want to fight his uncle. Like he's yeah. worried if his uncle finds out he's a Spider-Man. Yeah. Like so much, emotion. so much emotion and things going through his head in that moment. I thought that was really well set up. Uh, and then for Peter Parker, who's just this any guy from a different dimension, yeah. is protecting him from his uncle, yeah. who if he knew it was his nephew wouldn't attack do you know what I mean there was so much going on and then it all yeah yeah do you know what I mean and Um, and even when it came to the end and the prowler has him holding over and like is about to kill him and then Miles just says fuck it and takes off his mask and then the prowler like second guesses himself and And just lets him go and then Kingpin just shoots him I was like, oh boy. That was villainy. There you go. There is the connection between our hero and the villain right there. That was a villainous thing to do. But that was one, that was the one part of the acting, the voice acting that I thought was weak, was when Miles uh, was upset and all the other Spider-Men and Spider-Gwen were like, listen, we're going to go deal with this. We're going to web you up to this chair and leave you here because you can't even turn invisible on purpose. Yeah. And he's like, you'll never know. Like, you're just a leap you have to take. But in that scene, when Miles were like, Kingpin has to pay. I have to make Kingpin pay. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a bit like, I didn't feel your emotion in that. It seemed like you was reading lines then. But that was like the one and only time when the voice acting know, seemed weak. Like it was just a, I felt I felt a childlike. Yeah. That's what I got from it. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, yeah, I can hear that. But I don't know. To me, it came across as weak yeah. voice acting. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It was just quite childlike. Um... But yeah, I think I'm, I'm pretty much done. We can leave it there if you want yeah, to move on. Time to move on to the next movie. Um, we're actually going to go with the movie that only you managed to see. Okay. Um, so in the UK, uh, Once Upon a Deadpool only had oh, a showing. Yes. Uh, and that was on December 11th. I had my uh, uh, university team's Christmas dinner. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping that I could wrap up the Christmas dinner and shoot off the, the Kingston Odeon yeah. and hopefully catch a uh, 10 to 9 showing yeah. but um, the food took kind of long to come back out <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to make it so I was just like cool you know what let me just, just yeah I just didn't get it so this one's all on you mate well alright this isn't going to take me too long because we've all seen Deadpool 2 mm-hmm. do you know what I mean um, and it basically is just Deadpool 2 it's just got a nice like um, it's got the Princess Bride kind of storytelling mechanics added to it. We reviewed Deadpool 2 on episode 58. Yep. And that was an epic first crossover with the savage Seth Meyers. Ah, so it all comes ah, back around. It all ties together. Yeah, see? We did it. Uh, that was an on-purpose era. <laughs> or was it? Look at that. Yeah, see? Look how things work out. Set off some Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to listen to our review of Deadpool 2, yeah. listen to episode 58 with Seth Myers. Yeah, the sound quality might not be as good. Yeah, the sound quality is <laughs> Yeah, especially I don't think, I think because we hadn't figured out how to do the volume stuff and it was a different mixer, I think Seth sounds very loud and yeah, distorted, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, 
let's still go back and listen to it for our initial Deadpool 2 reaction uh, because I do think to enjoy this once upon a Deadpool version you have had to have seen the original cut first oh is it I wouldn't say to watch this as your initial view yeah. you don't get the full experience it, I don't even think it really gives you the full story okay because um, it starts off uh, it opens very different it, it has like the proper like Princess Bride the same exact like movie title font, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. But then it goes straight into him uh, with Fred Savage in bed mm. and Deadpool's there with the book and he's like, wakey, wakey, come on boy, wake yeah. up, I've got a story to tell you. Yeah. And Fred Savage is like, what the hell, where are we, what's going on? And <laughs> why, is, is he, why are you in my room? Why, yeah, why are you, not why are you in my room? He's like, why does this look like exactly like the set of that movie? Okay. What is going on here? Why are my legs sellotaped down? Like, why am I tied oh, down? He's, he's strapped down, bro. He's held hostage. He's not down for it. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was funny because, like, it kept cutting back. Whenever something would happen, like, that might be a bit too adult or it needed to comment on it. It used it a lot to comment on a lot of things that fans said about Deadpool 2. Yeah. So, like, when um, Vanessa died... It cut back to them and Fred Savage was like, oh my God, I can't believe you fridged Vanessa. Like, and Deadpool's like, what do you mean fridge? Like, what's that? And he's like, like, if you fridge a female character, it's when you kill off a female character just to progress the plot of a male character. And like, like I can't oh, believe I, you did I that, man. That was what that was called. Yeah. I think it comes from, um, fridge. I think it comes, yeah, I think it, it, I think it comes from, um, one of two things. Either um, uh, Mr. Freeze from Batman yeah. of his wife gets ill or something and he literally oh, freezes her, ice. puts her on ice until he can find the cure. Yeah. I think it either comes from that or I think, I don't, don't know what film it was or what so, but I think a female character gets killed and literally her body gets shoved into a fridge. <laughs> so that where the term fridge comes from, one of those two, I'm not yeah. sure. But... Um, but Fred Savage brings it up. He brings up a lot of stuff like that, uh, which was quite interesting. Um, there were, in the opening scene, um, Deadpool explains, he's like, yeah, this is a PG version. This is a PG 13 version of Deadpool, mm. uh, of Deadpool 2. So you're not going to get any swearing and we can only say like shit this amount of times. And we can only say this, this amount of times. So we have to be sparing with them, like Fred Savage and Fred Savage kept swearing and Deadpool got annoyed because he was like, you're using up all our swear words. Like we only get a certain amount. Like <laughs> this is PG 13. And there was also a bit where he would bleep, like he would say fuck or whatever and yeah. he'd bleep himself. Like Deadpool had this little bleeping button in his hand and he would bleep it. And um, so that was pretty funny. It was it was very clever. It was very well done. If you're a big fan of Deadpool, I think you'd you'd get a lot of appreciate and a lot of appreciation out of this. Um, it started off when you actually finally get into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get like the the James Bond parody opening, so that was kind of missing. Um, you don't get the like the samurai bath scene where he's fighting off all of them. So there's a lot of stuff missing. And then at the same time, it adds stuff that was from the super duper cut. Yeah. Like the suicide montage was in this version, surprisingly, okay. considering this is meant to be the PG 13 version. Mm-hmm. You don't see any blood or nothing. Um, which was interesting as well. Um, a lot of the time. Where is the damn remote? What remote? The TV remote. Uh, I don't know. Oh, see my life. <laughs> 
I don't press know. the sound button and then put it on silent. What? So press the plus button. Why it press yeah, press the press the channel button. Yeah. Right, cool. But like that's what you need to do. Oh. Thank you. Oh, is that all you wanted? Yeah, because it's gonna turn off the screen. Oh, okay. Alright. Um yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, it was interesting how they the violence was pretty much the same. Like, I understand now why in England it's still a 15 for us. Yeah. Because the, the action and the violence was still pretty much the same. Like, he still used the chainsaw and did all this madness. There just wasn't any blood. Okay. Um, also, like, you know, like the scene where the guy shoots through his hand and then he, like, pushes his hand and the gun, like, literally goes through the bullet oh, hole yeah. and then he uses that to twist it? Yeah. In this, it doesn't get that graphic. He just shoots in his hand and you don't see anything. He just holds the gun in his hand okay. and twists it. So just stuff like that that just wasn't as gory. Uh, um, there was blurring as well. So like the scene where he's baby leg, where he has the baby legs and he yeah. opens it up and you see baby dick. Yeah. That was blurred. <laughs> and when he stands up and you see baby ass, like that was blurred. Okay. So he literally had blurring over it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was a bit crazy. Also like um, when he goes to get the cocaine underneath the floorboards that's next to the cure for blindness. Yeah. In this... Instead of the label saying cocaine, it says blood sugar, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Just little touches like that. It kind of became a game. It was kind of like a commentary track mm. because you had Deadpool and Fred Savage every now and again, again commenting on it. And it was an interesting game as to see, oh, how are they going to pull this scene off? How are they going to do that? Yeah. Um, so I just found Frigid. Well, <clears throat> one of storytelling's most noxious trope explained. Deadpool 2's women, women in refrigerator's controversy shows superhero movies that have a long way to go. The most controversial thing that happened with Deadpool 2 takes place in the first few minutes, even before the opening credits. Yeah. There's now a debate on whether Vanessa was fridged, a term for a comic book trope in which the girlfriend or wife of a hero dies to further said hero's motivation and story. Yeah. The trope reduces the girlfriend or wife to a plot device. Yeah. They have no business existing aside from being a source of pain for the hero. Yeah. And that's basically what Fred Savage says. He's like, you fridge, Vanessa. And I remember that complaint coming out about Deadpool 2 because everyone speculated she might have been... Um, Another hero. Yeah. What character was this? I can't remember. But I think someone with like... Um, like mystique type powers. In that sense, anyway, though, fridging makes sense. And I know it's, 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 it's either a negative thing yeah. But generally, like, the death of a partner will lead it, it, it like, maybe because it's always been done, but I'm, I'm saying even if it was, like, a female character and the boyfriend or husband died, yeah. like, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to read the whole article because I don't know if it just generally means it refers to um, the women, hmm. but I would say if a male, uh, if a female superhero's partner died, it would have the same effect. Um Maybe there's not as many female heroes and maybe not as many female heroes in committed relations as I can think of. Mm. Right now, top of my head, I can think of Scott Summers and... Um, Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, like, a most recent example of something like that that happened would have been in Wonder Woman, but it doesn't happen right at the beginning. Do you know what I mean? Steve Trevor doesn't die right at the beginning oh, to fuel her. He, he has the whole story and he gets to act and to have heroic was... moments and then dies sacrificing himself at the end. It's not like he's killed off an yeah, innocent, yeah, yeah, defenseless yeah. person yeah, nah, just that. to make that. her story but better. Honestly, like, without Steve Rogers, though, you don't get one. Steve Trevor. Steve, sorry, yeah. Steve Trevor. 
Steve Trevor, yeah. you don't get Wonder Woman at all. So that's why he kind of has to be in the movie. Yeah, true. But then he could have died on that beach. When the Germans attacked, he could have been killed. She doesn't go back to England. What? She might have... Yeah, true, I guess. Yeah, so, but, Well, then he could have died trying to... Do you know, I know what you're saying, if but... If he died saying, in England from then on, yeah, but then you, you, you act like... Yes, it's a plot device, but you actually needed him for the for the movie. Yeah, like, I get what you're saying. That's just an example, that's but, an example but like, I do see what the what the problem with Fridgen yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, like, I do get it, I, I but get it as well. But like, it's one of it's lazy writing, if anything, more than anything. Rather than like, there's other things you can do. You can she can get like, especially with a lot of these things. If you're basing it like in a sense on reality, yeah, yeah, in human nature. The death of a partner or a significant other yeah. is what generally will cause drastic changes in a person's life. Yeah, I hear that, but then that's an easy thing to go to in terms of writing. If you're like, "Well, I need my superior to have motivation," let's just kill his girlfriend. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Could be anything. Yeah. Like, it, you, you it, 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 use your brain and come up with something new. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like it, there's other stuff. I mean, look, look at Spider-Man. Spider-Man's always in situations, but Mary Jane isn't killed. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, she, she gets kidnapped and she gets put in danger, whatever, but she's not killed. Like, even in other, even in like more modern things, mm. um, it's like in, in that Spider-Man game, she's kind of a badass. Like, she's doing things herself. Yeah. Like, you don't have to always fridge the female characters. I get what the, what the mm. thing has been, and I get what you're saying. It is, yeah. it's just a narrative plot point but then they're saying should a character be a na- there just to be a narrative plot point yes that's the whole point of characters mm, yeah but then yes but then they have to be a character in their own right as well they can't just be here just I think because this is a continuation of a story she had in a sense served her purpose yeah. also as well they bring her back yeah so she's probably going if there is a Deadpool 3 she's going to be in Deadpool 3 yeah it's not like yeah. she's gone and dusted and that's it. Mm. And yeah, true. Bring her back. But from, from my understanding of how that movie ended, she's coming back. Yeah. Anyway, go through your notes and let's... Um, we got laptop. Yeah, all right. I'm just going to do quick, quick fire. Um, obviously, in in the um, in the Princess Bride, mm-hmm. Fred Savage is a kid and is being read a bedtime story by his granddad. So um, w- when there's one bit in a story where the two characters kiss, mm-hmm. it cuts back to Fred Savage in, as a kid in Princess Bride. And he's like, oh, this is the kissing part, isn't it? Yeah. And he's like, oh, gross. So in this movie, when they get to the bit where uh, Vanessa's like, kiss me like you miss me, Red, and then yeah. they kiss, it cuts back and Deadpool kind of looks at him and Fred Savage is like, what? And Deadpool's like, do the thing, do the, do the, say the thing. <laughs> And Fred Savage is like, oh, you want me to say this? He's like, no, I'm not doing it. And Deadpool's like, just say this is the kissing part, isn't it? And so I thought it was funny that Deadpool was like such a big fan. Yeah. And like, I was thinking that as well. I was like, are they going to do that bit? And then even Deadpool's like, oh, do it, man. It's just, it's just funny the way he was looking at him. He's like, you need to say it. Is this the kissing part? Um, also, um, he was like, um, there was one minute that I thought was funny because Deadpool says something like, "Oh yeah, we've all seen the f- we've all seen Deadpool too," and kind of looks at the audience like, "Yeah, even you underage ones, the ones that I've made this PG thirteen version for, I know you've seen Deadpool too already. Like, we've all seen it." And Fred Savage was like, "Yeah, we've all seen it, but you know, I prefer the Marvel stuff." And Deadpool's like, gets kind of vexed, and he's like, "We are Marvel," yeah, and he's like, "Well, you're not really, are you?" 
Yeah, you kind of see that in the trailer. So that, that was funny. And then, and then, um, I'm glad I didn't get to see this shit. And then, di- I'll read this when it comes out. Yeah, definitely do it. It's worth watching. It, yeah. If you've seen Deadpool 2, it's definitely worth watching. I'd, I'd definitely recommend watching that first, though. Um, Fred Savage gets excited when Deadpool, tu- uh, when, when Cable turns up. Yeah. It cuts back to him and he's like, Whoa, you got Cable? Oh, my days. I hope you do it right because <laughs> I like Cable. And he, he lists off all this backstory stuff. He's like, He's a time traveling son of Scott Summers from the future. And he comes back in time and he's got the nanobot virus. And Deadpool's like, Well, we do time travel. <laughs> so it's like, they, again, this is pointing out all the problems that fans would have had. The virus. Yeah, but they didn't bring up yeah, his squad, yeah, his Cyclops' yeah. son, and all yeah. that other stuff. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, uh, they they had some new updated jokes for like more modern references. Okay. Um, like at one point, um, when when Deadpool talks to his mate about making a super a super team he's like we need to make a super duper team and then the, his friend's like yeah we need to make the ultimate team John Wick freestyle bring back the original directors and shit and I was like oh shit okay that's funny because the director of Deadpool 2 was the one that left John Wick and didn't do John Wick 2 so I thought that was a nice little little thing there um, also uh, I think I've got only two more things two or three uh, hold on Good. Oh, I'm just going to go sorry yeah um, I'm just trying to compose myself as well catch up to her because I'm kind of going all over the place yeah when um, the vanisher gets electrocuted yeah. and you see it's Brad Pitt mm. it cuts back to Fred Savage and he's like oh my god you got Brad Pitt like how did you do that yeah. and then Deadpool's like well I got you didn't I and he's like yeah but I'm here against my will and Deadpool's like exactly <laughs> so he's like so you got Brad Pitt against his will to do it he's like yeah he's still in my basement he's like I've got him and Matt Damon down there Fred Savage is like Matt Damon's in this too and he's like yeah the hillbilly you didn't notice that was no not the yeah, the, the hillbilly. He's like, yeah, that was Matt Damon. So I, I thought that was yeah, all funny. Okay, that's it. Like like <laughs> they do a lot of shit like that. So I thought it was funny that Matt Damon. Oh yeah, and then and then Fred Savage is like, so you got Matt Damon in your basement? And De- Deadpool was like, yeah. And he's like, oh man, I've always wanted to fight Matt Damon. And he's like, why? You wanted to? F-? At first of all, he's like, why? But he's like, so you wanted to fight Matt Damon? And Fred Savage is like, yeah, I've always wanted to fight Matt Damon. But then Deadpool starts bleeping him as he says fight. So he's like, I've always wanted to fuck Matt. And it sounds like he's saying fuck. It's like, I've always wanted to fuck Matt Damon. I'd fuck him so hard and I'd get on top of him and I'd fuck him. And then we'd just be fucking each other. And, and it, But he's saying fighting. And, he's, and then he's like, why do you bleep me when I say fuck? And it's like, oh, you're making it sound like I'm saying fuck. And then he's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. So that was, that was pretty funny. That's why it's definitely worth watching this version because there's so many good stuff. I want, I'm not going to say too much more actually because I want you to watch it and ruin it. He um, in the scene where he gets ripped in half. Um, again, it cuts back to Fred Savage and he's just asking all the questions that the audience would be asking. And he's like, so first of all, he's like, that's gross that you got these little baby legs. That's disgusting. But if your top half grew baby legs are your legs over there growing like a little baby Deadpool head? Like, and then when that fully grows, would there be two Deadpools? And then what if that Deadpool gets cut in half? Would we then get three Deadpools? Like, when would it stop? Do you know what I'm saying? What's going on? He kind of just dismissed it. He was like, oh, (laughs) if I remember correctly, I don't think we got an answer from that. Hold on, let me check my notes. I don't think we did. Um, Yeah, I don't think he answers it. I think he just moves on. But again, they bring it up, which is a good point. Um, blurry, we got the blurry baby dick. Um, 
I've got crying for some reason. I don't know why I've got that. Oh, you cried. I don't know. I cried. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. In the end credit scene, yeah, um, uh, there's... Oh, no, it's because um, Fred Savage was crying. By the end of it, he was crying. Yeah. Because he was like, that was such a beautiful movie, man. <laughs> it was so good. Um the um, the end credit scene, we go through some of the similar stuff with him like doing the time travel stuff. Uh, when he goes back and kills um, uh, Ryan Reynolds for looking at the de- um, the Green Lantern script, yeah. you don't see all the blood splatter over the script. You just see one bullet hole go through the script. Okay. So you get the same joke. It's just not as violent. There's a lot of stuff like that. Um, as I was watching the end credit scene, there were like again it had the whole animated like there was little cartoony drawings of Deadpool in different outfits and stuff it was pretty cool uh, quite similar to the end credits of the uh, Spider-Verse movie a lot of stuff like that was pretty cool um, but in this there was one quick shot of him in like a stripper outfit and I was like oh yeah we we did no no not real Deadpool this is just a cartoon in the end credit scene okay. all these little cartoon pictures it was like him as a doctor yeah. him as this him as that and him in like high heels and it made me remember I was like oh yeah we did not get a Stan Lee cameo in this version because the stripper scene was, wasn't in this that was earlier in the movie we come in when he's attacking the guy in the safe house and he's like I don't know why you're hiding in the safe house I'll wait out here all day okay. that's when it cuts in in this movie mm-hmm. where so we miss the, the opening James Bond credits, do you know what I mean? We missed all of that. And I was thinking, oh, fuck, that's a bit bullshit. We don't get a Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. But then, the very, very end credits, and this is what I put up on, I put up on Facebook or something, and I was telling everyone, yeah, make sure stay to the very end, because at the end credits, after all the credits are done, we get another Fred Savage scene where Deadpool's like, all right, actually, I'll let you go, and cuts off the thing and but we reveal his bottom half is naked for some reason. I don't know what, <laughs> what Deadpool did, but his bottom half was naked. Again, it's blurred though. Yeah. And then they walk out the room and it kind of pans out and you see someone with a movie camp, like a, a film camera filming that scene. Yeah. And so it like gets really weird and meta. Like you're seeing, we're now filming the person filming the film we've just been seeing. Yeah. This so it gets pretty meta. And then it cuts to black and then a couple of people left laughing. And then the real end credit scene happens and it is a tribute to Stan Lee. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really well done because it showed like alternate takes of, um, you know, the, the, the trailer of Deadpool 2 when he like, when he takes long getting changed in the thing and then come out and Stan Lee says something and it's like, zip it, Stan Lee. Yeah. We had alternate takes of that. And he is a joker. If he came up with these himself, like if he was improvising, he's funny. Because there was stuff like, he was like, hey, look, it's Ryan Gosling. And he was like, hey, shouldn't you be wearing a green superhero outfit? And stuff like that. All these different jokes. And it was just nice to see Stanley again joking about on set. And then it cut to like an old interview of him. And it had like the um, the, the slow version of, um, what was the song? Uh, um, you know the song that when he goes to the afterlife and he sees Vanessa and there's that slow song playing? It was... Um, Ah, mm, hold on. Exactly. Take on me. You know that song, Take on. And you know they did the slow piano version. It was really like kind of touching. So that was playing. And um, you hear Stanley talking in an interview about how they were like, 
what would you want your legacy to be like once you've once you're gone and do you know what I mean and obviously your legacy is going to outlive you yeah. what would you want people to remember and his answer was I don't really care to be honest he's yeah. like once I'm dead like there's nothing for me to worry about I'm not, I'm not worrying about all that really do you know what I mean and yeah. I thought that was a very Deadpool interview for them to pick do you know what I mean and then it kind of just ended with him standing on the street corner like that shot from the trailer the b-roll footage maybe it was in between takes He's yeah. just kind of standing around and it just kind of lingers on him and he looks so frail and skinny and old. And uh, then it says RIP Stanley and the whole screen was silent. Do you know what I mean? And everyone just kind of walked out like depressed again, reminded. This is going to happen every Marvel movie that comes out yeah, now, you know, for like the next year or so. Oh, yeah. But it was really touching. It was really well done. Uh, but yeah, I, there's, there's, I'd definitely recommend people to watch this version of Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, it could be a collection, do you know what I mean? It could be a trilogy because we've got three versions now. We've got the original cut, we've got the super duper cut, which was even more graphic and violent. Yeah. And now we've got this cut, which is PG-13 and friendly for kids, even though it's still a 15 here. <laughs> but yeah, that was Once Upon a Deadpool. I'd give it a free piece, this version. Yeah. Um, it was definitely, definitely worth seeing. It was. What did we give the first one? Um, I can't remember. Probably a free piece or a whole chicken, maybe, but maybe a free piece. I don't know. I can't yeah, remember. Have to find that when you go back. And yeah, go back and listen. That's right. Uh, you done with Deadpool? Yeah, done with Deadpool. Right. So two films down. Two films down. <laughs> what three right. to go? I'm not really gonna talk about this one. Too tough. What's this? Because hopefully, I'm gonna. Um, I forgot the name of the movie. Mortal Engines? No, not Mortal Engines. Aquaman. I've seen that you haven't seen. Oh, oh shit, we've got four movies to do still then. Alright, so I'm not gonna talk about this too much so Sorry to bother you. Oh, you forgot about that one. Oh shit, so we've got six movies still. Um basically there was an Odeon screen on screen. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, um I, so normally with that you, you don't know what you're going into. So I was hoping for Bumblebee or Aquaman. Yeah. Or, I don't know, I was hoping for something like a blockbuster. Yeah. Normally with these shows, it's not. It's normally like. Uh, I guess. For movie or. Yeah. You know what I mean. Some kind of indie it's movie. Been a long time since they've done a big blockbuster movie for this kind of show. Yeah. Um, the movie turned out to be a beautiful, beautiful boy. Yeah. Um, I nearly walked out because, like, <laughs> not because I didn't want to see the movie. It's just like, it wasn't the movie that I wanted to see. Yeah. Like, I missed seeing Immortal Engines, so I thought, you know what. Let me stay in this for like half an hour while it's warm and not standing in the cold. And at nine o'clock, I'll go get my ticket for Immortal Engines and then go see that. Because obviously, I didn't want to be watching a movie that like, I wasn't too interested in. But like that first half an hour, yeah. it like grabbed me and I wanted to see where the movie went in it. Yeah. Um, I think from a movie perspective, it's probably a three piece, maybe even a whole chicken. In terms of a movie, like, it's really well done. Yeah. Uh, the acting was great. Um, it stars Steve Carroll. And uh, okay. I think the majority of the time I've seen him and stuff, he's like the funny, comedic kind of guy. Yeah. So, um, but this is a, he's a serious role. It's about um, drug addiction mm. and relapsing and stuff like that. So He's he's moved on from, from over-the-top comedy to like some really touching movies. Yeah, like, so... He was in Little Miss Sunshine. He was in Dan in Real Life. And even that new one that you just showed me for that trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was Steve Carell as well. That um, looks really interesting. So, I'll, like I said, hopefully on 
an episode where we have an, another guest that's actually seen it. Yeah. Um, I'm probably going to delve into this a little bit more. Um, so another movie that I haven't seen, I kind of don't want to talk about this because you need to have seen this movie for us to have a discussion on it. Yeah, I'm, if it's still in cinema, I will. Maybe leave this one because I will. Uh, sorry to bother you. Yeah. Um, Let me have a look if it's still in cinema. The ending ruined the movie. Yeah, for um, not It didn't ruin the movie, but it like, it changed the movie. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, it, I, I think I'm only going to give it a half chicken. Yeah. If the ending had not been the way it went, it would have probably got a three piece. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, it was entertaining. Uh, you got to see Tessa Thompson half nude a lot. Yeah. In this movie, if you're someone that likes that. Um, the jokes were stupid. Um, <laughs> It, it was just a, it was just a funny, funny movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it tried to be a bit woke, which at times, I guess, I don't really like seeing that on screen. Like, mm. I see it enough, I hear it enough. Like, I don't, I don't always need that in my movies. Yeah. Um, but again, I can't really get into it until you've seen it. So it's still in cinemas. So, okay, we'll leave, we'll leave that I'll one. Watch you need to see the end. Just looking through these showings, that's the only, literally I've seen every film showing in the cinema at the moment. Okay. Cool. That's the only one I haven't seen. All right. So. But yeah, I'll, we'll get to that. We'll that does look one, good. Yeah. Um, all right. So sorry to bother you. A beautiful boy. All right. Let's go Mortal Engines. Yes. Um, I actually surprisingly enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, now, again, uh, for anyone that's new, uh, we have a unique chicken rating. So if you think something's amazing, there's a whole chicken. Yep. The next one down is a three piece, half chicken, one piece, and if it's like, well, core chicken, if it's like, absolutely rubbish, it gets bones. Bones. So uh, I'm giving this a solid three piece. Yep. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yep. I thought it was, it was, it was, I wouldn't say obvious, but like, it was a standard movie. Like, it hit all the tropes. It hit all the plot lines it expected to hit. Yeah. Like, there's nothing very surprising in it. Um, the reason I can't give it a whole chicken is like, the ending set piece wasn't epic. It mm. needed a better finish. It needed something better. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I did like, you know, um, so I've got a couple of notes. Um, the opening with that voiceover, yeah, I was like, wait, am I in the right movie? Like, that guy sounds like Megatron. Like, it was Megatron. It's Hugo Weaving. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does the voice of Megatron I in the see. movies. So that makes sense. I was, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, why am I hearing Megatron? Like, and the fact that it was all like dark and shit. Did you think, is this Bumblebee? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like, for a split, I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is and true. then they were talking about the history, like, yeah. they were talking about the history, and it was like, oh, the world has changed. I was like, yeah, and predator cities. Yeah, and I, shit was like, and... I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, crap, like. That's jokes. Yeah, so I was just like, right. It, like, look, I've got it, like, look. <laughs> As the open up, like, Transformers, that Megatron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, what? It literally was. Um, <laughs> I saw a lot of actors that look familiar. They look like small-time UK actors. Yeah. Yeah, um, the main guy. I was looking at him for time. I was like, I know this guy. Who is he? He was in Misfits. I'm pretty sure he was the Irish guy. He was one of the guys in Misfits who initially 
they all got powers. Yeah. And he was the only one that seemed not to have powers. And he was like, why don't I have any fucking powers? This is some bullshit. And then he dies <laughs> and he finds out his power is that he's immortal. Uh, yeah. yeah, I never watched Mrs. Oh, really? No. It's, it was good. Um, well, it the, was really the good. The black dude, the like librarian, historian guy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's like another Eng- English actor. The black guy. Because he looks familiar. Let me see if I can bring up that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he was someone. Uh, who was he? He's definitely been in other stuff. Um, IMDb. But yeah, why are you looking for that? I love the opening scene when you had the big city, you had London City. Colin Salmon. Yeah. You had London City and then you had like um, the smaller city break apart into little bits. Yeah. And then there was that one left that just wouldn't start and then yeah, it, yeah. then the chase scene happened. I thought it was very cool how, how mobile, considering how big they were and you did get a real sense of the scale. Yeah. Um, London was massive. London was huge London, and it was London, moving London as well was, though. Do you know what I mean? That's a city. Yeah. That's a big ass city. Them were, were like little counties. Yeah. Like they were like Norbury, crazy. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And London. London. Wow. And then when it like, you see them trying to get away and then you see like the valley and you're like, oh, London won't fit through there. Maybe they'll get away. But then there was like the trench that they couldn't get over and then they got caught in the end. So I just thought that was a whole wicked yeah, opening scene. I, I really enjoyed that And then scene. even the terminology, like it's time for digestion or whatever. And yeah. the bit opens up and it just sucks it in. And like you see them incorporating the vill- the, their villages into their their yes, thing. Like, do you know what I mean? And giving it, offer them jobs and stuff and yeah. recycled their materials, whatever they had. I thought it was, I thought the world building in this was done really well. It was like, almost on like Mad Max levels. Do you know what I mean? Like it didn't, not everything needed explaining, but just no. through the visuals and what happened, you kind of just get what world we're in. Yeah. thought that was really good. Um, and then to, to continue off from there, um, I thought Hugo Weaving's character was going to die at the start. When that ninja woman just stabbed him, oh, I was like, no! Nah, I, I was that, like, that was showing the trailer. Yeah, but see, I didn't watch a lot of the trailers. I only watched oh, that one trailer you showed me, and I didn't even realize it was London, so I wasn't paying much attention. Yeah. Nah, I knew. I was like, is this one of those movies where the biggest actor is just here for the start, and they tricked me in the trailers, <laughs> like Brian Cranston in Godzilla? He like dies like the first, like right at the beginning. I was like, fuck this movie, but he didn't die, and I was glad. Because he was a really good so, character. The Misfits guy, I have no idea why he chased her, like into like such a dangerous area as well. Like you stopped, yeah. her, you stopped her from. Well, he couldn't let her get away. Do you know what I mean? If if she gets some, a police officer, no, but that's he's like mentor. Like they've got a nice. They had like a good relationship. It seemed like that was. No. Yeah. Of his work, that was it. Yeah, but he like idolizes him. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and, and he and they had that little talk about toasters before, and like Listen, he's the leader of. She, she was run, She was basically like running, running towards an avalanche, and you followed her. No need. Well, she was more running away from an avalanche. She ran onto the mountain where an avalanche was happening, <laughs> but she didn't run into the. Avalanche. I know what you're talking about when they were like destroying the, the demolition of the old village that they just digested. Yeah. I thought that was a cool scene. But yeah, I get what you mean. I was like, and there were sections where he almost died. And I was like, boy, like, if you die right now, what? Yeah. That was great, isn't it? Well what? done. <laughs> yeah. Go home. So I get what you're saying. And yeah. he got murdered anyway. He got and then, he, and then the guy he did all this for snaked him. Yes. And just killed him. Uh, and then I thought it was cool that that guy was up there watching. So yeah, I like, I, I thought the, it progressed like, 
Yeah, it was a bit coincidental and a bit predictable at times, but it did progress naturally, I thought. I, I liked how the, well, now that I know his name, Hugo Weaver's character was yeah. so evil. Yeah. Like, guy destroyed a prison. Yeah. Just to get Just to release one that man. one man. Why did I? I thought that was a bit over the top, though. <laughs> He destroyed all. Oh, I thought he was just gonna shoot because it was on a ledge. Yeah, it was like out. I thought just shoot that bit off. Out. What's wrong with you? You have to release all these people. Evidence. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That I was like, this guy is evil. He's got, that's what I knew. This guy's gonna stop at nothing. Yeah. To get where he was. But then he shot the box that the zombie was in to like open up for him. I was like, how did you know that didn't just explode the whole box and he's dead? Yeah. Um, I thought that zombie thing was cool though and again I wanted to do more about the resurrected yeah like what was his life before how did he get resurrected so what was all this about they were like super soldiers yeah 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 I think so and but then he loses think. like all his memory and emotions and yeah they get wiped clean yeah and then you get restored and I thought that was a nice little twist that well, was one thing I didn't see coming because when it was like oh, when it was telling Hugo Weaving there's one man that wants her still and he's just bangs on the cell door screaming her name I was like what did she do to him yeah, like yeah, he yeah. wants revenge or something or did nah, she do she this to him promise. yeah I know but that was what was, I thought that was a nice twist I didn't see that coming usually like he just wants revenge like maybe she killed she was responsible for his wife dying I or maybe his wife got fridged or I something was, I thought she was responsible for him becoming a resident yeah something yeah but then I didn't expect her, him to be her father figure and yeah, raise her. Yeah, and like cool. the prom, and the whole thing, like he was like, when you get out, what are you going to do to her? And he's like, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. And you think, oh, that's because he wants revenge, but it's not. Oh, it's because her. he wants to make her like him. Yeah. It's out of love that he wants to kill her. And I was like, oh, that was a nice little twist there. It wasn't your usual revenge plot I, thing. I, I like the scene in the sky, yeah, when they're all just trying to murk him. Yeah. Because he's like a half robot thing. He's so hard body. Like, it takes bare bangs and explosions to, like, yeah. damage him a little bit. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the action scenes. Yeah. Um, I thought they were fun. Well, not fun, but, like, they were they were, they were were done well enough for me to enjoy. You know what I mean? I like my action, so I like when I see people get clamped and bodied and stuff like that. So, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Even, like, with that, with the whole... Um I can't remember, this wasn't the climax of, of the zombie guys thing, but when they're trying to escape him, and then like, you've got the Japanese woman who we'll get back to in a sec, cause she was sick. She was but when they're on the plane, and the Japanese woman just wants to take the girl, yeah. but the girl's like trying to save the boy. And she's like, cut the rope. And like, I'm like, oh shit. And again, this goes back, I think we brought this up before. Very good, um, writing of a scene is when you give a character a choice, a scene which is seemingly too, equally bad choices a you cut the rope and leave your friend behind but you escape or you don't cut the rope and you're gonna get brought down with him and she made a third choice which was to throw the knife down to him and let him cut the rope yeah exactly but i like that type of stuff where you get put in a situation where it seems like you've only got two options but the hero manages to find a third option that he didn't think about and and it works out. Do you know what I mean? So I, I like those type of things. Um, so I thought that was really good. I, I, I thought this movie was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was, it was a lot better. Again, it was predictable, like a big uh, spoiler, but I knew from the start Hugo Weaving was her dad. I thought that was obvious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, because I, 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 at one point I was like, so 
he's obviously your dad. Then I thought maybe I'd missed something in her backstory. Maybe they'd already revealed that it is her dad. But then in the end, it was a twist. And I was like, whoa, what? I was like, that was so obvious. Like, Your mum is alone on a desert island. And he keeps coming to visit, yeah. So where did you think you came from? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I thought that was a bit obvious. I liked um, that when they got thrown off the... When he kicks them off the off of London, yeah. they're walking through canyons. And it took me a second to realise that was the tread marks of their village. And I was like, oh, that is sick. I love that. Yeah. I really like that. But I wanted to find out what is south. When she was like, what way should we go? And he's like, well, my my navigation skills tell oh, me to go those, this way. And she's those, like, those were the, um, was that where they ended up going? The, 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 like, Cannibal people. Yeah. yeah. So that's what was south. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, let's talk about this Japanese woman for a bit because she was sick. She was hyped. She was hyped. I liked her, and she 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 was a, she was a killist. Yeah. Actually, no, 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 she wasn't a killist. She doesn't get that high of her. She was almost a killist though. Yeah, the bit, the she bit that I, 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 I nah, bro, the bit I was watching when I was like, if if Ace wasn't screaming at this scene, I don't know Ace Heel anymore. Bit. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> when the hill, when the little shank comes out the back of her boot and she yeah. does the scorpion kick yeah. into yeah. the guy's forehead, yeah. I was like, she is a killer. I was yeah. like, she is sick. Yeah, but that, like a lot of hers was just shooting. There wasn't as many like kill, like if she did more of that. Yeah. yeah she tried to do that again later oh, I think she did do it to the zombie guy and like murked up a bit of him oh, the because the, the zombie guy died like randomly and I don't know no, why I think he like it was a combination of the injuries that he sustained yeah and also like I think because he achieved his purpose ah oh, okay and they, they don't stop until so they, they achieve their achieve purpose their so they're like Mr. Meeseeks from yeah, Rick and Morty so initially you thought his purpose was to keep her safe and turn her into one of him. Yeah. Obviously, he had some kind of residual memory uh, from his previous life and he wanted her to find love. Yeah. He knew that was the pain that she was facing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I I, I do like, again, if it had an epic set piece or just a little, a few more, like, more epic scenes, yeah. then, yeah, I, I, I would have given this a whole chicken, surprisingly. Yeah. Because um, I actually did enjoy it. The first trailer got me excited for it. That every trailer since that first trailer, they think, ugh, this is gonna be dog shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was, it was nice to see that it, it wasn't dog shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was um, a nice, genuine surprise. Yeah. So I, I, I give it a solid three piece. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, three piece. It wasn't enough to get a whole chicken. Like you said, the set pieces weren't quite there. For me, there was a little bit of, it was predictable and some of the writing like and oh and again with the world building yeah again it was really cool like I like I like the scavenger um, little towns that were coming for them yeah. I like how everything was just huge you got a real sense of scale I think we'll get a sequel I think I think we will continue this and we'll get more I, I would like to because I, I want to see like they said the Earth had been like split into seven seven continents kind of thing. Yeah. Or seven parts, which I swear the Earth was really... Seven. I don't... Yeah, I didn't get why they needed moving cities. Because they said something at the beginning, like the Earth's crust had broken apart and... Yeah. But the, so I was like, okay, but then there's land for you to drive these cities across anyway. I think Why don't you just park up somewhere and just chill? I, I, I think, <laughs> and then if you need to move, move. I Why are they constantly on the move? A lot of the resources, yeah, um, maybe had been like spread vast and wide. But then they seem to be using up more resources to fuel yeah. the movement. Like they could have held on to a lot of that shit and 
survived for a while. I, I, I don't, I don't, again, that's one of the things I didn't like that. There wasn't enough explanation. And if there was, mm. and this is why I'm thinking I might start going into, um, the like hard to hear views of certain things. Yeah. Cause there's certain bits where they talk that I didn't hear what was said. And I was just yeah. like, I think I'm so used to watching anime <laughs> with, with like, even when I watch subtitles Netflix, yeah. in English, I start with subtitles. So yeah. I can see everything. I, I don't miss a, a, a bit of information. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure I missed certain things. Like, even though I was listening to it, I just didn't, mm. it was inaudible. Like the zombie guy's voice was, yeah, I get what you say. He was a bit weird at times. Although I like, I liked his backstory with that, where he had the little puppets and stuff and he likes to play with puppets. Yeah. And I thought it was really creepy. He was so creepy because like there was what, like she looked at him lovingly, like, oh, that's my father figure. And he was like this nasty, rotting zombie <laughs> thing. And it was, and she was like, why do you like these puppets so much? And he was like, they have no heart. Like, like me, and the way he looked at her, I was like, "Fuck!" Like I'd have run away just then. When he made the doll for her, yeah, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's gonna kill he's her!" He's gonna kill her, and I thought like she tried to run, but she was like, oh, "Okay, nice, thanks, yeah, kill yeah, me." I don't want no feelings. It was only until she saw London, I think, that she, she was like, like oh, "I, I need to kill London." Yeah. Um, I thought the Air Haven was cool. Like the concept of it, the look yeah. of it was cool. But then when the, it when it got murked, I was yeah. like, obviously, I was saying, I bet the whole thing, this whole thing's going down. Yeah. And I bet she that's bare people. And I was like, that is so poorly designed. Like one explosion. So you're telling me, like, imagine if an explosion went off in Croydon, yeah? Are you telling me that's going to murk North London? Oh, London. <laughs> like the whole London is done because an explosion went off in Croydon. Well, I was like, that is crazy, man. But yeah. It was nice. I've got here, I can't remember why I wrote this. This is my last note and I'm ready to move on. But she goes into her backstory. And then when it, when it comes back to, after the flashback and it comes back to modern time, she says, that's my sad story. And then I've got, that's a dumb story. But I can't remember what the story was. I just remember it was dumb. What oh, she you talks about like her mom dying and her running away. Yeah. And that was a story. That was her backstory. Cause he, cause he tried to like be friendly with her and she was like, let's not do this. We're not going to share sub stories and become friends. Mm. And then they fell in love. Yeah. And she was his, she, he was her dad. Uh, I That's don't know. Boy. Which boy? Wait, say your boy again. What? Like, I just remember, I, sh- I don't know. I just remember her talking about her backstory and we had a flashback. She's telling the other main guy her story, and it comes out. She's like, "Well, that's my sad story." And then I wrote down, "That's a dumb story." Oh. I can't remember what what was dumb about it. No. What was the backstory with the boy? What are you talking about? No, because she was telling the backstory to the boy. Yeah, he went to like be friendly, and she was like, "Nah, we're yeah, not be friends. Let's not." If there is a sequel, I'll watch it. But I want more about the resurrected. I want to know more about them. I want to like see what kind of evil things they had to do when the world was like all maddening. Yeah. Because maybe we saw the reason why they had to move is because like the world was still unstable. Yeah. So maybe like that's why they had to keep constantly moving. But I would have thought like we might have seen like the Earth's crust open up and see like one of the cities fall into like lava or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> is, it didn't. I didn't get the sense. Yeah, they said at the beginning, but looking at it, I didn't get a sense that well, there was any on, reason I to think be it's doing based this. On a book, right? Pro- yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Like there was even a colon, a colony of people on a stationary in a stationary town that Japanese 
or Chinese place or whatever, where yeah, it was behind they, the wall. They, those were settlers, I suppose. Yeah. They didn't want that lifestyle. But yeah, but... It wasn't fully explained to why yeah. certain people... Because remember, the daughter was like, oh, I believe that we can live in one place. Yeah. And dad was like, no, that's that's not possible. Yeah. Again, it wasn't delved into why he felt that wasn't possible. Yeah. Yeah, I know about it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think they could have gone deeper. If there are sequels, I'd like to see more, more about it. Mm. But yeah, Mortal Engines were surprisingly good movie. Free piece from us. Free piece, free piece. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just discovered something interesting, so I need to um, potentially sort out my notes. Because mm. um, I think there's a way for me to add you to my notes. Uh, yeah. So when I add notes, you see it? No. So what was your phone number ending? Uh, I've got two. The one I'm using at the moment, I'm one not gonna say on. La- I'm not gonna say on the podcast. Did three digits. That's what I said. That's the last oh, three digits. Uh, four eight five. Okay, cool. We should get like a message of some sort. This is great. <laughs> great, great podcasting. And then supposedly, like, you should be able to access the notes. And then we can update it together and you can like meet and out so we always have good clean notes for the episode. Yay. Look at that. Oh, oh I just got we're, iCloud notes. We're, we're, we're always striving to get better. That's right. Alright, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Aquaman. Yeah. So we're going to start off with a, a, a non-spoiler review since um, this is only came, came out Wednesday. Uh, Is it out yet? Was it not? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came out of the 12th, no? Not in America. Oh, it's not in America? Yeah. America. America. I'm pretty ah. sure, I'm pretty sure there's, they were saying it was still not out yet. Ha. Ah. Yes. We get a movie for you guys. Mm. Love it. Have some of that. Oh, I was going to get Seth to do something, but you, uh, you left. Um, say, um, oh, damn it. What is it again? Huh? Oh, I'm going to have to find it. It's basically saying it's like an, uh, an American accent <laughs> and it makes you sound like you're saying Spice. Say Space Ghettos for the American a- accent. Say Space... Space yeah. Ghettos. Space Ghettos? Uh, what does that sound like in, in, in a Scottish accent? In a Scottish accent? Say like say Space Ghettos in an American accent. Space Ghettos. It says Spice Girls in a Scottish accent. Spi- oh. <laughs> <laughs> Space Ghettos. Yeah. <laughs> There's one, there one meme that I saw and I felt I couldn't get it because I couldn't do it. I couldn't really do it in America. That's it. Space Kettles. Oh, but once I've got it, I just do it. I was doing it. Space Kettles. I was laughing. Alright, which one am I doing? Space Kettles. Space Kettles. The, 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 the Space Kettles. Still Space Kettles. No, I was doing this with a Scottish accent. Spice Girls. Oh, really? The Spit. The sp- yeah, that's fucked. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that abused me a lot last night. So space guns. That's <laughs> that's jokes. It is. It was very funny. I I enjoyed myself. Easily pleased sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Aquaman. Yeah. Um. I don't know why it's, I'm not being able to search it on Andy. Mm. So Aquaman, starring Jason Momoa, um, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, Patrick Wilson. Nicole Kidman, Dolph Lundgren, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, 
uh, Tamara Morrison and Ludi Lin. Um, I don't really need to go anywhere well. Directed by James Wan, writers, writers David Leslie, Jason, Johnson McGold, Will yeah. Bill, Jeff Johns, James Wan, Will Bill, no, just, yeah, story people. Yep. <laughs> um, what would you put it? So, in terms of release date, I got the 12th of December, 2018. Yeah. Is that worldwide though? No, it doesn't look it. It definitely comes out in America till the oh, 21st, 21st of December. Yeah. So we get it nice and early. That's right. Nice. Um, I'm going to let you go first with your initial thoughts and oh. bring in. Um, I like this movie. I thought it was one of the better DC movies they've made, mm-hmm. especially one that's part of the, the universe. Yeah. Uh, wasn't quite on Marvel levels yet. Uh, in terms of like the writing, I think a lot of it was quite cliche. It was a lot of, it was very predictable. Uh, it was like obvious what was happening at times, like when Ocean Master, when that submarine attacked. Oh yeah, that was late. Uh, like, I thought it was obvious what was going on there. I didn't what see was this coming. Did mm, No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I think yeah we did. did. We did. Cause okay, I fell asleep. Because I was, yeah, because I was, yeah, I, think, I, I swear, I, in the cinema, I just said, I bet Ocean Master did that. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, well, yeah, so that can't come in. Oh, yeah, we definitely watched it together because I ruined it for you by accident. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Ruined it in the first, last... like, two minutes. And, yeah. Um, yeah. It, that's, that's the thing of DC. Yeah. It's going to be very hard for them to make any good movies. Because of the bad taste the previous bad movies yeah. have left in my mouth. Like, mm. um, an analogy that one of my friends said, and I'm stealing it, is like, if this was the very first, like, DC movie, um, this would have been very enjoyable. Like, yeah. this felt if like this a, was a fa- phase one, this yeah. felt like a phase one movie. Yeah. But unfortunately, um, BVS, Justice League. They rushed. They rushed into it. Yeah. If they took their time and put this out before a Justice League movie, it would have been a lot better. Yeah, it would have been a hell of a Much better. better. Yeah, a much better movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, after after we get the little backstory and find out that Aquaman has the same dad's name as Batman, we kind of get into his parents' little backstory, which I thought was done really well. Yeah, that was With cute. Nicole Kidman. It kind of reminded me a bit of Little Mermaid, a bit of Splash, like with Tom Hanks and the, the other Mermaid it film. It was cute. My, my only question is, yeah, where was the king at? So, like, obviously, you could see this as me being sexist. Yeah. But if there's a, a king, I assume there's a queen. If there's a queen, I assume there's a king, in it. Yeah. So, like, was the king dead? Was the king alive? Was she cheating on the king? Like, I don't know. Like, cause it does say when she goes back here that the king was heartbroken, so he fed her to the fishes. So, <laughs> do you know, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, or was that marriage not done yet? And then she went back and kept it a secret that she, she, had a relationship prior to the king. Uh, see, I, I kind of get it. They didn't really go into it, did they? But I kind of, what, what I added up in my head, the conclusion I've kind of can think of is, yeah. I kind of got those vibes that she wasn't married to the king initially when he found her, 
maybe she was promised to him or maybe it was an arranged marriage yeah. and she'd like run away Okay. and then that's when she'd have an accident or whatever and he found her on the, on the beach mm-hmm. nursed her back to health and in doing so she fell in love with him <laughs> and then she decided fuck it I'm going to stay on the land and yeah. live with this guy and then I thought it was sick the way that the Atlanteans came back for her and there was that one shot fight scene within the in the building of that her like good. doing flips and murking up. Well, that was really good. I would have liked if Tom went and grabbed the gap. Yeah, well, he should have done something well, to help. He was helpless. But then again, like it's like this this whole gender roles thing. Like back in the day, back in the day, it would have been the man fighting and the woman with the kid running off. So I kind of appreciated seeing a woman protecting the man and the kids yeah. instead I, I kind of appreciate it. I thought I was decent I loved the line uh, when she decided that she had to go back to save them mm-hmm. and then she started crying and she goes like oh, our, in Atlantis our tears are washed away by the ocean yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he said not on the surface yeah. we feel our tears so, I mean, and I thought yeah, that was that, really that was, that was I thought that was beautiful man. there was a lot writing. of good moments yeah Jesus Christ, man. What are you trying to do? Put it back where it was. <laughs> well, then move closer to it. No, Don't move it closer to, to you. I'm just trying to adjust my body, man. I want to be comfortable. <laughs> We've been here for a while. Man. Yeah. What, you think I'm comfortable in this chair? Hey. Been here for over three hours, bro. Hey, technical difficulties. You were late again. Can you stop being late? Listen. Because we're going to have American people on and they might America. have lives. Yeah, they might have lives, you know. <laughs> they might have lives, but like, yeah, I know. You know I know you're saying. Sit here for like yeah, three, yeah. four hours. Um, um, but no, after that, really good. I thought it all opened well. We got the backstory. We got the, that nice line about tears. I it, like the way it, it, it it looked really nice. But then the next scene after that, where Aquaman's a little bit older now, he's in the aquarium. Yeah. I thought this scene. I was like, oh god, DC again. <laughs> here we go. I was like, I hope this because we're in the aquarium yeah fair enough I get what's happening mm. like it's a, it's a needed scene and I did like the intention behind it, it. Like, like him activating his powers I don't really like the fact that he like that instance he's activating Aquamanus I don't know if that activated it or if he was just honing it mm. like how like in Man of Steel where Superman is seeing everyone as like x-ray people and he has to like hone his powers yeah. or like kind of like when Harry Potter talked to the snake yeah, no, kind of gave me that kind of vibes. Like his eyes, just like it was the first time his eyes yeah. turned to that golden. And that I didn't get because like his his eyes later on his eyes turn like that to be able to see in the darkness underwater. Yeah. So I don't know what talking to fish makes his eyes go like that for. Like said, it felt like whenever he's activating his Atlantean his powers, Atlantean powers, yeah, flicker on gold or yeah. yellow or whatever you want to put it. But I thought that whole scene was too over the top. I thought if it was played like, like casual, like, like, um, just over the top. Like, I get, yeah, the kid's bullying you, mm. pushes you up against the thing. But then the shark starts smashing the glass open and, and no one and runs. Everyone, everyone just stands there like, whoa, like, this is. And I would call the police. Clearly this kid's got powers. I would have ran. I would not have it, been in the vicinity. It, 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 that as well. But in a world where you have Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. You're like, oh, fish boy powers. Although, no, this would have been a, a, probably before that because he was a kid. So it would have been before Batman and Superman. When was, when was Superman? Well, Superman was a grown man when it happened, so... 
No, it's like, that was, okay. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, At- what's, what's the age difference between Aquaman and, and, and Superman? Superman, Aquaman wouldn't have been a boy after Man of Steel still. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. if you look at their, in, them in Justice League. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, that makes sense. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so n- that all wouldn't have been about yet. So I, I get why no one reacted like, oh, it's another superhero. But I would have run away. Like, there's a shark murk in the glass. I'm gone. And then when it was like, when Aquaman was standing there and all the fish and sharks and everything were just surrounding him, looking at him, and everyone was like, whoa. And the music was like, he's a Jesus fish, fish Jesus. (laughs) I was like, this is over the top, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, they should have played it more subtle. Like, he should have reacted like... I thought that scene was dumb. I don't think that scene was needed. He could have just walked along and fish could have been following him. And he could have been like, what's happening? And like, tried to run away and... Like, when he gets to the end of their tank, they kind of while out like they want to follow him. Yeah. Something else. Like, another one where it's bullies pushing him. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, really? Would this happen, though? Like, you're Aquaman. Don't, aren't you meant to have, like, tough skin or something? Like, the same thing happened in the, in the Man of Steel. Like, I think Man of Steel got bullied when he was a kid and got pushed down. And it's like, aren't you a, aren't you meant to be from Krypton? Aren't you meant to be like, doesn't the sun make you strong? How are these people, even if you don't know it yet, physically you should still be strong. How are they pushing you down? Yeah. So that was one thing I had a problem with. As much as I like, see, for every good thing that was in this movie, there was a dumb thing. So that's why I end up down the middle with this. I give it a half chicken. A half? Yeah, I give it a half chicken. See, I was, I, I was, but like, I did enjoy it. And like, I liked, I liked the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say buddy cop, maybe adventure type of movie. Yeah, it had like an Indiana Jones. I think I liked that. And I think if it was just Jason Momoa at Coman yeah. on screen all the time, um, it wouldn't have been great. Like, I don't know, I think, Having Miro like balanced it out and gave us some, gave him someone to play off. Yeah, which I think that suits his acting style. Yeah, definitely, because he's kind of like a like a wild like yeah. dude kind of thing, and, and she's yeah. kind of more serious. And, and, I, and, I, and I like that, and I like their little relationship. Yeah, I, I kind of like their little relationship. I just thought again, it, it played too much to like the mum's story. Where the mum was been thrown to someone else and she didn't really seem like she wanted it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was quite similar for her as well. Yeah. But then again, again, like, I think we mentioned this on the last episode, but she kind of reminded me of Little Mermaid as well. Yeah. Especially um, when they was in Sicily and she ate, ate the roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I didn't like the CGI dive. That was completely unnecessary. With CGI dive. So when they're going to Atlanta for the first time. Yeah. And I think him and Mira jump off the porch or whatever into the water yeah like we didn't need them to CGI the distance on the left that they could jump yeah that was completely unnecessary just have them dive normally yeah yeah but sure like, I guess you sure. know what I mean you don't need to show oh yes these guys are like are strong so they they're gonna instead of diving 5 meters in front they can dive 15 meters in front <laughs> yeah like I, I just thought that was an unnecessary use of CGI yeah um, but this a lot of this film looks CGI like I, I know it yeah, had to be but in that incident shit it wasn't needed yeah that's true. like um let's say you need to show um him hurting an offence yeah yeah and the fence isn't that high yeah but then you have him hurting it but you make him like bound 
10 metres above the fence when he could have just literally popped the fence. Like, no stunt man. Yeah. No, do you know what I mean? So with that dive, it just felt Well, they, they did that with Captain America in the first, in the first Avenger. When he first gets his powers and he's chasing the guy down in the car, yeah. he like cuts through an alley and there's like a big metal fence. And rather than hopping over it, he literally like leaps and he, and like clears the whole fence. But that's, like I said, for, I, I, for me, I feel that's different because like, he's, you're showing someone with enhanced powers. Yeah. We already know this guy is enhanced. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to show an enhanced dive <laughs> into water. And then boosting off. Yeah, you know yeah, I, mean? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Like, I just thought that was a little bit extra. I thought that was quite stupid. Mm. Um, I, I, I like the use of black mana, but at the same time, I didn't like the use of black mana. I don't, yeah, like completely I, agree. I like the fact that he was used to progress the story, right? yeah. But I didn't think we needed him to return in this episode. Nah, like, he in could this in this film. He could have come back later. He could come back later for the second one. Um. I, I thought Black Man was stupid. Yeah. Um, you're a villain. Like, even if you're not a villain, yeah, you're a pirate. Yeah, like, I don't know, what, what's the quote? Live by the gun, die by the gun. Yeah. You accept the life that you live in it. Like, you can't then be, after your dad tried to kill, like, your dad, yeah, put himself in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Aquaman did not put your dad in that situation. Your dad tried to kill him and it backfired. Yeah. You were trying to kill Aquaman as well, like literally moments later. Um, and moments before, sorry. Yeah. And then for you to get upset and vexed that he didn't save your dad, get the fuck out of here, man. He didn't get vexed that he didn't save his dad. That was part of it, but he killed his dad. His dad killed himself. How? With a grenade? Yes. All right, let me ask you a question. No, before that, for his dad to get into the predicament his dad was in, yeah. his dad caused that. What, from getting on the submarine in the first from, place? From shooting the grenade launcher at Aquaman when Aquaman was leaving. The torpedo ended up on him. As Aquaman was leaving, he tried, he tried to fire another grenade launcher at Aquaman. Yeah. Ricocheted off the side. And um, that's when the thing collapsed onto his leg. Aquaman. Yeah, but he wouldn't have drowned because Aquaman ripped open the thing to let the water flood in. No, the thing was already flooding. I really good. I I I I get what you're saying about the. I do remember him firing the grenade launcher at him. Yeah. But at this, and maybe that's what made the thing fall on him. But I do remember Aquaman on the ladder. Yeah. Look back at him and then rip something out and then water starts flooding through and he goes, ask the ocean for forgiveness or something or for mercy. I'll, I'll have to watch it again. But I'm pretty sure Aquaman directly killed him uh, by ripping open a thing and letting the water flood yeah, in. You talk about the latch. Yeah. I'll have to watch it again, but I don't think so. I think the water was leaking in after the explosion. Mm. And Aquaman just left because that was the only exit to get out. Yeah, because remember, but again, as the hero, he no, should have saved yeah, him, man. That's impossible because the latch that, unless you unless he opened up a hole in the wall, yeah, he did. He just ripped a part of the wall out. He didn't like open anything. He just ripped it open. I'd have to watch. I'd have to watch again, which I, I do plan to actually watch. Again. Yeah, same. So do I. Because I fell asleep. I fell asleep at the end. Goes up. Um, but he is saying that. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're dumb. You tried to kill Aquaman. Aquaman killed you. Yeah, fair enough. I get that. But Aquaman, I never saw Aquaman as that type of hero. 
Like that's a Wolverine move. Do you know what I'm saying? That's a Punisher move. That's a anti-hero move. Aquaman, I see more on the side of Superman or like even Batman, who is kind of has presents himself as a dark anti-hero really has the no killing rule. Batman would have saved both Black Manta and his dad in that situation. Yeah. Or he would have tried to. Even if he didn't, he would have tried to. Spider-Man would have tried to have saved them. Yeah. Daredevil would have tried to have saved Do you know what I'm saying? And to me, Aquaman goes on that list of the people he would have tried to have saved him yeah. and arrested him and said, don't do it again. Mm. He wouldn't have left him for dead and said, ask the ocean for mercy. Rock music, I'm, like he, it was just so extreme and cool. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm definitely gonna have to watch that scene again and take more and take proper notes. I didn't really take notes. I just watched it. And, and then, the and then I'm thinking, like, obviously, if you had the option between drowning a slow, painful death or just exploding yourself and going out one time, yeah. I was like, yeah, you did the right thing, bro. I'd do the same thing if I was trapped and about to drown. I'd blow myself up, instant death, rather than that slow, painful drowning. Yeah. Plus, he did it as incentive to make his son leave because yeah. he knew his son. In my opinion, bro, in that scene, they almost set up Black Manta to be the hero and Aquaman to be the villain. Because after that, after that very scene, Aquaman then goes to meet his dad. And they have like the whole drunken fun, selfie. Fun that was quite funny when at first the guy was like, can I take a... S-? At first you think he's on a hype. Oh, I thought it was a hype. Then he's like, can I, I just... I was like, yes. <laughs> can we get a bar fight? <laughs> can his dad body someone now as well? Yeah. I was like, are we going to get a father and son team bonding against these bikers? Yeah. I was like, yes, please. But also, I was like, you know, that's kind of funny. I, I, I didn't mind. That. that was jokes. And then the way he started off, like, he was kind of pissed. He was like, don't touch me. Yeah. And then, like, was it was like pissed. one picture, two picture. And then it was just bare happy and drink and cugging. And it was, like, that was pretty times. funny. Yeah, I did think that was quite jokes. Um, but then at the same time, I still think that kind of made him look like like a like a drip like a jock kind of thing like a dude like you've just murdered someone's dad <laughs> gone back to your dad you're living a happy life like this guy's a pirate who has to fight to survive do you know what I mean I kind of think it was on the borderlines like at that moment I was on Black Manta's side nah, and then and then later on he even has like an Iron Man style montage of developing his suit <laughs> and I was like is this like the Rocky montage like is he having a comeback right now and then he just comes back and gets murked again anyway like this is the problem with DC stuff that I was talking to one of my friends at work about this the difference between DC and Marvel yeah with DC it's like the hero is the best yeah. Aquaman is the best Wonder Woman's the best Superman's the best yeah. nothing you humans can do can touch them yeah no matter how hard the villain tries, no matter how dastardly they get or how conniving and tricky they get, nothing they can do is ever going to work. The hero is the best. Yeah, the hero is like... That's not... Is there. That's not a... Street level guy. That's not an interesting story to me. There's no tension. There's no underdog. Like, there is an underdog, but it's the villain. That's not how it should be. Whereas with Marvel, it's the opposite. It's like, the villain is the best. The villain is Thanos or the villain is this like Ego the Living Planet. The thil- the villain is overpowered yeah. and the hero who is just a ground level has to learn, figure out a way to overcome it. And that's why I like Batman so much. He's the only one in Marvel that has, uh, in DC, sorry, that has the underdog story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or one of the, the main ones. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I like it so much. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought Black Manta was... So what stopped this from being a whole chicken other than the fact that finding out that Arthur and Batman share <laughs> pretty much share 
the same name and father. That didn't bother me as much as it bothered you. I just thought it was funny. And one is Tom. Yeah. Well, no, they're both Thomas. Tom is just short for Thomas. Well, in the IMDb, it just says Tom. Oh, is it? Oh, well, in, I'm pretty, yeah, I think in the comics it's Thomas. Well, either way, that just reminded me of the nonsense they tried to call in BBS. Yeah. Where, uh, Superman's mom is named Martha and Bruce Wayne's mom is named Martha. Um, sure. And that, like I said, it, it already does a bad taste in our mouth <laughs> the DC Universe. Yeah. Um, I liked how the water they made them look like they were talking underwater without them looking like they were holding their breath because that was one of the problems with Justice League. Like, it looked like he was breathing, it looked like he was holding his breath yeah. underwater. Um, they had to do like, um, bubble, uh, talk bubble a lot. Yeah. And in this one, there were moments where they were just talking underwater. There was no air bubble. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was sometimes where it was done, but it, it made sense. I like. It was a, a safe house and it blocked fishes and stuff and being there yeah and they also said that the 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 the, 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 that race of the the villains can't breathe outside of water yes so that's why they used it but then but other than royalty she said normal Atlanteans yeah can't Royalty can. Okay, yeah, yeah. But then they just turned up in their water suits anyway. And I was like, oh yeah, water suits from no, the, no, from the opening scene. I like, I like, I was like oh yeah. Like water suits there. Yeah. They made them look hard body. And there's actually the guys in red. Them man came to clown. They came to clown. They clamp. were not fucking around. Them guys there. Like, See. Nah, they were on job for some of the movie. I thought it was funny though, because at first, I didn't know they was a group. Because one of them jumped into the room yeah. and does like a little flip with his gun or with a shank or whatever, like does like shank. a little showing off. And you was like, this, who is this guy? Yes. This guy is sitting. And I was like, who is this guy? And then two more jumped in and I was like, oh, there's bear in them. So like, like, they're okay. Like, they're like, they're like yeah. SWAT. I just thought, it, I just could picture like before they jumped in, like they were saying between them, all right, rock, paper, scissors. Who gets to go who first? Who gets to do the cool yes. thing? He's like, all right, you did it last time. I'm going to do it this time. All right. All right. You go first. Then he jumps in and then the other two come in. And then a little bit later, a fourth one jumps in. He's the guy who was like, I'm not, I don't agree to this. I'm going to jump in separately on my own and do, and do my own cool thing. I just thought that was all funny. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I liked all of that. Before all of that, um, before we actually go to Atlantis, we go to some other place where they're like having a meeting and they kind of just like literally just drop you in the deep end. There's no kind of like slow ease into it. Like maybe you see like a seahorse or something and you see this. It like, we're on the land. You've seen the Atlanteans fade. Like, okay, now here's like, here's giant seahorses and people riding sharks. Like, and them kindreds look hard, though. <laughs> they did look hard. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Them kindreds look hard. I was actually looking. It's a Pokemon. Yeah, it was. It was literally like a Pokemon. Uh, I like the underwater effect, the way it looked wavy. The way there was a slight like bubble to their voice, but I did think whenever they was underwater, it was very CGI heavy. Like I the way like the way their hair moved looked too, and the moustache it just didn't look. It looked CGI. It looked fake to me. I don't know if it's just me, but I liked it. I liked the effect. I thought it was good. Like I don't have a problem with things looking too CGI. I'm just pointing. I'm just saying it as something up that I noticed. At the moment, there's no budget for this movie. Yeah. But worldwide, it's made 261 million. It's not too shabby. Okay. 
Interesting. It's probably going to do better numbers than. Yeah. But well, remember, it still hasn't come out in America. Yeah, so it's probably going to do. It's probably going to be the. My projection is that it's probably going to be the number one in terms of um, revenue. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It could be their, their best. Yeah. Best buddy maker and their best uh, reviewed by the critics. Um, to go back to the to the opening scene so quickly, I thought it was Black Manta's backstory kind of got shoved in quickly mm. with his dad because they were like walking down the, t- the corridors of the submarine and he was like, okay, yeah, all the people have kind of like run, all the hostages are hiding over here. Yeah. Let's, let's go, go get them. Let's go deal with them. And then he just stopped and was like, oh, but before we do that, here's this knife I have to give you and tell you the backstory behind it and how we're from a, a family <laughs> line of pirates. And yeah, I was like, can you, like, I, I just pictured the hostages. Again, it was meant to make you feel for them because it was like, a, yeah, it made him sympathetic. It but was like, oh, like your dad served in the military, like the first world war. Yeah. When he came back from the war, like they didn't care that he'd like say so many people's lives and done all this shit for them. Yeah. I could just I could just picture the hostages like literally in the next room, like trying to escape or hide somewhere. And they're like, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming down the corridor. Run, run, run. Oh wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, no, no, don't worry. They've stopped. Uh he's giving him a knife. Run, run, no, no. No, wait, wait a minute. Wait, no, he's tell he's telling him a story about the knife. It's cool, guys. We got about five more minutes. We could take our time. Like, yeah, uh, do we need anything? Is anyone hungry? Should I make should I make a sandwich or something? We're just telling this story. We got time. Uh, that just made me laugh. Uh but yeah, I like I like the um the visual uh comparison to Superman. Like when you think of Superman saving or rescuing the day, the image that comes to my head is him li- carrying an aeroplane or lifting a spaceship or something. So I thought the image of being underwater, the equivalent is yeah. a submarine. Having Aquaman lifting the submarine, I thought was quite cool imagery that compared him to Superman. Um, like we said, when the surface, in that scene where the surface dwellers attack uh, and ocean masters like, I will save the day. Yeah, I was like, like that is so obvious. Because they were just- how, how did the guy bite? How did everyone bite? Like, so stupid. That's why I'm saying that where the dumb things happened. Like, I was like, that was so obvious. And he just fell for it. And it wasn't until the very end when his daughter was like, uh, are you dumb? <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, I shouldn't be dumb. And I thought that, that was, but I thought it was a cool effect how he was like riding the shark and like cut all down the side of the submarine and stuff. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. But then, um, when all the Atlanteans ducked out, I was like, if the Atlantic, if the Atlantic, could do that sonic boom swimming thing where they like zoom off why are they riding sharks and seahorses that can't do that I'm guessing doing that fatigues you yeah I guess that's, so but it looked like why, they, that's why Mira had a, a, a ship in it that's true yeah that's true why does she need a ship to get to Atlanta I think Atlantis is probably so far away and doing that sonic boom thing actually ties you it's like sprinting it's just sprinting yeah I guess yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, I thought it was funny as well when they was like, because I didn't understand what was happening at first, obviously until it got more, until it explained more what was happening. Mm-hmm. When they was like, we need to send the surf dwe- the surface dwellers a, a message. message they'll understand. And then a big tidal wave hit the... Su- I was like, 
They're not going to understand that. That's just a tidal wave. They're not going to say, oh, the Atlanteans are sending us a message. They've destroyed. They're just going to think, oh, I don't know, global warming still. <laughs> yeah. Until it was like specifically all the rubbish from the ocean got chucked up, all the old like boats and sunken ships. And I was like, all right, I kind of get that. And even then, that's still a hard message to put across. Yeah. Because it just seems as a freak of nature. It's a leap. Yeah. It's just going to be a coincidence. Oh, that's a strange thing that nature has done. They're not going to think, oh, there must be people living under there who did this. It's a big leap of logic. Yeah. It's a big leap of logic to me. Who is that Chinese there? He's been in other stuff. I I couldn't tell you. Who's he in the Aquaman universe? Oh, I don't know. I I don't really read Aquaman stuff. Um, I thought the reveal, again, we bring this up in our last... Stephen Shin, Randall Park. Yeah. What is he? Who is he? Oh, this is interesting. He was Jimmy Woo in um, Marvel. Oh, yeah, in that man film. Has he jumped ship? Yeah. Has he jumped ship? What a little I like it. I like that what you did there. At all. That was amazing, though. That was great. <laughs> you just leveled up from that. <laughs> No, they can they can exist in across. Lawrence Fishburne's doing it. What's he? He's at Man Yeah, but he's left DC. He's done with DC. Has he? If they make another, if they make, if they finally make that Man of Steel sequel, from the article, from the article I read, it was like the reason I'm at Man and the Wasp is because I am done with DC. Yeah, that's how that came across. Oh, maybe. It didn't come across like, oh yeah, I'm still working with both. It seemed like. He was no longer going to be in DC. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's actually worked for them both at the same time. Mm. Loads of people have gone back and forth, but have they? Yeah. Who? Ryan Reynolds was in Deadpool, Angry Lantern. You've got. Yeah, but that's different studios completely. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Marvel. Yeah, but that's Marvel and Sony. I mean, Sony and um, DC. Yeah, that's still Marvel. Di- well, it's not a direct competitor, so to speak. It who, kind of is. Yeah, but who's gone from Marvel to DC? All right, uh, to, from actual Marvel to DC. Um, you've got, I mean, Chris Evans has done a lot of comic book stuff. He did Fantastic Four, and then he was... Marvel to DC? Yeah, he went from DC to Marvel. I swear there was that DC... It wasn't like a superhero film. It was a DC comic book film. What was it? What was that film... Scott Pilgrim says the world. No, another one that Chris Evans was in, and it was like there's, there's like a lot of shooting, a lot of like assassins and oh, not wanted, um, not wanted, not smoking lucky, aces, not lucky, lucky number eleven. It was one of those type of films, though. What was it? What was it? I want Chris Evans's um, filmography now. Uh, Snowpiercer, Down no. Dance. Iceman, no. Injustice, what's your number? The Losers. The Losers, that's it. That's a DC comic, I'm pretty sure. So is he went from really? DC. Yeah, it's a comic, I'm sure it is. Um, also, the guy that's playing... But was it DC though? Like, is it like... This, that's what I'm saying. It's Warner Brothers DC. They own... This is one company. It's, they're not spread out the way Marvel is. Also, if you want an actual one... Yeah, give me an actual one. Um, the guy that's playing Sh- um, Shazam mm-hmm. was in Thor. He was one of the Warriors 3. He's left them and gone over to, D- yeah, to but DC. That's the same. But he's left. He's not coming back to Marvel. 
There's no hope. Yeah, I know. That's that's, that's what, what I'm saying now. So that's so yeah, okay, but that's what I'm saying about Lawrence Fishburne's character. Yeah, he's I know, gone. Yeah. That means he's not going back. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was yeah. just saying I can't. I actually don't can't think of anyone that was working for them both at the same time. Yeah, I think it has always been they've gone from one to the See other. What? Pick a side. Yeah, choose whether it's DC to Marvel or Marvel to DC. Once you're done, you're, that's 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 where you're like Yes, yeah, I guess so. Um. Anyway, back to Apple Man. Anyway, yeah, Apple I haven't taken much notes. So, like, other than the fact that I enjoyed the movie, um, the ending action sequence was a bit. Convoluted, I think is the word. There was a bit too much going on. Yeah, I'll leave that to you. I fell asleep. Um, I, 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 I like what they, they were trying to do. Yeah. They were trying, and even in Black Panther, it, it wasn't the best way it was done, but it was basically a Black Panther scene at the end where it's like, there's a, a big wolf scene going on, but then at the same time, they're focusing on the two heroes fighting. Yeah. They tried to do that. And also, because this was underwater and it had like a lot of different creatures. Yeah. It just seemed a bit messy. Yeah. Um, it was just, like I said, it was just a bit too much. Yeah. Um, it looked cool. It looked really good. It looked good. really cool, but it's just like, Again, like, you see when they're doing Star Wars in the, in the, when there's a space battle. Yeah. Yeah. It's just too much going on. Star Wars does it a little bit better. Like, it's, it's, it's still, there's a lot going on, but like. Disney Star Wars does, but if you look at the prequels, whenever they did a space battle, it yeah. was just like this. There was too much going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know what you're saying. So, yeah. Um, Again, with with that final battle, like I said, I fell asleep for most of it. I kept waking up and I was like, I'm still going. I could sleep for five more minutes. Uh, But I just thought, A, why is there an underwater battle happening in the first place? Who's fighting who? What teams are we on? Who's, what armies are these? What's happening? So it was um, the Brian versus the Mirrors people. Yeah. um, The Fish Folk. And the Alanians. So, and it's who's the Brian? The Brian were the crab people. See, so then that, that was, that's, again, that's just too much added to it. I thought it would have been cool to see a battle on the surface world. I thought that's where we was headed. That's where we were headed. But then, but then there was like, oh, there's crab people. And that came out of nowhere. When, when Aquaman and Mira were on the, on the boat, Again, it was a cool scene. Visually, it looked amazing. Yeah. When the crabs were overrunning the boat. Oh, that's the and then they ha- No, no, that's different. What, who are they? That's the trench. Those are the trench people. Yeah, the trench are the ones so that, who are the- that, that digivolve backwards. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, crab oh, people. No, no, no. Those are the trench. So basically, to unite the seven, or to be able to fight the, the, the battle up, up on the shore, yeah. he had to get all like the different parties yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, he basically made three of them bend the knee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the Brian weren't having it. Yeah. But then obviously, when Aquaman returns, he returns with a trench. Yeah. So then it becomes three on one to three on two. Technically, three on three. So who's the Brian and who's the trench then? The Brian are the crab people. The trench were the, the, the digital backwards people. I thought they were the crab people. No. Because they look like crabs. No. <laughs> Are you sure you don't mean the fish people when you say nah, the crab people? No, the fish people, people on the Ocean Fuck, fuck it out of this movie, man. What's your, what's your guess? It's too much. Had, it's too much. Crab people. It was too much and they weren't even all there. There's meant to be seven and we can only come up with six based on what we saw in this movie. No, five. Five. That's what I'm saying and it was still too much. All right, so this is what we got. We got the bride. Yeah. Who are who? The crab people. Okay. The trench. 
who are the like digital backwards people. Yeah. The Atlanteans. Yeah. Yeah. Mirrors people. Yeah. Yeah. Who is um Drago's people. Drago from Yeah. 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 Then you had the Dolph fish, the fishmen. Yeah. yeah. Who you're saying are Ocean Masters people. No. Ocean Masters people are Atlanteans. Okay. Mirrors and Aquaman's people are different. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had the missing tribe. Yeah. yeah. Then the seventh, I guess we're led to believe are the fish of the sea. <laughs> that's dumb. That's a stretch though. <laughs> yeah. But that's the only way it would add up. Yeah. Um, if anyone's there is a DC, um, DC reader and Aquaman, uh, Aquaman's your thing. Let us know if we're right and if those are the seven that it's, it's meant to be. Mm. That's the only way I can see it working. Obviously, you had the people in it, like the fish, where the fish came to battle as well. Mm. And obviously, he showed off his party to talk to fish, in it? Which was an interesting plot device used later on. Um, yeah. When the Kraken, um, like, was like, oh my gosh, you can understand. You can, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the cracker was mad because first of all you only saw his tentacles yeah and and, and battle seat was like some giant I don't know just weird looking thing mm. um but not like I mean, like I said I didn't take no notes of this um I'm gonna watch it again to um what you call it actually get some more notes I'm gonna definitely make sure um I pay more attention to the um, beginning scene quotes of um, uh, Aquaman and Fish, uh, not Fish Master, Aquaman and Black Manor. Yeah. See, I like I liked how they explained a lot of the like the villains, like Ocean Master. I like how they explained the name because it was like a position in the ranks of the of the royalty that yeah. you could achieve is Ocean Master. Yeah. So I thought that was good, and also I like what how they explained why Black Manta's helmet is so big. To like contain the power. Yeah. The because he's using Atlanta, Atlanta technology. Yeah. And when he put it on the helmet, it kind of like imploded the helmet. So yeah. he's like, okay, I need a bigger helmet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which was pretty cool. Um, one thing, uh, I thought was dumb. Um, uh, was that again, this is, this is true to the actual mythology of Atlantis mm-hmm. is that it used to be a surface sea. Yeah. And then due to do it again, I, I don't think their technology was that advanced. So they had like 8080s walking around and <laughs> shit like that and spaceships. But so that was a bit dumb to look at visually. But they, apparently the story is they did something that caused them to destroy themselves and they sank underwater. Yeah. And this was an experiment to uh, like increase their technology advancement. Certain, yeah. But then my thing is, once they sink underwater, shouldn't everyone just drown? Because they were like, our scientific advances made it, us perfect for surviving underwater. And we then, no, I, think, I was like, what? No, no, no. I think, no, what they said was that the, the, the scientific experiment that, they, that cursed them yeah. also blessed them with the ability to survive underwater. That's so, fucking so, lucky. So it, it, <laughs> that is a big coincidence. <laughs> So Jesus Christ. So Imagine if I did an experiment that burst into flames, but coincidentally made me, made me fireproof. Again, it's a kingdom, <laughs> isn't it? 
Yeah, but it seemed random. Their experiment wasn't anything to do with going underwater and... No, obviously not, but that that, that was a... They made it seem like the next day they was all talking underwater and swimming around. I was like, yeah. didn't you need to evolve, like, over no, time? No, no, you just went under there and was like, oh, no, we're all falling into the water. We're going to drown. Look at an X-Men when Stryker creates that thing, that machine that can, like, force me, force me to turn into mutants. Yeah, but that's not what that machine was. Huh? I don't think that's what that machine was. No, but that was a side effect of that machine. Do you know what I mean? They were experimenting with things that they did not know. They didn't know. Obviously, alright, let's what they say. I'm boiling the kettle. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm expecting the kettle to boil water. Yeah. Yeah. But something goes wrong. Yeah. And the, the kettle, the kettle explodes and pours boiling water all over you, yeah. but coincidentally makes you heat proof at the same time. Yes. That's stupid. Well, that's how it happens. That's stupid. I don't get, I don't buy that, man. That's, I think that's stupid. That's, well, that's how it happened. Yeah. And they're gonna like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't have to make sense. We just do things. Alright, if, if, again, if someone's a DC reader, I keep saying DC reader. If someone is knowledgeable Aquaman, because yeah. I don't really want to go on Aquaman Wikipedia because I'm pretty sure I can find it there, may, let, email us in at blurzaras at hotmail.com yeah. and let us know, answer these questions for us. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to know what Aquaman's story is because it is it is it is Greek mythology as well do you know what I mean Atlantis is yeah but even then I thought it was dumb I was like so how did they just turn to underwater people it don't make sense you'd have to evolve over time to to have gills not if but they didn't have gills or whatever however they breathe they had to have something do you know what I mean maybe it comes out their bottle or something I don't know it was um, the experiment isn't it instant mutation Nah, I think that's too too much of a coincidental <laughs> stretch. Yeah, too convenient. Yeah, no, I get that. If they was like, we was working on with water and trying to develop some way to breathe on the... If they told us that that was the experiment was, yeah. and they thought it failed, but it was actually a success, mm-hmm. but our city's just now underwater, so we got what we wanted, so be careful what you wish for. Yeah. That could have... Do you know what I mean? That would have been a good story, but... Okay. They didn't make it out like that. It was just like it was a random experiment that exploded. Mm. And we can also breathe underwater now. That's lucky. Yeah. I guess so. Because what if what if it didn't destroy the city and they could just breathe underwater? No one would have known. Oh, someone would have gone swimming in it and we're like, holy shit, I could breathe. <laughs> yeah. Water, man. Crazy. Um Yeah, um what else, what else can I say about this movie? Uh I thought Aquaman was dumb to accept the challenge. Obviously, he was being set up for yeah, something. He was getting baited. He was obviously getting baited. Yeah, Mira said that as well. Like, and he's dumb. Like, our hero yeah. shouldn't be so dumb. But he, like you said, he's like a drop man. Exactly, and that's why I was kept thinking, "No, you're too dumb to be the main hero. You're too dumb. I liked it, you're too perfect." Because even even then, he got tricked into this challenge. Yeah. Because he wanted to solve it quickly. Yeah, he just wanted to kill him. Fair enough. Yeah, but then, like, um, I think it was Willem Dafoe's character who was like. This isn't a, this isn't a challenge. This is a murder. Yeah. And I was like, mm, not really. It seems like a fairly even fight to me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, for Mira to jump in the way she did, I was like, yeah, you're kind of cheating. He like, he was holding his own. Yeah, I've, he was going to get bodied. He was eventually, but that was his own fault. Like, Dumbass. yeah, man, I, I don't know. I didn't like, I didn't really like that. I thought it made Aquaman out to look like an idiot, to look out to be dis- like dishonorable, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's not his one. That's Mira's one. I think he would have to die. Yeah, but he should have said, no, I'm going back. I want to fight. But he jumped into that spaceship and he's like, yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. One other thing I thought was funny, I think I'm nearly done for my notes. Even if I'm not, I can't bother anymore. My, my, my nose is blocked. I can't I want to go breathe somewhere. You've got one more film as well. No, we still got another film. Fuck. Um, I thought it was funny that when they were going through the training uh, period when he went with young Aquaman and he was like I can't do it man the, the, the trident's too big and it's too heavy and then Willem Dafoe was like that was your mother's trident it really made me laugh because it was like stop being a bitch that's a woman's trident like what are you <laughs> he's talking about it's big and heavy like my grandmother could carry this trident I thought it was quite funny I don't know if that was they intended but that made me laugh um let me just look through. Oh, I like the octopus drummer at the at the at yeah, the that battle. Was that was dope. That was that again. Do you know, like this kind of gave me high hopes for a live action Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Same. It did give me hopes that a live action Little Mermaid would be dope. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I don't know why the challenge was some spectator gladiatorial sport. Like I think we spoke about this last episode. Forever. No, but even in Wakanda, there were spectators, but they were... Atlantia forever. No, it's not the same. I'm not going to allow you to do that. Because in Black Panther, they were other royals. They were there as witnesses to the challenge. This looked like it was random members of the public cheering for blood. Like, whenever anyone got murdered, they were like, yeah, fuck him up. Like, in Black Panther, they weren't like that. They were just watching it like, okay, let's find out who gets to be king. Like, the only thing you got was like... It shows like the mindset of the uh, Atlanteans. They were kind of, I want to say barbaric, but they were bloodthirsty like, warriors. Warrior race yeah. Kind of thing, it? Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know. I just can't imagine. Like, imagine if when the queen dies, if they say to Prince uh, uh, Prince Harry and Prince William, "Okay, yeah. one of you gets to be king, but you have to fight to the death first, and we're gonna we're gonna air it live on TV across the night. Actually, I can't imagine that happening in nowadays society. We're not far from there. We're almost in the Black Mirror universe, anyway. So, no. and, and the way the way uh, reality TV is nowadays, I don't see that being as much of a stretch. But it was just dumb. I thought it was dumb. No, don't do that. Don't. I'm not allowing it. No, no. Atlanta sometimes. Atlanta maybe, not forever. Atlanta forever. Uh, they kept using the same surprise explosion they did it three times they did it once in the beginning with uh, uh, his parents backstory when they were sitting there and then the door exploded open they then did it again at the underwater base when they thought they were safe and then there was an explosion and the Atlanteans turned up in their water suits and then um um Underwater base. When it was in the underwater base with the air bubble, and they were like, they can't oh, get yeah, in because yeah, they like, there was another surprise explosion, yeah. and the enemy turned up. And then the third one was when they was at Sicily, and then there was another surprise explosion, and then yeah, Black Manta Man turned that's up. Not. Yeah, it was a lot, very overused. Um, I think um, she, when it was in Sicily, I think she ruined that little girl's life. 
by doing the little water water jumps and water little animal things that yeah. jumped out. I was like, oh, that's pretty. But then I was like, actually, you've, you've ruined that little girl's life because she ran over to her parents and was like, oh, look, look at the water, look. And then they stopped doing it and kind of laughed about it like, oh, only she got to see that. Yeah. But then I was like, that could drive her crazy. She could be like, I'm telling you, the water turned into creatures and was dancing about. Her parents will never believe her. She will guarantee, like, I'm telling you, I'm not crazy. I saw it. She will come back to that wishing well every day from that moment on, flick another coin in there, expecting to see it again. And then it never happened. And she even, you could see, she even went a little bit crazy already. Because she came back and gave her the Pinocchio book. It was like, here I give you offerings. This this book has an ocean creature on it. I offer this book as a sacrifice. I was like, no, nah, you've ruined that young girl's life. That was out of order. Didn't think that was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch this again. Um, yeah. Get some and stuff. Um, oh, are we going to come back to this? Yeah, yeah. I want to watch it again. And, like, no, but are we going to review this again? We'll touch upon certain things. Like oh, I said, okay. I want to touch back on that club, um Aquaman killing his dad thing. Yeah. And everyone answers to that. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that's the, that's the review done. Uh, one, one second. I got, let me make three more points and then I'm done. They're going to be quick points. Uh, number one, uh, I thought visually this film was great. And that's at the scene where the crab people or the trench people or whatever took over the boat, overrun the boat. Yeah. And then they jumped into water with the flare. Yeah. And then you realize just how many of them there were. And that they're reminded like, me of something that I've seen before. Yeah, same. I can't quite... It reminded me of another film. I don't know what it was. Shot yeah, was with the flare and everything. And then being surrounded. I thought that was a really nice shot. In pitch black. Maybe, yes. Maybe you're right. Yeah, with the flare. Yeah. And they were surrounded. Something similar. Something like that. Um... I thought, oh, actually, one more thing I want to say. This is a bonus point. <laughs> when it was in Sicily and Black Manta booted him off the thing. Yeah, it's one kick. A, I thought that that one shot take across the rooftops was amazing. I thought that was wicked. But then, like I said, a very good thing, they do a dumb thing. When that command got kicked off the cliff or whatever, there was literally the falling whistling sound from Looney Tunes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, innit? It was like, Boom, boom. Yeah. I was like, did they really just do a cartoon? I was like, that's ridiculous, yeah. man. Yeah, I was like, that is dumb. That was stupid. But um, apart, that was jokes. It was jokes, but I thought it was dumb. Like it was cheap. I don't know. Um, when at the end when Aquaman's fighting Ocean Master and he's saying to him, I always thought about you. I always thought about my little brother and how cool it would be to have yeah. a little brother and I wondered what you'd be doing at the time and da 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 And I thought, but no, you couldn't have known he existed because you thought your mum was killed, didn't you? Nah, because it was, it was um, before she was killed. So she, she gave birth to the son yeah. and then the dad found out about Arthur. So Arthur's older than him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ocean Master is his younger brother. Yeah. So if she, if, all right, his mum comes to the surface, yeah. falls in love with his dad, has Arthur, yeah. and then the, the Atlanteans come for them and murk shit. Yeah. And, and then she's like, I have to go back to save you lot. Yeah. And then she goes back and then they, we, they assume or they find out that they killed her because of Arthur. Yeah, but before that, she has Orm. 
If one well, okay. killed her, she has one. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, but <laughs> in the end, they didn't even kill her. She was still alive, which yeah. I saw coming as well. But I always thought Aquaman just assumed from the moment she left to go back to the ocean, she was killed straight away. Oh, no, no. She won't kill straight away. No, no, no. And they knew that. I, um, and they knew they had to, that she had a son. I don't think they knew Bearing she was straight away. But how did they know at all? I think eventually he found out. That's what she said. Eventually your father found out and in a, in a fit of rage. How? I don't know. Doesn't make she sense. Picture. What okay. picture? I don't know. They, didn't know. they don't know what a TV is. So how do they know well, what a picture she is? She what a TV is. Yeah. But what I'm saying is once she went back underwater, mm-hmm. they never saw her again. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they had no contact with any more Atlanteans. Because if they did, it would have been to kill him. No, because um, uh, Green Goblin had contacted him. Okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that is true. Forgot about him. And maybe he came back and told him. Because he was looking after All right, okay. Yeah, that, make, that adds up. Like, his teacher kind of thing. Yeah. So he would have told him, your mother has had another son who's the king of yeah, the ocean. Yeah, he, he informed him and yeah. told him about them killing her eventually. Okay, but she wasn't actually killed. But she wasn't actually yeah okay all right okay all right i can i can get that then i can get that i just thought i don't know in the moment it put me off but yeah okay that get that adds up i guess that makes sense uh last thing i'll say then um is yeah is uh ocean master was basically killmonger for fish I can see fish going on Twitter right now saying Ocean Master did nothing wrong. Ocean Master, Ocean Master was, was right. the true. Ocean Master was right. <laughs> <laughs> because he even offers Aquaman a chance to leave at the challenge. He's like, listen, I'm going to win. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing and I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Leave now and just let me be Ocean Master. And like, um, he's fighting to unite the ocean and he's trying to save the fish and stop pollution from the other world. And yeah, yeah. I think, again, he had a certain amount of points of what he was trying to do. Yeah, he was the killmonger of the fish. Yeah. It was literally the killmonger story. Like he wanted to unite everyone. And he was like, there are, there are people all over the surface who look just like us, who are in fish tanks right now, and who are, <laughs> and who are being cut up and served as sushi. Like, I'm going to take all the Atlantic, Atlantean weapons and we're going to take the battle to them and overthrow them. And do you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was a killmonger for fish. I thought that was funny. But, uh, yeah. Mm. And then we had the Black Manta end credit scenes. Oh, that was stupid. Yeah. I didn't like that. Nah. It made no sense to me. Nah. Like, who was this Asian guy? Yeah. Like, why was he so obsessed with finding out about Atlanteans? Yeah. Like, they really should have saved Black Manta for the next film. They should have just done the Ocean Master stuff here. Yeah, have him at the beginning. I like that at the beginning. Yeah. But because then that saves time for the sequel. They don't have to show his origin. He could just turn up. Do you know what I mean? Which is what he's probably going to do anyway. But they need to explain how you got his technology there. They could have explained that in the second one. Like him teaming up with the scientist guy. Maybe they found the, the, the do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't, I just don't think, I think they could have saved a lot of it. Again, I don't, from what I've seen of this movie, I don't think Ocean Master will be enough to carry a second movie. I didn't like him as a villain in this movie. I think I thought he was weak, man, and he's acting. I don't think the actor they got to play him, whatever his name is, I don't see him as an intimidating villain. Like he seems like 
I don't know, like a dude. Like he seems like a dad to me. Like I'm pretty sure he was in the the um Yaha Abdul Mateen the second. Who's that? He's been in the get down, uh, the handmaid's tale, I'm guessing. I weren't talking about him, I was talking about Ocean Master. Oh, sorry. Yeah, not Black Manta. I like Black Manta. I would have I I, w- I would have preferred either make him the main villain for this movie or save him for the next one. I think they wasted him in okay. this. I think he's not going to be enough to carry a second movie. I think I think he could on a personal level if they make it Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, that's it. I don't think he's not intimidating, bruv. He's some yeah, some he, waste he was, man. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't the great or the greatest born. Oh, are these the twin brothers you were talking about that were boxers? Yeah, yeah, One's called Jamal and one's called Jamal. <laughs> Fuck off. I hate it when they do that shit. Get out of here. Stop it. Just call them opposite names and make one of them blonde, who, one of them have who, long hair. Who was Putos in Batman vs. Superman? He was what? Who was Putos in Batman vs. Superman? I don't know. Justice? I don't know what you're talking P-O-T-U-S. about. P-O-T-U-S. P-O-T-U-S? Yeah, P-O-T-U-S. I don't know. Voice. What does he look like? In voice? Yeah. Well, he was the voice of Putos in, <sighs> in Batman vs Superman and he's also King Orm. King miss- Orm? Yeah, King Orm. Yeah, I just went on his I thought Orm name. was Ocean Master. Yeah. That's Patrick. You just said his name. Yeah, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. And I've gone through his... Uh, filmography. Oh, Patrick yeah. Wilson was in what, what, what film? Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice, as Putos. Who is Putos? <laughs> <laughs> Batman v Superman? Yeah, look. Let me see. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Putos. Who is Putos? If anyone Boy. is a fan of Batman vs Superman, <laughs> can you- if there's any of you out there. <laughs> 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 if anyone can tell us first of all I'd love to meet you maybe <laughs> you can tell us who POTOS is yeah. or P-O-T-U-S because it could be an acronym for like maybe a, a computer system or something yeah um, let us know um, is there anything else you want to say about acronym oh uh, do you know what yeah I did like how badass he looked at the end when he was in his gold suit and stuff oh yeah that actually looked pretty sick that comic book costume actually Looked pulled off quite nicely yeah. in live action. Yeah, I didn't expect it to, but yeah, it did look nice. I like that. I actually did like that. Mm. Um, yeah, it was good, man. It was better than I expected it to be, but like I said, there was still a bit too much. Maybe since you've explained, maybe I need to watch it again and my score will go up. Because like I said, I did fall asleep in the final battle. A lot of it just went over my head. I didn't understand. Too many races, too many like, battles going on. James Wan revealed he had a choice of what film he wanted to direct between The Flash and Aquaman. But chose Aquaman because he is the underdog. No, he wasn't. Not in this film. <laughs> does James... He does he Did he watch his own film? And you'd think that... <laughs> you'd think that um, he'd be more suited to a Flash having directed Fast and Furious movies. you think he would have gone for The Flash. Mm. But I guess that script is so bullshit that no one wants to do right, it. So the film is based on Jeff John's 2011 Aquaman comic. Yeah. Yeah, it's much more of the recent mm-hmm. reboot because he does have the long hair. They've made it more of a badass looking looking thing. But uh, 
Yeah. Uh, James Wan said that that confirmed that Lightning Network talked inside the protective speech bubble that was portrayed by Zack Snyder and Justice League, which you saw. Yeah. Uh, that James Wan sacks the adventure films, raised a lot of art and remains of the stone with influence on the film. Oh, definitely. And that's yeah. what he said earlier. Yeah. 100%. Um, the film marks the fifth collaboration, well, the film marks the fifth collaboration between James Wan and actor Patrick Wilson. After Insidious, that's it. Conjuring, Insidious, and Insidious Conjuring, chapter yeah. two, and the Conjuring Chapter Three. That's it, yeah. Um, Aquaman's suit was supposed to be a surprise in 2016. Instead, Zack Snyder released the photo of Noah wearing Aquaman's suit in 2015. Zack Snyder fucking up other people's movies. It's not even your movie, Snyder. Get out of here. moment before it's released to the world. Such a prick. Dream the dream between Arthur Orm and Octopus playing the drum solo. According to James Wan, this actor post Octopus is Topo. Aquaman's Octopus psychic from 1956. <laughs> okay. James Wan was initially unsure about putting Topo in the film, while I was inspired to do so after watching Mad Max Fury Road. If that film could have a guy playing a flaming guitar, yeah. I'm going to have Octopus drummer in mind. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. There's a lot more trivia on the IMD thing, but I think that's it for now. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, Aquaman. This is um, already a four hour and 15 minute episode. Oh, And we've wow. still got one more movie to do. Okay, let's make this the last movie. Oh, this is going to be a bitch to edit, right? Yeah, good luck. Oh, gosh. Um, Bumblebee. That's <laughs> why I forgot what was the last yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, no, um, so this movie is not out at the moment in the UK. Uh, it comes out on the 20th. Yeah. Uh, we managed to get to see an advanced screening. This is, wasn't like a a limitless thing. Anyone could have watched it. This yeah. Weekend. You don't have to be it to wasn't a mistake. Yeah, it wasn't a mistake. Should we do a non-spoiler one for this then? Yeah, uh, non-spoiler. I enjoy this movie. Yeah. Uh, I give it a free piece. Yeah. Um, I agree. I give it a free piece as well. I preferred this to Aquaman. Oh, I don't know. I preferred this. Ooh, I don't know. It was a lot, even though the stakes were still big, it was a much more personal story. Yeah, I knew you'd like that. I, I, I thought you were honestly going to give us a whole chicken. Yeah, I, would, I was close. I, I, I was close, but it just didn't I hit me. I'm a fan of Transformers, isn't it? Like, and, I, like, and after watching this movie, I was just like, you know what? If you give me a Transformers film every two to three years, yeah. you give me action and Transformers robots, I'll be happy. Yeah. Like, I honestly, do you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I remember like, when they initially announced it, I was like, ugh. I don't want a bubble movie. Yeah. And when I watched the trailer, I was like, you know, this is Transformers. And I was watching the film, I was like, hey, this movie's all right, you know? Like, See, I was the opposite. I'd had enough of the Transformers movies. Like, Look, I kind of did. There's only so many times I can watch movie, Jagged Metal like, roll over other Jagged Metal. Nah, I, I, again, and after, again, I was like, you know what? If they release a Transformers every two to three years, there's yeah. enough action, enough hype here. Mm. I'd buy it because that's what I'm into. Yeah. Um, there wasn't as much hype in this. I think they missed a trick though. Yeah. Like, don't show me snippets of War Cybertron. Oh, I love that. That was. But give me, just give me a War Cybertron movie. Yeah. But don't like, like, um... don't tease me. Don't yeah. tease me. Don't. This is what you could get. I think, like, I think it's what. Beautiful violence in the background. Yeah. But, and again, I love how. Otto's probably always a killer side. See, I was I was late. He, oh. So I walked in. I, I walked in. They were still on Cybertron. Yeah. But I walked in and Optimus Prime was wrecking shop. Like, oh, no, he was wrecking shop. He wrecked shop before. Yeah. Because he was wrecking shop here and he was like, oh, 
Where is B127? Yeah, then, yeah. Then Bumblebee came in and started wrecking shop Oh, yeah, as well. I saw that. So I must not have missed it. Oh, yeah, lot. yeah. You know, I don't think you missed much then. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, so I didn't miss it. But anymore. just Otto is like, leave. I'll buy water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was sick, yeah. I was like, this nigga. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> and you man. had like old, like original yeah, 80s G1, G1 looking. Yeah. Star, I think Starscream was there. Like you had some of the other plain ones. See, it, and so Cybertron again, itself looked sick. So for me, oh, I was I, so I good. Watched Transformers growing up, but yeah. I never watched like it continuously, like to see the stories and that. Yeah. Um, I was always a fan of Transformers, obviously. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind the new generation look of Transformers. Like I quite enjoyed it. I thought they were really cool. I enjoyed the action that they could do. Um, obviously, I know a lot of, let's say truer fans didn't so I, I respect that yeah but for me watching this movie I was just like this is a lot that much different from the previous movies oh yes it was well you it, could tell what was happening for one I could tell what was happening most of the others alright let me be more specific you yeah. can see what's happening then I can see what's happening with the others no, you couldn't. You're just, could. you, you could see metal rolling over metal. <laughs> but you couldn't see. All you know is that all right, two Transformers are fighting right now. But it was so close and the colours were so similar and it was just loads of tiny bits. Nah. Loads of little like... Loads of tiny bits. No, bro, listen to what I'm saying. It's the seed, it's the design. With these, with this one, they're bulky. Do you know what I mean? They're bulky and they're colourful. Yeah. So when you see Bumblebee, this big bulky with lots of like, didn't have loads of tiny little bits. Yeah. Just had big like blocky arm yeah. bits, chest plate, legs. You could see his outline. Yeah. And then when he's fighting like the green one or the red one like there, you could see them. In the earlier ones, they were all grey. Like even if they had red and blue on them, the majority of them were grey with bits of yellow here or there and bits of... So when they fight, it was so close zoomed in and they were all just rolling over each other. There was no choreography. It was just like bits of metal rolling over other bits of metal until they separate again and you're like, okay, as it was happening now. I agree to disagree. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because I remember this thing I could tell who was who, who was getting asked and I enjoyed it. Um... The story was okay. Yeah. Um, I did like the interaction between the girl and the guy. I thought it was quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw them hitting the beats. In yeah. In terms of like, her, oh, my dad diving. I was just thinking, like, she's going to dive later on in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> she's going to die. Like, she's going to do something that she's going to die. I was like, everyone's going to be like, oh, look. She overcame her fears. I was like, yeah. get out. I was like, oh, good. Get out of here. But again, again, like, you need those certain movie tropes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like the limited use of John Cena. Um, cause I don't think he needed to have a big role in this movie and he did it. So no. great. Um, I just found it funny, like, the moment Bumblebee turned out and just started shooting him up and just like. Yeah, oh, straight just, away. Just um, it was very efficient this story like he landed and the armies were already there yeah. started firing at him he was running away and then at the end of that set piece the the, the, the Decepticon mm. turns up in the plane form and like has a fight with him 
And he's like, you thought you could escape to Earth. And then there's a fight between them. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. And Bumblebee still wrecked shop. Bumblebee wrecked him. Bumblebee like, Bumblebee's a killer, yeah, bro. You know, <laughs> you, you're not going to say anything? Let's make sure. Oh, that yeah. Gonna, that was peak. I was like, yeah. And then, yeah. Right, then, that is wild. Yeah. Right, that was wild. And then dashed him off the cliff and then didn't end it there. I was like, is he just going to leave him? Like, that's what I was that would be that, dumb. Was like, like, take out his thing. Just yeah. Him, like, no, but then he did it. He followed him down. I was like, oh, this is tense. That's what I like. Tense. I like the fighting styles like you see clear kicks and takedowns oh, that's what I'm remote, saying like, remote, like, that's exactly what I'm saying in terms of martial arts yeah it's not just metal no, rolling over metal nah, but in previous ones it was more just punches kicks and swings and this one you saw actual takedowns yeah like, jujitsu kind of thing okay like, yeah fair enough. that's the right martial arts but like yeah. you saw like Black Widow's leg sweep thing that she does where she like do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. You saw that, and I thought that was that was interesting to have the end rather than having them just be punch, punch, kick, kick, gun, gun. Yeah. It was more, again, if it was humans, it would be like two martial artists yeah. going at it. Um, and you know me, I like my Kung Fu movies and that. So seeing their intricate takedowns and stuff was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, especially like with Bumblebee, like he, like, he worked the body. He worked the acting, like, he worked yeah. the... Um, the knees like to bring him down he like, was like hitting the, the yeah, pressure yeah. points he was like yeah. swift speed so, like you can tell the other one was stronger than him but he had better technique and, and speed yeah I get what you're saying yeah um, I like the introduction of the of the of the chick the, the main girl like she's like a rebel uh, I like when she's brushing her teeth and then she does the drum solo like it was all quick character development you got a sense of who she was really quickly yeah. I, um, I, I, I like and I didn't like her. Yeah. There was certain, certain aspects of her character I was just like... Oh, was doing? it because she didn't smile? No. Are you one of those pricks that think girls should smile more? <laughs> I didn't care about that. <laughs> what? Um, I don't know. They even pointed it out, like in, the, in the, the stepdad book, gave yeah, her the book. I, I actually, I like that. That was funny. Yeah. Um, I did, again, I'm, I'm, I don't know if they've done it in previous Transformers movies, but there were some unnecessary transformations. Yeah. Like, they went from car to transform to helicopter, then to transform back into car. Yeah, back into it's robots a robot. Again. I was like, That's, why? Why? Yeah. And there was moments where, like, Bumblebee was just, like, driving and transforming. Like, the one thing that was sick was when, like, you turned to the car to gain speed. Yeah. And then to, to spear the guy. I thought that was sick because that made sense. You need momentum. Obviously, he's a bit bigger than you. Yeah. They hit at speed. I also like when they was doing a car chase away from the police car. Oh, yeah. And they went on the side and did his arm come out to hold on. That That, was cool. That was cool. I like, I thought the transforming, I thought everything in this, for me, this was the best Transformers movie there's been. Really? Yes. The action was clear. Like you said, I could see what they was doing. Yeah. Um, I think the transforming effect was done the best. It was swift when it needed to be swift. And you could see what parts were moving where. It didn't just disappear inside them. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And like the robot version of them was so much bigger than what the car version of them was. This seemed consistent. Like you could see on his chest plate, like the the headlights of the Beatles. Do you know what I mean? So I thought that was really cool. As well, when he was like scanning. Scanning vehicles because he needed a vehicle that fit his shape. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, I'll delete my notes. Give me yeah. a sec, go on, you talk for a bit. Don't delete notes because you might. Uh, did you click the thing that links our notes together? Yeah. So, can you see my notes? No, not yet. I haven't done it. I haven't oh, so accepted it. Yes you... I saw it pop up, but I haven't done anything with it yet. Hold on, let me just recover these. All right, we're good to go again. Good, good to go. Yes. I I didn't understand. Like she went on and on and on about how she wants a car. I need a car, but she had a bike. And a bike was one. Of and it was a motorbike as well. It wasn't like a push bike. Yeah. I thought like I was like okay, that's a bit. Yeah, that was a bit stupid. I like how when she found Bumblebee and initially tried to turn him on, it sent a signal out and they was out oh, like near Saturn. Screwed that guy. That murked him. Oh, he was getting murked anyway, but yeah. he murked him even more. And they sliced him in half. Yeah. That was dirty. That was, I loved it. Um, <laughs> then she, she, she goes and, and convinces the guy to give her the car. She has to work on it to get it started though first. Mm. And he's like, if you can get it started, you can have it. So he does it. And I thought it was funny how she was like, all oh, happy and waving. And they were like, that's a death trap. She's not safe, <laughs> but like, she's happy. <laughs> and then they like waved at her. But then when she gets it back to a garage, like Bumblebee's arm falls out underneath. Yeah. And she seems surprised. And I was like, did you not notice any alien technology, any arms, any oh, heads that, when you, time. when you fixed him? Like, no, you, I think she, I don't think she opened one to fix him. She did. There was a little montage of her with the bonnet open. I don't know if she went under him necessarily, but she definitely went in his engine. I took it like she was cleaning him. No, she said, if I can get him started, can I have him? That was part of the thing. And he was like... I I, I get that, but I don't think I actually saw her doing any... No, she did. It was quick. It was just a quick little montage, but she... And again, you don't see her go under it. You just see her open the the hood and work on the engine. So maybe she didn't go under it, but you're telling me the engine is the exact same engine as a VW Beetle in the 80s, and that's a Transformer. You're telling me alien robot technology visually looks exa- and works exactly the same as an old bust-up VW Beetle. I don't know. Yeah. She not, not one screw was out of place because she seemed like she knew everything. When the guy said, oh, pass me the whatever spanner, and she was like, what What car is that? Is that this? And she was like, yeah. And she was like, no, no, you're going to need this spanner. Yeah, yeah. And it was right. So she didn't notice one, like, not even an Autobot symbol on it. Like, nothing. Yeah. I, I thought that was a bit there weird. There was some sub moments, like, given the aliens access to our technology to then create the, the internet, I thought that was quite... That was, I, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was interesting to like show what, how we progressed in Yeah. Um, when she was like, do those audio communication device work worldwide? Yeah. And he was like, yes. And then I, I didn't clock on what was going to happen I then, but when it came back and the guy was like, they've, con- they've created some type of interconnected <laughs> network. <laughs> I, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I see what you did there. <laughs> I love how uh, when the Decepticons first arrived, they like just murk that guy and just turned him into a puddle, just turned yeah. him into a big he, thing of he water. It, he did deserve it. He, well, he didn't. Des- he was a prick, but he didn't deserve it. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, he didn't. <laughs> Wasteland. Oh, I'm so gay for aliens that I'm going to give them everything. 
and not think of the that it might there might be some form of threat. Oh no, the scientist guy. Yeah, he yeah. deserves it. He gets turned to puddle as well. Yeah, I was talking about the guy when they first turn oh, up. The car. The guy with the car. Yeah, yeah. he didn't deserve that. that he was, didn't that, deserve that. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought he's. We're kind of getting into spoilers. Yeah, kind of are. Uh, might as well go full spoilers, then it. Should we just go full spoilers and just say, full "Should I do the warning?" In case, in case we haven't ruined it so far, <laughs> we'll do the spoiler one part. If you don't want to hear any more, then end the episode here. Yeah. If not, continue. Come back once you've seen it. I'm doing the I'm doing the warning. Spoilers. Okay. So yeah, so I thought the mum kind of violated when your daughter comes back. She's just got she's just got her new car, and in the first morning you're gonna take it. After, after you like, just said she's, she's like, not allowed. Like, you get a car, you're not giving her a car. I was like, I was like, are you done? Right, there's I'm, no way you're I'm, taking I'm, my yeah. car. Nah, you're mad. I would have done even if it wasn't a transformer. I would have done the same thing. I'd have jumped on my bike, ran up to her, and I said, "Get out my car." Yeah, this ain't happening. I've got plans. Sorry. Yeah. Man. Are you mad? I like the way that uh, when she was chasing down her mum, Bumblebee's hand kind of came out and was like waving yeah, at her. Yeah, I thought that was cute. I, I, like, I did like a lot of this movie, but again, I didn't... It wasn't epic enough for me. Nah, it wasn't, but that's what I liked about it. I thought it was nice to just have a more personal... Like it reminded me of like the Iron Giant or something like that, where it was like it is epic in scope, I, I, but the story is small. Again, I wish I had more time in life. I would love to do um, a Transformers rewatch. Yeah, and like compare because I I have fond memories of the first few. Uh, I don't know if maybe because it was just, I was young. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I had a lot of fun, fun members of the first I have a lot of fun as well. I don't know what I I don't see, I don't, I remember having a lot of, because me and, me and one of my good friends who lived a couple doors down at me when I was a kid, yeah. between the three of us, like, I had Ninja Turtles toys and I had Power Rangers toys and he had Transformers toys. So whenever we, like, he'd come to my house and he'd bring all his toys and, We'd have like the, the Megazords fighting the Transformers yeah. and we'd have the Power Rangers fighting the Ninja Turtles. And that was like, that was my childhood basically. I don't fully remember the, the, the Transformers cartoons as much. Like I remember yeah. the imagery and I remember like Hot Rod and shit like that. And I remember it becoming Beast Wars and See, all of that type of shit. I wouldn't mind eventually getting a, a Beast, Beast Wars, Wars movie would be sick as well. Yeah. Like, give me, but give me. Finish off what you're doing in this new soft reboot. I'm yeah. Just to see when they're going to take it. Because obviously, uh, we do get Optimus Prime in England. Not England. In, in the on world, Earth. On Earth. Yeah. We do get... In his one, 80s two, mode. Three, four, five, six, seven more Transformers coming on to the way, yeah. Um, now, was the first movie set in San Francisco? Uh, With um, Shia LaBeouf. I don't know. I think the, this one ended with them at the bottom gate on the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is in San Francisco, isn't it? Yeah. So I was wondering whether the first one, and if that means that they're not gonna soft reboot it. See, that's the thing. It, it I, I agree with you. It kind of looks like because he turned into the Camaro, yeah. went down the bridge, and then you see the others approaching. Yeah. I was like, is 
is that the ones that are came in Jackson. the first yeah, yeah is that Jackson and them man and Ratchet and that yeah but I was like it. but we're still in the 80s I was like it doesn't add up like unless they lay dormant and setting up for 10 years yeah but then even that Optimus Prime was one of those that landed with Ratchet and them man and he wasn't in truck form yet he was in his alien form ah. and scanned the truck to turn into it yeah so this movie's kind of fucked up the timeline well, and the continuity. Again, I want to see what they do because I think this is, is if this is going to be a whole I've deleted new, all my notes again. <laughs> a whole brand new franchise. Yeah. Then I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do with it. Oh, I would much prefer this to be a whole new franchise. I would love a sequel. I would, I would watch a sequel. I Like I said, I like I would, this. I would watch a sequel anyway but I'm just saying I just want to know how where they're going to take this now. Yeah. Obviously as far as we know, the transmission didn't go through. Yeah. What if it did? Oh. And the Decepticons now are going to come to Earth. Oh, are they? That is a good point. Because we didn't see no Megatron, did we? Nah, I don't think we saw we Megatron. Saw for a bit on, so, on, on Cybertron. What was the one with the ejected? I like the way he, Oh, like, Soundwave. Yeah, we saw Soundwave. He was sick and he actually ejected the, the, the little Jaguar robot thing that, that was like right out the opening credits of the Bank cartoon. Like, Bank I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. That was jokes. That, everything on Cybertron was amazing. That was whole chicken stuff right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Brian said it on, uh, he gave a, they gave a spoiler review because only he'd seen it. He Second. saw it. Brian from, uh, PCR. I am so far behind on PCR's discussion. Yeah, he's given a review on it, uh, just a spoiler-free one, because like he saw it two weeks early. Oh, and, and And he made a good point. He was like, for us to get to a Cybertron movie, you can't go from the Transformers franchise as we know it to a Cybertron war movie like how we want it. Yeah. You have to have this in between mm. to get the visuals on point, to get you on board with the Transformers in the G1 mode, do you know what I mean? And get a proper, proper Cybertron movie, war movie kicking off. I would love that. Because I like, again, I don't have much memories of the cartoon, but the movie, the Transformers movie, where Optimus Prime dies, and that battle, what? I've never actually seen it. I've heard so much about Oh my <laughs> days, bro. I've heard so that much. That is a quality. It still holds up. Yeah. It's quality. Like they show it in cinema still now. They have events where they show it in cinema and people go and watch it. And people have come out and said, yeah, it's still just as good. Like this was the original father figure that we lost. This was, this was before Mufasa. Do you know what I'm saying? We lost Optimus. And we had to have Hot Rod take the take his place and become Rodimus Prime. Yeah. And it was sick, brother. And this is where the music, you've got the touch, duh, duh, that song. And that featured in this movie, the bit where um, uh, Bumblebee plays it on the radio when he's trying to convince her to dive off the, off the, um, off the cliff yeah. where they was at the party. And then he starts playing that song and that, that's from that movie. So that was a nice little reference there. I like that. Um, as far for this movie was really good, man. It, it was much better than it was exactly what I thought it was gonna be, yeah. but it was it was a bit predictable. Like I knew John Cena 
was going to be a villain because of a misunderstanding. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. when the Decepticons came and were like, we are Decepticon peacekeepers. I was yeah. like, that doesn't make sense. I like the way the other one was like, oh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even and even later on, John Cena said, he was like, they're called Decepticons for God's sakes. Like, <laughs> we shouldn't trust them. Are you guys idiots? I thought that was pretty funny. That was nice. That was, yeah, that, that was just... I thought that was really funny. Um... Yeah, uh, uh, hold on, hold on, let me just go for my, uh, yeah, I thought a lot of the, I thought a lot of the threat, the building up the relationship between Bumblebee and the girl was really nice. Yeah. Like when she was playing, when she fixes, I like how she kept fixing him because she had a lot of mechanic training and so that was clever. Um, when she fixes radio and started putting tapes in and he kept spitting them out, I thought it was funny. Yeah. Uh, how he learned to use the radio as his voice I thought was really good mm-hmm. and I think it was used better in this than it was in any of the other Transformers yeah. movies uh, because in the Transformers movies at times I didn't get what he was saying because I couldn't hear what the sample was properly Yeah, and it was a bit too muddled up whereas this it was nice and clear mm-hmm. um I thought the voice of Bumblebee himself before he lost his voice yeah, was I liked decent. It. I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. It was good. Like a lot of times, you, I thought it wasn't going to be able to live up to it, but it was, yeah. it was, it was innocent but stern and competent. Do you know what I mean? And it, but innocent at the same time. So I yeah. thought it was really good. Uh, one thing I wasn't sure of is uh, I wasn't sure if he'd fully lost his memory. Or if he just lost his voice or what state he was in. But yeah, it became clear he lost his memory. But then later on, I don't understand why. So like when he, at the end, he he gets his memory back when he starts fighting back. And I think it's because I wasn't sure at first. I was like, why is he randomly just getting his memory back? But I think it's because he got shot in the face Mm -hmm. and he got killed. Like he literally died. And so when they had to like shock him with those electric guns to bring him back to life, yeah. I think it was like a, a reboot, like you turned it yeah. off and on again. And so yeah, yeah. a system restore happened like we had to do today. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. Bumblebee's full memory came back and like he knew who he was and what he was about. Uh, I thought that was good. He was a clap man. He was a clap man and he really was. Um, I'm just going to fire off some quick nitpicky things. Um, I, actually these aren't all bad some are good some are bad but they're, they're all just like minor little details so I thought it was interesting that the song they was playing yeah. was um I can't remember what the song is it End, Endless Love I think the song from Ghost they was playing that song when they was um talking about her dead dad yeah. so I thought that was a nice touch like they played the ghost music when they was talking about a ghost um when she hugged Bumblebee and then Bumblebee hugged her back. I was like, that can't be that comfortable. <laughs> like, you're hugging metal. Like, I'm sure that's not comfy. Cold. He's <coughs> mm. Exactly, yeah. It's cold. He might be crushing you. Like, that's like a hydraulic compressor right there. I would not want to hug a hyd- <laughs> hydraulic compressor. Um, I thought when the black dude finds them, I thought it was a bit rude because he just barged in there, the, the garage. Yeah. Like, he was trying to hype himself up to ask her out on a date. He locked them, went straight in. Yeah. He, Who does that? A lot of people, mate. Yeah, but not like... Yeah, but they shouldn't. That's rude. Yeah, I think it's an American thing because they leave their front doors open, like unlocked, which seems crazy to us here in Gotham, a.k.a. Croydon. Yeah. 
Like back in the day, you could do that. You can do that shit now. Yeah, no, I would never have done. How about you? Uh, I thought the revenge scene was hilarious when they went to like TP the house and yeah, he just he threw the whole thing and then the egg and he was like rubbing the eggs in and they were like yeah good job and then he just took it too far and smashed the car up yeah. and then the alarm went off and they told him to hide but he didn't understand so he just hid behind the car he just smashed up yeah. and then they were like no no hide properly and then he turned into the car yeah. and I thought she was going to see the car and realise it's yeah, them and did it but that never happened. He managed to get away, luckily. Maybe that was on the cutting foot. Cutting Maybe, yeah. Um, I loved when Bumblebee finally started fighting back because, and it was because I think John Cena was like grabbing her up, grabbing up the girl. Yeah. And he, and then this is the bit I love. And again, a peaceful robot defending its new friend yeah. and re- realizing its war capabilities peaceful and just place. wrecking shit. Yes. And he fucks it up, and it was cool. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you need that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like. I kind of like the family in the end. They were a bit annoying throughout the film, mm. but by the end, when they was all involved in the car chase, no, nah, the thing, the and the dad did that swerving thing and then blocked off everything, and I was like, "You almost killed everyone. I've seen that you almost killed life. everyone." It wild. Yeah. Yeah. So police. Tra- I saw a police training exercise on the M twenty five. Yeah. And when I was going to Bedfordshire, um, so uh, the police were on the hard shoulder. Yeah. Then I think three police cars came out and blocked, blocked like blocked each lane. Yeah. Then a single police car came behind that behind them. Yeah. Then another car came and it started doing that serving in the lane. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. Like, what the it was, <laughs> it was wet as well I was like holy shit yeah. I was like wait so yeah. I said, I don't it's, it's cool I just thought it was funny though that when they finally came to a stop mm-hmm. it like every everyone involved in that scene like got a shot where the camera like zoomed in on their face while they were screaming as a car almost hit yeah, them like right. you see the dad scream ah! and then you see the mum do it and then you see the kid do it and then you see John Cena do it as well like he's ah! and then it zooms in I thought that was hilarious John Cena's really growing on me as an actor, man. I think he's, he's quite funny. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much done, but I thought it was pretty inconsistent, the, the power of their weapons. Because at the final fight, when they turned up at the satellite, Bumblebee shot up at the satellite, and I was like, oh, he did it. That was yeah, easy. It, he destroyed it. But then it wasn't. It didn't yeah. look like it didn't do nothing. Yeah. And then the Decepticon shot down because Bumblebee hid the girl in the bin, and it shot. did nothing to the, bum- to the bin. Yeah. She was inside the bin and yeah, it pushed them aside, but it didn't like explode it. Blew it. Her, it blew her away. It blew her away, but it didn't blow up the bin and destroy her into pieces. Dust. Into dust. Like, you're telling me that that thin bit of metal that the bin's made out of did, protected her from yeah. a, a Decepticon's firearm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then five minutes later, she shoots up at a helicopter and a helicopter gets destroyed and falls. I'm like, this is inconsistent power. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I I, yeah that's, that was one thing. That's like, I love this film, but it didn't quite get a whole chicken from me. The emotion behind it, I get where it was going from, but it wasn't like, it, just, it wasn't Iron Giant to me. Like that is the gold standard of these types of movies. And it wasn't that. I would love to see a live action Iron Giant movie. And I've heard it might be in the works. And I would literally, that would be my most anticipated movie of anything. Yeah, okay, okay. 
Um, and to finish off, actually, first of all, I don't know why the black guy had a sling on his arm at the end. Because the last we see of him in the action... The explosion. He, he got hurt, remember? He got merged. She was like, oh, can you get up? And then he was like, you go, I will buy you more time. Yeah. So I'm guessing that impact, it murked him, but also like adrenaline allowed it to continue for a little bit and then later on he was just like that. But that was the last we see of him. He doesn't join the action after Yeah, that. so that's why he's in a sling. And then we, but, the, but we see him come up on a bike and he's like, burr, 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 burr. and he's like, oh, I'm here, I'm here to help. And he's like, yeah, the world's, John Cena's like, the world's already been saved, mate. And he's like, oh, okay. But then, and then his arms in a sling. I'm like, how did you drive that bike if your arm's broken? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, like I said, it's nitpicky. But uh, the last thing I'm going to say, uh, again, it's nitpicky, but this would have fi- finished it off for me. That scene on the bridge, uh, when when Bumblebee saying goodbye to the girl, I was like, oh, I knew this would have had to happen because I'm kind of, it doesn't really bother me, but it, it's kind of like it changes the backstory of the source material where Spike was his first human owner, like as in car form of Bumblebee. And that turned into Sam, which was Shia LaBeouf's character yeah. in the movies. Um, so it's like, so he had another owner before. It's like, ugh, that's kind of like, that's ugh, that's nasty. Yeah, maybe uh, he gets spiked next. Maybe, but then, like, I don't know. Uh, it seems like the, the next Transformers movies happen pretty soon after this. Because it's like, the, it's like, he's now the Camaro. Uh, do you know what I mean? And, Optimus is there the others are approaching it seems like it's setting up for the first Transformers movie but it can't be anyway what my last nitpick is um, is that um, when he turns into the Camaro I don't think he should have done it when he did it he should have left her still as a VW Beetle he should have gone on the bridge and it should have been him in the Beetle mode with Optimus Prime in his truck mode because that was like classic G1 looking truck and so it would have been the two classic looks of them together on the bridge and then the Camaro drives by and he could have transformed then do you know what I mean Yeah. as he shoots off and then she could have been looking through the monoculars and seen it happen and go he could have been doing that the whole time I could have had a Camaro do you know what I mean that would have been a funny way to end it and and you would have got the iconic image of the of the beetle the bug and the truck Yeah. I would have liked to have seen that but seeing the Camaro with the G1 Optimus truck was good enough. And and the, and the fact that it didn't openly say, you didn't hear a voice go, oh, Bumblebee, it's me, Optimus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, le- but you knew, do you know what I mean? Like- I'm like, that's Optimus. And then Bumblebee even slows down and comes back to him and they drive off together. I was like, that was nice. I like what you did there, movie. Yeah. That was a nice end. Yeah, I, I like, I see what you did there. I just thought it was funny that like, so you're telling me after all that shit, Optimus turns up like Optimus couldn't be there early to provide some backup. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sure, that's fine. Yeah, it's true, but yeah, I liked it, man. I give it a free piece, uh, and I'm done with this. We reviewed six movies this episode, bro. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Actually, we reviewed seven movies. Seven. Fuck, seven. that's tough. <laughs> so apologies that's gonna kill people with whoops <laughs> and like seven hours to record because the laptop decided to have a meltdown yeah so we recorded with Seth for like an hour and a half and ran, into, ran into difficulties yeah and then we recorded for love a further like three hours yeah and everything's been running just fine yeah I know it's annoying so Seth's, Seth's at his computer by the way he's ready if he wants us to jump him back in just to say <laughs> just to say bye to okay everyone. yeah cool just to say bye <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm trying to get back on the Skype. Because it's going to take a while to even get back on the Skype, probably. Oh, really? Well, we'll see you Right, well, yeah, let's just get him on to say bye. Yeah, let him say bye. Let him let him plug himself. And yeah, that sounded nasty. I don't know. I <laughs> plug, plug himself. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, good timing, kind of thing. There, it's getting late. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably try and have this episode out on Tuesday. Yeah. So for those listening, it should be Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and then if it's not Tuesday, you know Ace fucked up and yeah. took longer than he should have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if it comes out Tuesday, then it's only um, seven more days till Christmas. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 what was that like a, a gay guy on the <laughs> Eddie Murphy? Oh, we should really review Die Hard and drop that on Christmas Day. Oh, that's a good idea. Actually, I like really it. should. Mm. I'm busy till like Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, obviously we don't need to record on Christmas Day. You can just no. drop it on Christmas. Yeah, day. I know, but I'm just saying I'm busy. Like oh. I don't know when I'll get a chance to. You. I feel like there's something else coming out of the cinemas. Uh, is that everything uh, for now? Let me Where's Mary Poppins? Is that the 21st? Mary Poppins, yeah, is it is 20 something. Um, no Star Wars movie for Christmas. No, no Star Wars Christmas movie. That's why Aquaman is actually going to make a lot of money, you know. Yeah. Uh oh! There's an early screening of Green Book. Oh, what was that Monday? That tomorrow? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I'm tempted. Depending on what time it is, I'm probably going to see that. I'm actually interested in that. Yeah. It's it's on the same vein in terms of like a beautiful boy. In terms of like it's not a blockbuster, it's not an action movie, but like it's one of those like nice stories that you know. Yeah, yeah I'm interested in. Let me see what's coming out soon. I think we're I think we're pretty much done for the year for all the big movies, you know. Although we've come <laughs> to the end of the road, we've got Mary Poppins still to come. Holmes and Watson. Oh, yeah, that comes out Boxing Day. Yeah, you gonna see that Boxing Day? Nah, probably not. I make sure there's leftovers, you know. I'm quite around. <laughs> We've got that Stan and Ollie, which is the um Stan and Ollie. Yeah, it's like the um what are those two guys? You know there's the fat one and the skinny one, the old classic like comedy duo. They had the little Hitler moustaches and they used to do like dances and shit and Oh uh, yeah, it, yeah, um, yeah. Um like the two Ronnies. No, not the two Ronnies. But was it Albert and Albert? No, not not um I don't I don't let me click on it and see if it's <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and the Hardy. The Laurel and Hardy movie, yeah. And, it, and it's another John C. Riley movie. It looks decent. Okay. I don't think I I even knew about this um, movie. Glass isn't until January. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z isn't until January. Yeah. So I just realised that I've kind of No, there's another How to Train Your Dragon movie. I'm I'm looking I'm down for that one. Um, I've kind of messed up a little bit because on one of our episodes that we're going to have with these guests, yeah. we're going to have to have another long one because yeah. we need to like do our review of the year. Yeah. Oh, Elite Battle Angel doesn't come out till February. February. Yeah, oh, I've got pushed back. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, so am I. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Should we do it? Mm. But yeah, man, that, I mean, all we've really, there's nothing much left by before the rest of the year now, you know? Yeah. Just... Mary Poppins, 
So yeah, we need to do um our end of year review. Yeah. So um our next guest potentially could be yeah. the guy uh, at least Aaron from Nerds. If not, um, have you spoke to them about this yet? I have spoken to them, but obviously <laughs> before uh, we just announced this, because it's getting it's getting to like the Christmas period, isn't it? So yeah. you know, um, I think as I went to record on the twenty second or twenty third, yes. which is like literally two days before Christmas. Um, so obviously, I don't know. He might have to wrap presents and stuff and do family stuff. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, but if not, I will, I will hopefully like have a backup <laughs> just in case. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that should, that should be fun. Um, is anything happening? Huh? Is it making noise? Nah. This way she play lift music. Yeah. This is a log ass episode, yeah, man. man. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm ready for this. That's I'm ready for this. Hello. Yo. So we are actually yeah. wrapping up, and we thought we'd get you on, so you could like say goodbye, plug your show, and all that. Lovely jazz. <laughs> yes. I've always wanted to have one of Seth Myers' drops on our podcast. Now he can. He works hard on his jobs. You know? <laughs> He's basically being bubblebee right. right now. He is, yes. You're being bubblebee right now. You're talking through your drops. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Go on, Seth. So <laughs> Hello. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, plug your show. Plug like where people can find you. Put it at the butt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Right. You can find me at who'snextgaming.com. You know what I'm saying? You can go to the podcast, Who's Next Podcast. You know what I'm saying? We got the podcast. You know what I'm saying? We got it all going on. So just give me a shout out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, butthole's delicious. What? <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing that drop on one of your episodes. I can't remember which one was it. I think it. Oh, I can't remember which one it was, but that cracked me up the first time I heard that. <laughs> the feelings right. mutual, Seth. We love you too, man. That's a big boy, too. Yeah, we love I'm you good. too, man. <laughs> uh, Seth, thank you very much for joining us on episode 901. Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to have you on, um, throughout the new year. Um, yeah. especially since now we know how to, we have a mixer that works and doesn't make you sound like, oh, oh, we are excited, aren't we? Oh, we are definitely excited about this new mixer we've got. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you know, I actually love this new mixer, even though I still haven't figured out how to like, where everything on it. Mm. Um, I'm just happy that, you know, like you've messaged me saying the sound quality sounds better. Mm. Um, so it does. You can tell it does sound better. The only thing I'd say on it is, uh, you might be, um, 
dampening down the background noise a little too much because sometimes it gets a little robotic or there's like a little um if you listen back it's a slight it's a slight thing mm. but it, reverb it definitely sounds much much clearer mm. kind of stuff no not exactly reverb it happens when you're when you're noise canceling when you when you're you're cutting down like the background noise and stuff like that yeah, it's one yeah. of the applications and um Sometimes if you kind of overdo it, it'll actually affect your uh, your voices and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Almost give like but this kind of robotic. Huh? I do noise reduction twice, so maybe that's it. Hmm. Yeah. So that that actually might be it. If you're doing it twice, then that that could be the issue there. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, though, it does. You could hear. You still hear a difference, and it's yeah. it's good. Mm. It's real good. Nice. Cheers, man. I'm glad y'all got that and um, got it working, man. That's good. Mm. I'm glad we've got this Skype thing working as well because I've I felt so bad because the other times we've had you on, like we haven't been able to sort out the volumes and the levels and stuff properly. So you sound like really loud. a lot louder and a little bit distorted. So that's yeah, kind of yeah, annoyed yeah. me about that. So I'm glad we've got this sorted now and we can have you clear on. You can get proper like so, unfiltered yeah. savagery. So obviously you're gonna listen to this back and you're gonna hear this, but yeah, just to let you know, like. This episode kind of links with your very first ever appearance. Mm. So your very yeah. first appearance was um the the ones upon uh, not ones upon a Deadpool the Deadpool two movie mm. and obviously when we did yes. movie reviews earlier uh, T went over once upon a Deadpool so it's kind of a really mm. cool coincidence that we mm. had you back on that full circle yeah so that's, yeah, that's that, right that, that, that right. was pretty slick mm. um, it's a shame mm. we had a little bit of technical problems and and we we lost you suddenly um, we've kind of. I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for you. We should just communicate in bumpers <laughs> no, for a we, while. We don't have enough. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Got to lose a life just to have a life. Yep. I love that one. That's true. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, like I said, we're wrapping it up. Um, guys, if you have enjoyed the show, obviously check out Who's Next Gaming, uh, Losing Lives. We also have a number of friends that you can check out. Um, I just like to point out, like, not all of them are nerd-related, pop-culture-related. Mm. Some of them do different things. So, for example, Hero of no- Heroes of Noise, they do do some movie reviews, but, like... Ha! Do-do. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they're very generic. They talk about a lot of things. They talk about rock music, hip-hop, R&B. Mm. Like, it's a variety of things. Like, I don't even know how to fully describe what they do. Uh, Comic Book HQ, that's um, uh, formerly known as a George Moore comic show. <clears throat> they mainly do comic reviews as well as um, interviews of creators and like comic book artists and um, writers, etc., etc. Mm. Um, Seth's gone. He's gone. Yeah, he's just messing me saying it disconnected. Oh, okay. Um, he's gonna jump back on. Gonna try and get him back. It's it's not saying he's here. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's that's fudged the recording. Oh no. <laughs> If it's doing that thing, uh, no, that's not, not, not right, cool. Recording. What's happening then? I don't know. Um, let me finish up. Um, Comic HQ, um, Comic the Source War, uh, they're very, they're quite similar to us. Um, they go over media reviews, they go over the comics, uh, nerds, formerly known as nerd porn, they go into gaming, uh, pop culture, they're probably best podcast for your pop culture news, like movies, TV shows, things on Netflix, they go really in depth. Uh, number one comic books um, podcast. Uh, they review 
the very first issue of the latest comic books and give you their opinions on it, uh, give it a little breakdown and let you know whether it's something that they would continue with. Mm. Once you get to know those, you get to know who has a taste that's similar to yours. Mm. Um, see the movie reviews. Um, good friends with spoiler Steve and Kovar. Uh, they, on this podcast anyway, they strictly do movie reviews. Um, I enjoy their very blunt but fair reviews. They're very, what was it, harsh critique, critiques, critiques. Mm, yeah, I, I wouldn't say they're harsh, but they're very fair. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. if they like something, they'll say exactly what they like by it. If they don't like something, they'll give reasons to why they don't like it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We also have another podcast called Tired for MCU. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to jump on that episode soon. Um, oh, listen, there's a host of the army. Yeah. If you want to jump on one of the episodes, just let them know. Mm. I always miss them. No, I'll, I'll tag you in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think I'm going to be on the Doctor Strange episode and the Black Panther episode. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Then you've got a super cast. Yeah. Um, these guys are really cool. Um, it's a combination of different people. Um, they go through a lot of pop culture stuff, quiet books. They also go through like what they've collected, um, in terms of like, what, what they bought over pop culture. Um, We've also got a start cast, which is like a interview format where he interviews different members of the army. Well, not just the army, but different people. And like, they just go off into different tangents. Uh, you get to know the people they're interviewing. It ranges from doctors to carpenters to actors. It's really cool. Uh, Shoot the Shit podcast. Uh, a couple of nerds. As it says on the tin, a couple of nerds. <laughs> um, and the Leftover Army podcast, <clears throat> this is like a podcast done by members of the Army. So it's one feed, but each feed, like each episode could feature something different. Hmm. So you've got Ladies of the Leftover Armies, where some of the girls get together and discuss different topics. You've got Tales from the Yard, which is with uh, Scott Shooty, hmm. you know, just go, goes up on, on different things. Hmm. Um you did have Brute Force and Ignorance, but they're now its own separate feed, podcast yeah. feed. Uh, that's um, Matt Kirby, who was on, on episode 90, so check yeah. them guys out. And um, one that I'm not following just right yet is the Shot Monster podcast. That's starring Finn Deep Screen. Mm. Uh, Finn does a lot of those um, cool toy photos. Mm. Um, so yeah, those are lists of some of the guys we follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure over the next couple of weeks, months, there'll be more added to the list as we uh, throw in our little necklace that we have there. Yeah. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yeah. This is a very... Because <laughs> 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 oh, oh, five hours. Hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tease it. Bye to the people. Bye to the people. Bye-bye now. <laughs>